That's how you do it. All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, um, hanging out with Dr. Frank Schultz and Mr. Nick Mookie tonight. Just shooting the shit, I guess. <laughs> what, flushing bears? And flushing bears, yeah. More like watching, watching Tyler flush bears. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's freaking summer is going quick, boys. It's Well, it's only, uh, what? Seventh. It's basically sheep season already. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. We uh anyway, we're just coming off a coming off old Fourth of July weekend and I went what camping camping with the family and saw some shit. But uh Caught some fish. Caught a lot of fish. Found out well, I know where I know where half of Wasilla goes for well, I, for I, camp for I the Fourth of July. Yeah, I, I tried to say that before you were going down there. Oh, like, I man, like that yeah. that road. There's a couple weekends throughout the year that that's not where I'd want to be. But <clears throat> oh, I kind of knew what I kind of knew what I was getting into. But still, it's like you. Tr- it's like the for- like going on the forty mile hunt up yeah. the steeps or something. You try to prepare yourself. You're like, all right, there's gonna be a shitload of people. Yep. And you're like, I cannot believe how many like, people there is. Fourth of July that weekend or that road. Well we tried to go er- you know, a little bit I early. think a lot of people have that plan though. Go a few days early, yeah. miss the crowd, but really like that's around what... around the fourth that road's probably not unless you like seeing people and it's a great place. And then also <laughs> like Labor Day weekend in September I know Steph and I went down there a few years or ago. Or whenever, I, anytime, you know, that Nilchina hunts well, open. Well, that's why we went down there. We drew those permits, and so we went and drove that road. And got the packs and like, fuck this, turn around, go. No, I, we did the whole drive or whatever there and back, and, you know, we we saw caribou, but um, we also saw a lot of people, and it just wasn't what we wanted. And we were like, both of us, when we got to the other side of the highway to go home, we are like, probably not again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it it's a cool spot no. you know for people if that if that's their alaska that's that's great, no but. and i mean like in and me you know some of the things i may or may not say don't get your don't get your feelings hurt yeah, or, it, or it, take it too or take me too seriously but like you know initial impulses i'm like I mean, we, and we had a great like a great weekend it was great yeah. um but the fucking paddlers man <laughs> Oh, a lot of people canoeing. <laughs> the and stuff, freaking or what? invention of that like cheap molded kayak is the bane of my fucking. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're like a hundred bucks at Costco or whatever. And every you see people driving around town, and they got oh, three yeah. of them sticking out of the back of their truck, and there's a lot of them. And, for sure. And granted, like it's aw- like it's a great way for people to get out. Like it's nice to see people. You know. Yeah. Everybody's trying to do the same thing, just get out, get out and enjoy their slice. But the fucking paddlers, man. <laughs> we talk saw, about, we could talk about boat launch etiquette for oh, for a little bit. We saw a, a truck yesterday on the way home that had uh, six canoes on top of its truck, like stacked oh. up with. Uh, it was just an F one fifty with a camper shell, and it had. Like you know, two by four like frame going up oh, above chicken. above. <laughs> yeah, add a canoe yeah. framing, and, and they had three going up one side and three going up the other side. So six high, you know, oh three high, God. six of them, and then in the bed of their truck they had two of them crisscross coming out the bed. <laughs> Jeez, what the shit? They were headed south. I don't know where the hell they were going, but I'm sure somewhere down there. That no, was- yeah, it's uh, I just I don't know. I find something to do. 
Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July weekend. Like, some, there's I, there's always something to do at my house, or somebody's building something that I can help <laughs> them out with, and it's like. I don't know. A long time ago, I decided that those weekends are just shit. If you want to, you know, it almost doesn't matter so wherever people. you go. It doesn't matter where you go, and it doesn't matter that the state's closed down. And there's hardly any non-residents here. Yeah. Imagine what that would have been. If oh, there was exactly. Yeah. All the, you know, there's a yeah. That shit sucks. We I find- went down there when my brother was up here one year for the Fourth of July. And we were down on the Denali Highway, and we we're early and Fourth of July weekend. And I was like, well, we'll get a spot, and we'll kind of like park we had two vehicles so i was like we'll, we'll park like one vehicle so nobody's gonna like you know come in and get on top of us set up a couple of tents parked a vehicle left to go fishing come back like five six hours later they've like driven down through a ditch and made another road <laughs> and there's like eight people in the same spot like all the way around where we were, we went, pulled our tent down, got one of the trucks out of the way, got the other truck in there, pulled our shit down, and we were just like, kiss my oh, ass man. and left. It's like, I can't. It's unreal. Well, There's we got down there. too much good shit here to be right up somebody else's ass, you know, in my mind. I just yeah. can't. I don't like that No, and it all. was in, you know, taking the little kids. Like, that That was the only concession. Like, the, the only thing that kept us from being like, all right, we're just freaking. Yeah. We're gonna go drive north or something. you know, yeah. just get get the it's hell out cool of there. It's a cool spot to go. No, it was it was it is a beautiful country down there. Oh, it was great, and you know, it's like I said, it was a minor thing, but at the time, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You know, pull your boat over to try to dump it in. There's 15 kayaks laying all over the trucks parked in the boat ramp. Everyone taking their sweet time. Like you're not gonna get away with that shit at a boat launch up here. You wouldn't. No, no it's like, and you know, people just. Oh, you go buy a kayak. Okay, that doesn't mean you know like how to how a boat launch should it's run. Supposed to work, yeah. But uh, one, you buy a kayak, you don't really need a boat launch. No, you know, <laughs> you put that thing pretty much anywhere yeah, you want. Yeah, we went to Chitna for the weekend. It was great. There, I mean, there was hardly anybody down there, and weather was fantastic. And which is pretty unusual for this that weekend down there or yeah. anywhere really well, yeah, it, but yeah. especially down there yeah, I, this, you just it, go to chitna like you expect it to be packed well you spend enough time down there you know how nice it is when there's not packed and then yeah. you know mm-hmm. then you also know how to stay away from the people when it is packed and and we did both this time but there wasn't a lot of people because there just not a lot of fish right now so i figured there'd be more because they closed the russian um for the fourth of july weekend but mm. chitna was still open hmm what was the reason for closing the Russian? Well, probably just a low run, and then on top of that, they know that if you close it over the 4th of July, they'll probably save some Not fish. So people, <laughs> yeah. You know, you probably still go down in that area and fish the other rivers, but the Russian's probably one of the most popular. Yeah. I'm, I've never dip-netted anywhere. Oh, yeah. At all, yeah. It's, it yeah. seems like I've always had just a flow of salmon anyhow that yeah. I you either don't have to get or I was catching them in the... I'd get my subsistence license when I lived oh, yeah, down, down there on a fog knock, you yeah. know, and it was like we'd set gill nuts out, and in an hour I'd be done well, for the that year. That that one time <clears throat> we we made that one that one set, <laughs> would we catch like five hundred reds or something? In we had that to let one fish set. go. Yeah. It was like we had to, yeah. That's the only thing with a gill net. You put <laughs> a gill net out, <laughs> like and it's you. like everything's by spec of your subsistence license, but. All you of a sudden, you've it. got yeah. Well, all of a sudden, you've got a huge school of fish swims into it, and 
You're picking you know, fish. You're, it's fish cool for, for everyone. Time, There's yeah. like 20 people there, you know, yeah. that everybody's like got their subsistence license and trying to get salmon. But it's like all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this is way more fish than <laughs> even 20 people needs yeah. kind of thing. Well, and, I remember we were we were picking fish for I don't know how long, flaying them on the back of the boat, had both fish holds stacked full of fillets. Oh, yeah. Well, we had... I think that we ended up one of the, I don't know if it was the time you're talking about or not, but I f- f- probably Josh and Luke and myself. Nakia was there. Whoever Nakia was there, probably Rob was plus there. Plus a couple of your brother was out there. There was a different. There was a different time than that that I'm thinking of. But there was like at least eight of us flying, and I think we filleted salmon for like nine straight hours or something. Oh, yeah, like we didn't that. catch that many. Yeah, but I remember because your brother. <clears throat> Like your brother was there and Rob was there. We were picking, like picking fish, and they're filleting them as fast as we can pick them out of the net, like for yeah. however many hours. Oh my, yeah. Which <laughs> good you're doing. You know, you're doing a whole bunch of people, and that was the way it worked down there. Was we'd wait until there was no clients, and mm-hmm. it was typically between the end of bear season and the beginning of clients showing up was when the reds showed up. Yeah. And we'd try and get everybody's home pack done done before we had a lot of clients and it was a pain in the ass to like fit in our own stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there there's times that it sucks the fish aren't there yet and then there's times that it's like holy shit there's too many fish here, you mm-hmm. know. So there's times when you only get half the net set out and you're like, "Yeah, we're done." Yeah. Before you can even get the net fully set out. Yep. <clears throat> no, was yeah, Sakai. Yeah, yeah. And then I seen a guy, the, the one thing, I seen a guy pulling his boat out, and I recognized this guy in, like, the camp spot a couple down from us. Pulls his boat out, and the foot of his jet is on backwards. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> like, flipped around 180 degrees, like, foot pointing backwards. I'm like, <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, I got to go say something to him. I was like he he has to not know, and well, you know obviously. went over there and was like kind of like the discreet like hey you know uh, <laughs> your boat might <laughs> you guzzling the gas a little bit because your boat's gonna run yeah. a hell of a lot better if you flip that that little doohickey around. Wonder if he tried to change. No, well, it, it, no. What he said, fucker it, it rips was, in reverse, bud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he uh, he yeah you know, first boat like he didn't just. Not experienced. It's the first boat he bought, and it came like that. So whatever jackass, oh fli- you know, had put that thing on backwards, <laughs> and he'd had it for like he said he had it like for a couple of years or whatever. And I'm like, no one said anything to you, you know. I wasn't trying to be a dick. What's well, amazing? Like I would hope said- someone would tell me if I was had my. Well, imagine. it's amazing he's had it a couple of years and he hasn't had to take it off and do something with it to- or realize that yeah. the boat didn't seem to be performing as well as. <laughs> As well as it should be. And it's like, honey, get both kids. They're both going to water ski. (laughs) (laughs) This thing is great. Well, and he did, he did like, oh man, yeah, it does seem like it burns a lot of gas and has trouble when you put a couple people in it. Oh, yeah, you know. Huh. I guess you don't know what you don't know. And for, I mean, for those who aren't familiar with what we're talking about on a jet unit on on an outboard motor has what's called a foot that. The weird is your water intake. It sucks water up, you know, spins it around a bowl and shoots it out the back, and that's what gives you your power. But this jet foot 
when it's positioned correctly, it's the the top the front is kind of angled up, so the water like it sucks the water right coming off the bottom of the boat up in there. Well, it was this was flipped around, so it's like impeding the water. I got a burp. <laughs> trying to anyway, Jesus. it was yeah. So, You'd think it would want to start sucking a lot of air back. I would like think you get a lot of cavitation, tons yeah. of cavitation, yeah. Because the the water spilling around the back of the foot would create air bubbles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's now I kind of want to flip mine around and see what happens. <laughs> Did he flip it right around? No, I was like, I and I had left my boat like in the water, and I was like, oh, if I had my boat like pulled out, I'd grab my tools and flip around for you right now, but. No big deal. Yeah, it's only like eight. You've been informed. Eight been, Allen. Six, yeah. You've six, been you've been yeah. in you've been informed, so <clears throat> Wow. Huh. Yeah, that's it's the only that's the first one of those I think I've seen. <laughs> How much guys time do you their... spend down there though? Because I bet if you do <laughs> yeah. spend a little bit more if you were just a wallflower at the campground, you probably <laughs> Yeah, you spend a little more time at a boat launch at a popular place though, that you see all sort of crazy <laughs> shit. There was probably a lot of people there this weekend, but they'll be they're like in like Labor Day weekend. You it's a it's a zoo. If if you drive from Paxson to Cantwell and you don't see a thousand pickup trucks in that 136 miles or whatever it is, I'd be I'd be amazed. Do you think <laughs> moose, like because of moose season well, starting that and the caribou and everything? You know, yeah, starting a lot of people right are using then. those yeah. rivers to go places and stuff. It's yeah. just I'm glad that Anchorage has a place to go, but it seems like they all go there. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the cool thing about Fairbanks is you can go north, you can go south in a couple different directions south. You're in Anchorage. You can go to the Kenai, or you can go north to the Denali Highway. Yeah, or I guess you could go yeah. north to Glen Allen or whatever, and go there too. But right. I don't know how to manage my feelings on that whole deal because it's like you know, yeah, like really, like I want to be able to go wherever I want to in the state, and so you know, yeah, it's only fair for other people to go no, wherever they want. No, but it's, it's like you fine. start feeling like a little territorial, like. Not, what are you doing up here? Like, oh stay, no, I'm not. You not, know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the, there ends up being so many people. Not not territorial whatsoever. I'm just well, saying that it just the way where Anchorage is, they really only have those two the outlet, options. Yeah. It's only a couple of you know, options. It's yeah. like hey, you, you know, you can drive five hours north and go to the Denali Highway, or you can go south to the Kenai or whatever. And it, living in Fairbanks, we have, I I think, several more options. You know, and less people to compete with. Well, it's impressive yeah. just going down there to see all the boats leaving Anchorage going down onto the Kenai, too, in the summer. Yeah. People going, you know, fishing for halibut or oh, whatever yeah. with their own boats. Which I guess a lot of people from Fairbanks are going to. Yeah, Valdez, Valdez yeah. Like yeah steady, people in Valdez are like, stream. these fucking people from Fairbanks right? <laughs> won't quit coming down here. Like yeah. All 60 of them are mad. Yeah, the people <laughs> in Valdez, right? <laughs> No, that that all brings business and stuff to those towns like Valdez and whatever. So I'm sure they're thankful for it. But on the Denali Highway, what are you getting for business? Yeah, nothing. There, I mean, across McLaren yeah. River Lodge is out there. <laughs> yeah, that might be about it. Yeah. yeah, no, it's super super cool country though, and we oh, had a good but, time. Oh, and it's awesome. I'm sure if you get off the roadways and you're able. Yeah, to Yeah, well, and like really, that. I mean, like me and my my brother-in-law and his family came to, and we had our boats. Like we didn't. We didn't have any problem getting away from the vast, vast majority of the people, so yeah. not a big deal. But, uh, yeah, well, I was thinking, 
little catching up to do. The last, was the last time we was, well, last episode was at right before. Everybody was bear hunting. Everybody was bear hunting Nick's still. been bear hunting again. Been You've bear been bear hunting, hunting again. I've been bear hunting. And I've been building a garage. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's the only smart one. He takes care of shit and... We just waste our time. We wait I guess. till October and <laughs> like, oh shit, I gotta get ready for get some firewood cut. Uh, uh, my uh, plan is to be done the roof on and windows and doors in before sheep season. I that was like my much. whole deal yeah. was like just tackle this right now, and that's really all I care about is going sheep hunting. I was in a text the other day. Yeah. yeah, you're making hell of a time, and you just got thirty four more days to work. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and I got like three <laughs> jobs less. in that period of time too. I got a couple, two or three jobs that I have to yep. wrap up as well. So one part but of I the, think that'd be good. Well, yeah, and yeah, driving through the mountains, I'm like, oh, sheep season's coming up quick, and it's gonna fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is right? gonna be rough. <laughs> yeah, oh, it won't be bad. I definitely put on my COVID nineteen. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating good, staying at home. We did a little hiking this past weekend. It wasn't bad at all. It was good. Yeah. But Carrie and I went out somewhere a week ago or something like that. Where the hell did we go? We went and hiked Angel Rocks, then we went somewhere else. Some trails around here, actually. There's some cool trails around here, actually. Huh. Hiking trails. I guess you could mountain bike on them, too, but they're like no ATV trails Interesting. Out, out of Goldstream. Hmm. There's some trails out there, like cruise up on the ridge and like dip over the other like both sides of the ridge the trails kind of go and there's like a huge network of trails out there that are just like walking trails or jogging or biking or whatever i never even knew stuff was out there so the same stuff that we ride our sleds on in the winter time could be some of them maybe yeah, yeah I, don't no, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it i typically yeah. avoid recreational hiking at all costs <laughs> yeah well it ain't bad. I gotta I get like out. And, I gotta get out and move some. Oh, I'm not saying whole time, I don't. I'm not saying time, I don't need to. <laughs> right? No, I get that for sure. The whole time, I always think like, God, this is so easy without yeah. sixty to hundred and thirty pounds <laughs> or, on my back. Or Holy you have a trail. You have a nice trail to walk. Right? On. <laughs> you know, like scrambling through rocks with a big ass backpack on. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, bear season, I think it was actually... It was the day before you shot your grizzly bears, the day that we did the last That's one. right, the when we recorded it, yeah, so, yeah, I think I'd talked about because I had sat the one night, I would sat the night and got a, like, glimpse of that one bear and... Yeah, yeah. And yeah. had the bear spook off, and so I went back the night after we recorded the neck, the last one, and went in there and, you know, of course, it had been clobbered again, which just, I don't know, bears were, I, maybe, I feel like I say this every year, that bears are like being weird, but they, on that bait, they were being weird. Like I've never had them where they're just that you, many. on it. You that do. many grizzly bears constantly. Like I'd, I'd go in there, it'd be dry. I'd freaking dump, dump as much food as I could. Yeah. And they were on, back on it within a day, like super weird, like very uncharacteristic. Um, Usu- what usually half a dozen bears throughout the entire spring, like you or know, the 10, couple maybe, of their, like yeah. maybe ten bears. Yeah. But they're you know they're in for 
they're in for two days and they're out on their way. You do notoriously say this is weird bear season. This is weird. It's like I'm like it's like the year. weatherman. I don't recall it ever being hot this hot this year. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe next July. Every year I'm like I'm always like he kind of always says that. I yeah. wonder if they're just having to, these fucking animals aren't predictable. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're gonna come. It's just a matter of when yeah. and how many and whatever else. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, but. In which new one gets a, yeah. gets a smell from far enough away or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just takes one bear to wander off course, you know, and like, oh, wow. I well, smell they, that stink bucket. And they, <laughs> get, <laughs> and they get into that stuff and then track it off. Once one tracks yep. that grease off, you know. Right. But, uh, my, I mean, my problem this year was that it was getting hit so hard, I didn't have the, the time frame to, like, get bait on it and hunt it. While there was still bait, they were cleaning it out so quick. So, the night after, the night before we recorded the last podcast, I'd gone in, hunted, rebaited, and then went out the next night, and about half that bait was gone. And that uh, was like six hundred pounds that you put up. No, that time it was like one hundred fifty or I so. Thought, no, I but thought the one time I did put one six, million. Yeah. One million. <laughs> no, I thought <laughs> I thought you had. Well, before we went down river on our big trip, oh, down, on our yeah, big yeah. trip down river, I. Uh, I uh, I put 600 pounds out, and it was like eight days or something I knew until I could get back. What about, let me interject here for a second. You know those things that my brother had one one time, and you put corn in it, and it's got the little <laughs> slider thing in it, like, every, you set the timer, and it, like, They'd rip that fucker down, dude. Yeah, but you could put it, like, hang it like you do a stink bait, like, way up between... And it's like, all you got to do is come and make, turn that thing on. It's like, ting, 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 ting. And they just come <laughs> running out of the woods. You'd need steel cable to get a 55-gallon drum of dog food up there, How, wouldn't you? Whatever. Spend a little <laughs> bit of time, man. Like, if you're going to no, be doing do this every year, could like, yeah. you could get these bears but typi- to be like, but typically, on time. Right. With your, oh, I, got, like, I got some time. I got a pretty good <laughs> feeling about six thirty seven o'clock. They're going to be come running in. <laughs> That's interesting. Point taken. But right? typically, it's like, it's not even a problem. You just dump your food, and they're in there for two days, then they're gone. Like, you never see them again. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Ne- needless to like, same bears oh, over yeah, and over and over. Same, Grizzly like, bears, it was at same least, bears. It was at least two boar and sow pears and another one in the week. Just the Excuse week uh, leading up to that. The week leading up to that. Like, at least five different adult grizzly bears. Jeez, how you know? Yeah, and you know, I'd put like a you know three bags of dog food and a jug of grease, and it was halfway gone by the time I got back. And that was just a day. Two nights. The, that first actually night and one night, one night because they didn't even after they didn't the come one in spooked, that night. They didn't actually come in and eat that night. It was the night. It was the night we recorded that they. Uh, that when you're started, home, yeah, drinking when I'm beer, home, hanging drinking out beer. with the boys, the bears are like, ah, <laughs> yeah, that prick, he's at home tonight. <laughs> so we, uh, anyway, I was feeling pretty pretty good about it, except the wind was freaking howling. I kept texting you, and I, <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't know, man, this sucks, it's so windy. And I, you know, grizzly bear, like, well, if it wasn't like that one grizzly bear that kind of got away from you yeah that he came in and it was just howling all night i'm sitting in the tree like fucking wasting our time freezing my balls off there ain't no bear gonna come in when it's like this and he freaking came in you know at one o'clock in the morning that one which one are you talking about the one we didn't recover the one that just like superficially hit too high who hit like too high? you 
With your recurve, a few years, like three oh, years ago. Oh, on my bait. I, okay. Yeah, I thought on we were your talking bait. like, no. I'm no. like, oh, yeah, I don't sorry. remember. It. I didn't specify. Yeah. Yeah. That no. that was a weird, weird night. I mean, it was bear... like, we're like getting tossed around in the tree. I'm like, there ain't no bear coming in. He came in directly downwind. Yep. I think, you know, and. In the, while I, it was windy? With the ozone. Yeah. But with, you know, and. and it was windy. It had been yeah. windy all night, and I think it was like twelve twenty when it finally yeah. came in, or something like that. Did it, it calm down, or just no? It was windy. It yeah. No, no, it was windy still, and we heard just one. I think we both heard it just this one. little, like little stick that, like, once the wind's blowing, you get your ears yeah. set, and you're like, okay, this is normal, this is normal. And then you heard just one little something that wasn't right, and he walked right in. And, and that, hmm. and that was one of those nights because, like, you get to like learn like every tree rubbing together like right. which ones making the real noise and what's yeah. Make, yeah and yeah so yeah that was a windy windy night and he he came right in and there's been one another one i shot on that bait came in when it was pretty windy so it doesn't seem to bother the grizzlies as much as it does like the black bears would be like they don't like go that. back to camp and drink beer we're wasting yeah, our they, time they don't that high um, wind, there's not not a fan. Well, they certainly didn't like when we were up, you know, hunting this this spring. Nothing, but the wind stopped for five minutes, and they're crawling. And I was like, oh, everywhere. there's a bear right there. It's like they're just laying down a hundred, yeah, they're not far. yards away. Yeah, and it's like because it was so open in that one particular spot. Probably right after the bear stood up from laying down, I was like, well, there's a bear right there, and it's yep. like. Because you're just constantly, any little spot you can see, constantly scanning. And it was had to have been less than five minutes that the wind calmed down and mm-hmm. there was bears there. Oh, so well, like, same thing. And when we're, like, texting back and forth on inreaches, like, the same things were happening. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, bear down, bear down, bear down. Yeah. No, I'm like, this sucks, man. It's so windy. And you're like, yeah, it's same shit here. It's just super windy. It's like the only cool thing about the wind is there's no freaking mosquitoes. Yeah. Well, sometimes, they, like, I don't know, in my tree stand, they were worse almost because it wasn't strong enough to freaking really oh, was, keep them down. But We it was, were on the edge of yeah, that slough, yeah. and it's like you get wind is just, like, cranking in there, and there's, like, zero mosquitoes. What I did, I hung out with Mackenzie, like, a week ago. And she's like, oh, yeah, this and that. We got five uh, thermocells going because she was just guiding spring bear. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did you have problems with every time? Did you? I was like, were you guys all bow hunters? And she was like, no, all rifle hunters. And I was like, did you have problems with your thermocells going out whenever rifles went out? And she looked at me. Her mouth just like hung open. She was like, you got to be shitting me. And I was like, did they? And she's like. Well, I found that every time the gun went off, the mosquitoes got really bad, but I didn't realize my thermosel was out until we're talking about it right now. Oh, She's man. like, come to think of it, every single time we shot a bear, the mosquitoes got horrible. And I was like, yeah, every time a gun goes off. Is that concussion? Concussion turns I off I told Stan that last weekend, and he couldn't believe it. And I'm yeah. like, man, I don't know, dude. Like, There was three different people, and they had three different things, but they all had thermocells, and they all shot bears with rifles, and all of their thermocells turned off. And I, I had it happen once. Times, yeah, I had it happen I had once. I had it happen one, two, three, four different times. And the... The fourth time that it happened, three thermocells all went out at one time. Yep. 
<clears throat> that's pretty cool. The third and fourth time. That's a good tip, dude. I swear out. to God, I said it last time we talked about this. There's a, a lot of people that are rifle hunting. That is a hot tip. Yeah. No, yeah, and it, uh, and it happened one like it happened after I shot this grizzly too. It turned your yeah, and I off. forgot yep. about it again, of course. But yep. uh, anyway, we uh, we being me got up in the tree stand, which I think I, I got to thinking about this. Another freaking sidebar. <laughs> I did. I I I never sat with anybody this year. I sat. I hunted every time by myself this year. It was interesting. Didn't you take? Didn't you go with? Uh, no, I brought uh, my buddy. Yeah, Jeremy up. Well, we went. We didn't sit though, because the the black bears normally show up immediately. Oh, okay, right on. And they just didn't this year, unfortunately. Sorry, gotcha. Jer- sorry, Jeremy. Well, um, so you sat alone every time this year. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I was feeling pretty good about it, obviously, because bears had been clobbering it immediately. <laughs> It's hard to be alone when you got a phone and you can just be like yeah. texting your buddies and shit. Be like, yeah, there's nothing going on here. Uh, what yeah, are you doing? Like, quite Leave as... me alone. I'm having dinner. It's not quite. <laughs> I don't care that you're in a tree getting bit <laughs> yeah. by mosquitoes. But uh, so, yeah, sitting up there and the wind was howling. And this year, that like that bait, in most, at least the past couple of years, mm-hmm. bears have been coming from, if you're facing the bait, from like 9 o'clock or like, like 12 o'clock to 9 o'clock direction from the right side back in the timber back there and you'll hear them back there banging around they come across this creek and there's there's two different trails or actually three different trails from across that creek you'll hear them come in mm-hmm. and uh this year there was just a freaking beat down trail coming from the left which had never happened before and i kind of learned that's more back over towards the river right on that no, on the left side no it's like you're you're looking directly away from the river and, sitting in the stand? Yeah, sit, well, sitting in the Facing the, the bait. Facing the bait. Is looking between the straight stand, away yeah, from. Yeah, looking straight, straight away. Yeah. S- straight away from the wiva. You'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, these bears had obviously been using this, like, beat down a trail from the left, and I could see why afterwards, but uh, the wind's blowing straight that way. And I'm like, I mean, I had those onyx running, and it was, compared to the, the other night, it was like, it was real calm. But it's like back and forth, back and forth. I'm like constantly squeezing, moving it, squeezing, chasing the wind with that ozonics. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize that you need to have that ozonics pointed to the oh, direction yeah. the wind is blowing. Yeah, not where it's coming from. Like you can't just like throw it up in the tree and just anywhere you want. Or you can, but you shouldn't. Well, it's no. probably a lot easier. When I always put them up, I put them up like directly right over, your over head, my yeah. head, so that it's like constantly come down and if the wind's blowing this way i can just be like like yep pointed at a slight any, downward angle yep. and you can just rock it back and forth mm-hmm. like yeah and that's a, like loosen that little nut and just turn it yeah i mean all I, I just set it with loose enough to where i can just constantly chase the wind yeah and uh what's funny it was rob sitting there next to me he's like what the fuck are all these you got enough gadgets no wonder your backpack's so heavy <laughs> he's like i picked that thing up to hand it up to you and he's like what's he got in here rocks <laughs> I start pulling all this stuff out. He's like, what is all this shit? I thought we were hunting. I was like, well, don't worry, buddy. <laughs> we're going to get them. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, and the, it's, the wind's just blowing straight to that trail. I'm like, fuck. Because they don't, you know, they're not magic. Like, they don't work as good when the wind's blowing hard because mm-hmm. it disperses everything more. But uh, just it's been a long night. I mean, I think I sat down at like 6.30 or seven o'clock something right. like that and and uh 
sat there, sat there, sat there. Finally, you, Frank, was does texting back and forth with Frank. Finally, it was like. Yeah, I went to bed early that night, he, and I was he, tired. He kept being like, ah, oh, is the wind calming down yet? And it kept, like, trying to. And I looked, I, was able, I had enough service to look at the forecast. And it's like 10 miles an hour all night. I'm like, it's going to be, because it's just gust, like big gust, and then slow down, a big gust. But it was like slowly the gusts were getting a little Further bit lighter apart. and a little bit light, you know and frank finally texted me it was at 11 15 he's like all right i'm going to bed the wind calming down i'm like it's kind of starting to and 11 30 you know squirrel just freaking goes nuts you know back in the woods i'm like oh turn on the camera and i just had time to like turn on the camera and i seen i seen this bear's back like straight back behind the bait coming in that trail cocked the gun and man she was freaking on it she made the only thing i think she tried to come in earlier and like caught a little bit of my wind or something like knew yeah. something was up because she pinned me immediately like came in from straight behind the bait which is the most ideal yeah it's like they can't see you till they're, they're on, on the bait yeah and you know all it, those you know, trees and stuff right there and it's and, noisy yeah. back there but you know, that last little bit they got across, you can hear them, but she yeah. came in quick. And then she, I mean, by the time I could get the camera turned on, cock the gun quiet and get it up on my shoulder, she's like right behind the bait looking at me. <laughs> and she came around the side. And I was going to let her have it first shot, first chance I got. And uh, she, and it was all kind of slow motion, like. I'm on her, and she stops kind of broadside, but there's a bunch. It didn't really stop. I mean, just hesitated for a second, and there was a bunch of sticks in the way. And then walked, you know, a few more steps, stopped, turned around, ran off. I'm like, fuck. Because it was probably going to be like the last night I was going to get to really. Well, the last night I get to hunt that bait, I just couldn't keep up with it. I yeah. didn't have the time to keep running food up. And uh, so. She ran off, and I'm like, uh, that's, there's a lot more. There's several more bears using this, so it's probably going to be good. That was like at 1130 and 12. And the, the thing I, one of the things I like about the bait, normally you can hear them coming for like 30 seconds or a minute. Like you got plenty of time to get ready, which is nice with a bow because you can kind of scoot out to the edge of your seat yeah, and get, like, get ready to draw. And, uh, yep, sitting there, and I just heard one little – and immediately just reached over, turned the camera on, and as I'm like cocking the gun, I turn around and see him standing at the top of like a little ledge on that trail. And then he comes, this bear comes walking down. I'm like, oh, it's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad that other one's Thank God that one ran <laughs> yeah. off. And uh, so he comes in, I'm like, he come loops around kind of behind the bait and comes into the bait. He did, he never looked at me or nothing, and but he. And he came in just directly downwind, but it had calmed down. And he was just, sometimes they're just antsy like that, you know, like he, he and yeah. I don't know if they know, like they typically like see the tree stands or just however they, they come when into the always, bait when, when they're, they're coming in, they're always on top. Well, I think he, they're always moving anyhow, yeah. like a grizzly bear. Like they don't, you know, like we might think that because, you know, when we sit them and we watch them and everything happens so quickly. But I... Have you ever seen like a grizzly bear come in and just like totally relaxed eating or without Not really, like, no. yeah, they're kind of, I think they're always kind of, you know, acting afraid like that. that there's a bigger one about to yeah. screw with them. That or like, Hey, is there some better food somewhere else? Or, you yeah. know, like just on yeah. edge. <clears throat> Why? Well, I, I mean, I remember that 
on that bait the first year we put it out when me and him are sitting on the ground and freaking Sal and Boar come in like they're on cocaine. Yeah, they, oh, they were just on fire, those like two they bears. Came, yeah. They came from behind the bait, and you could hear them because they were sitting on the ground. You could hear them run around the backside like, and pop up behind us. I'm like, oh, shit. I got my bow. And I This look is over, before I, you could shoot yeah. grizzly bears no, on this, bait. You oh, could. Could, oh, you yeah. could, yeah. But this was the first year we had that bait. And I, I look, I kind of like move my eyes over to Nick, and he's like, Moving with it, moving his eyes, saying like, "Yeah, they're right behind us." Shit, you know. And that sow walked right, like, poker with an arrow. Yeah, like right, mm. like walked right by, and I'm holding something. All right, the boar's going to be right behind her, and soon as he's like up there, but he stayed behind us. She walks up and like just plops down at the bait, and then he he snapped a twig or something and she turned around. And we're right between the two, like instant full like yeah. full throttle coming. I mean, yeah, th- she was changing th- her mind quick, and maybe we already told that story, but that's this yeah, we did a site. long time ago. But it's the same bait, and it, it's just kind of just how grizzlies act. Like we didn't do anything other than just be there, and yeah. she lost it, yeah. right? And she, you know, she was comfortable for a second, maybe, but then another bear snaps a stick or whatever it did, and she came on like, full, yeah. full alert, <laughs> yeah, full, yeah. All well, the full charge, yeah, like. But then the board didn't even care. Yeah, right. he well he ran and then he ran he stopped what four yards from you right, broadside just right there yeah <laughs> afterwards yeah. why didn't you shoot him <laughs> it never occurred to me to pull the trigger <laughs> <laughs> not I mean not he wasn't doing anything wrong no, I no, was yeah. so focused on her and what had happened or whatever I'm just like yeah I don't need to really shoot him I, I was hoping that Tyler could shoot but yeah. I was in I was in his way. Yeah, I would have had to either back. I couldn't back up. We we're against that tree. So. Yeah, it's the same as anything, though. You know, you spend a lot of time sitting in a tree stand, whitetail hunting. Yeah, and deer come in that you're not going to shoot. They're t- so twitchy, moving too. their legs constantly, yeah. like stomping and like tail up and alert yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I mean, bears the same thing, except for typically they come in and we shoot them. Yeah, yeah. you know, you don't I, give them enough time I, to like actually see well, them in when action sit, when you're and, sitting on Frank's bait. Oh, just yeah. don't like, let that thing eat up. He's a pig. Right, everything dies before he gets a chance to eat. <laughs> I think black bears in, in general are just more nonchalant around oh, yeah. the, the entire to grizzly bears. thing. Yeah. They're not near as high strung. Yeah. Grizzly bears are just, they're just, I don't know, they're wired different. They're always doing something. They cover you know, more ground, too. Yeah, you they know? have to, right? Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like, but he came, this bear came around the tree and just sat there, you know, just started eating facing me and i'm like ready you know as he's going i'm slowly like getting position ready to shoot and and i'm as he's sitting there every time he drops his head eating i've got my i've got my front sight right like in a triangle like right in the middle of the triangle between his like his eyes and his ears i'm like and there's that little like that little, little dude angel on, your on the shoulder going just shoot him in the head. <laughs> no. The angel is telling no, you, you to wait. He's telling you to wait, wait for a long shot. And the course. devil on your other shoulder is like, shoot him in the face. Shoot him, shoot in, him the, in the face. Just shoot him. Just, <laughs> just do it. And uh, I, I seriously considered it, but he'd, he'd, kept, you know, he'd eat a few bites and he'd move his head. He's only there for a couple minutes, and then, I don't know, like in the moment, you know, your heart just, like, there's not – a lot of things that are as exhilarating as yeah. just like, all right, this yeah. especially even, you know, and for, you know, black bears do it too, but like grizzly bears, bears are fun. Yeah. There's definitely, it's like, I like it. 
Yeah, like, and those grizzly <laughs> you bed- bottle that up and give some to me or something. You should, <laughs> you should do it. You're, no. do, you're doing it for the wrong. You're doing it for the wrong reason. If it doesn't get you excited. Oh, I no, I, I get no, I get excited. I just don't get like physically excited. Hmm. I don't like. I don't know. Even with a grizz like grizzly bears, I can't say I have. I I, I don't know. Spotting and stalking them, I get excited and stuff like that. Um, there was a brown bear on Carlock that I I got really excited, yeah. like really, and it it didn't happen, but it it, sh- it should have. He did the same thing a couple days in a it's row. Because he's a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, put him in no. front of a beaver to shoot. No, yeah. it's like I shit his pants. <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, you get yeah. excited. I get excited. I, I just I, don't. I, I understand what you're saying, but the the adrenaline that I used to feel. I, I it's been years since I've honestly felt like like that. I don't know what it is or why it is or whatever, but it, but that's not why I don't get the same. Like the first year, first like <clears throat> fire five, six deer, whatever yeah. that I shot in my life. Oh God, way yeah, way more. Like I mean, the first year I shot, I can't even remember what I shot. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> like zero. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm a kid, you know, yeah. like ten or eleven years old or whatever. But or wasn't that the one I where you're like, oh, I don't remember that antlers or not? Yeah, my dad's like, well, did it have antlers? And I was like, well, like. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I'm oh, not oh, sure. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> but it did. I did. At any rate, I think that out of all the animals that I hunt and shoot now, I get more excited shooting a bear than any of the other ones. Yep, for sure. And I, and I, it's great to talk about because a lot of people, you know, they probably do get overwhelmed with adrenaline, and then they, you know, they can't really follow through with it. Yeah, can't and function. Can't. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I would say that I that doesn't. I I have felt that once in the last several years, and it was a brown bear on Kodiak, and I remember how I felt, and it was that was an incredible feeling, and it took me a while to settle my ass down, mm-hmm. you know. But um, uh, since you know, even before that, and a little bit, and definitely since you know, then the, there are a few things that just get me wound up I, after the shot and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I, I feel pretty good, and it's like there is there's an adrenaline dump i would say after that but yeah as far as like the build up to it um i may make a mistake or something but i, I found that if you let that shit get a hold of you oh yeah. well, <laughs> you, you, like, honestly, you have to be was, able to manage it that was it for me was until i worked down there at that lodge all the animals i had shot in my entire life we're by myself. There was nobody watching. Right. No friends with me. No nothing. I was always by myself. And then on top of that, you add you're going to be with somebody you just met 10 days ago or sooner. Sure. And you, they're going to get excited. You have to stay calm. Yeah. You can get super excited afterwards. No problem. Once the bear's dead. Right. But keep your head together until it's over. And then have your meltdown or whatever. Yep. And that was a huge, between hunting in front of other people and shooting animals in front of other people and having to like control the emotion until after everything was done, For in my mind, for safety reasons, changed a lot about hunting for me. Yeah. And now it's like I rarely shoot anything by myself. It's most all the time. Somebody right next to me or somebody watching <laughs> yeah. me or something, you know? It's like, yeah. 
always other people with me and it's like I just feel comfortable now it's almost like second nature to have somebody watching or somebody else there at this point in time you know yeah well and and you know I say get excited like Oh, I know I the feel feeling like, you're talking about. I feel like I can, about, I can yeah. manage it well. Right. Well, if, after, you, if you couldn't, you wouldn't be killing stuff. Yeah. So I truly like, know. yeah, you can get excited. Like and, what was funny, you know, for a few years, black bears, it's like, eh, I would only like start to get excited when I like, all right, I'm going to shoot this bear. Like that's when it really starts to like, starts to get real if you want to yeah. say that. But um, like that chocolate one came in this year. I'm like instantly like, Excited. I'm like, all right, this bear's <laughs> he's going down. And then he, he fucking laid there, like just scooting himself around on the ground for like 45 minutes. It's almost the identical situation to that bond when I killed last yeah. year, dude. Honestly, like I had a lot of time to settle down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, they were fucking around for a while, and he comes in and laid down just like that. And I took the same shot you did, except he, you know, I hit the you know top end of his shoulder blade or something and got lucky that he didn't think anything yeah. of it but yeah. yeah same thing dude i i get excited you know right when you first see it but and if there's enough time right. yeah you, you know, could like, yeah. like well, and it's right. a cognitive thing like you have to i mean like there's or if they come right like, in people like there's people like, like you can't rush right like they're yeah, right there all right kill it okay then you can freak out yeah. or whatever yeah. you want to call but, it like there's people like can't draw their bow i've seen it i oh, know me too. <laughs> you know, more than once I, I know that I've seen people eject yeah. rounds right onto the ground all sort of weird shit i, just, I guess i've just been very lucky to hunt with people that have been there and you know when when something happens and you're next to them and they're not freaking out it's like okay well okay this this that's how you do it right chill the hell out make whatever the situation you're in make it happen make it count and um you know enjoy it after you know yeah there's (laughs) also a difference between shooting something at 10 yards and shooting something at 200 or 300 yeah huge such a huge difference yes it is yes it is (laughs) <laughs> but you're not wrong tyler you've been sitting no. there all night and okay now it's probably gonna happen and yeah. he gave you a couple chances well and you, and you know and i don't know haven't done it as long as i have and i've been lucky or successful you know i've been able to be pretty successful at killing them grizzlies on yeah. bait which it's it's not fucking easy no it's not and i know that like well, all right no this is all right work on your this, part <laughs> no well and i'm like all right this is my chance don't fuck it up <laughs> like you fuck it up you're probably not going to get another chance well buddy. you always say if you got one chance in a, a year, season in yeah. a season to shoot a bear and to have that sow walk off or that first bear walk yeah. off must have been like oh shit it's like yeah i mean and i was only like because uh, I knew there was other bear. I, I still felt pretty good about it, but it was like, uh, mm. you know, like I was going to smoke her ass, man. I was ready to. But uh, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> anyway, he's standing there, and I mean, literally, like, it It seemed like it happened a lot slower in real life. But, you know, you watch the video. All he does, he picks his head up, turns 40. Like, he's leaving. Just yeah, oh, I, I said when you sent the video, I'm like, that bear was not coming back. No, he, he, was, fucking, was, he, was, he gone. was gone. Yeah. yeah. But it was just, I was ready, you know, on him. Soon as soon as he turned quarter and away, kaboom, no hang fire, nothing, and and sparks go fucking flying <laughs> everywhere and <laughs> smoke, and he goes crashing off and kind of, he ran straight back and did a loop kind of towards you, and I could tell he ran across the trail he came in on, 
and just hear him and yeah i'm like i don't know what the text said because i'm fuck. <laughs> first thing i did you know I, I, I let him like the last snap i heard sounded like 70 yards away or so and uh typically that's where they're dead i'm like all right shot felt good it went off on time you know he should be did you watch the video Oh yeah! First thing I did, you know, after that, sixty times. Oh, I, sixty times. <laughs> after Before that, you even climb down. Well, because that that camera of mine, I can just transfer them straight to my phone. Sure. And so looked at it and like slow mo, and I'm like, all right, I think I see his hair part right exactly where I was aiming. And I mean, you you just shooting start, a little piece of steel this big at a hundred yards. You should be all right at twelve. Yeah. No, yeah, right? It's just like the. <laughs> And I always do this. Like, I always second-guess it. I mean, how many times have I texted you guys, like, oh, I shot lot. this grizzly with my bow. <laughs> oh, like, every time. Oh, I should have been. <laughs> like, the first text is like, oh, it should have been a perfect shot. And then, I don't know, I think he might have got away, guys, <laughs> before I even get out of the tree. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Hap- we'll talk about it after this, but same thing happened on that bear I should have a stand, too. But uh, it's easy to do, to second-guess yourself. Yeah. Like, no, you, you start wandering and... Anyway, I'm like, all right, this bear's fucked. Like, double-lunged him, quartering away, you know. And I, and I was shooting a, a round ball, a patch round ball, uh, that 50 cal, which we had been talking about, and maybe I talked about on the last one. I did get those conicals to, like, I tried them in that rifle, and they actually shoot straight. Like, they don't, they're not keyholing or nothing. And I think I had told you, Frank, I was like, oh, they're shooting straight. I should use that. And you're like, ah, just use a Patch yeah, ball. I was like, you've gone set out to shoot this <laughs> thing with a patch ball. Don't change it the last couple of days before you're going to do it. So, and you're glad now that you did. Oh yeah, that you, yeah. And uh, and so did that, and I knew it wouldn't exit. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to give him an hour, and I'll. I was like pulling that bait anyway. It's like, so I got to clean it up, haul stands out, and stuff like that. And by the time I get all that shit done, it'll be. I'll go look. I'll go. I said, what I'll do is I'll walk down the trail. He came in on and see if he's laying. I can just see him laying there somewhere, and I didn't. I didn't see him, but I could was pretty sure I could see where, and it was where he ran across the trail, like tore up the the moss there and shit. So I didn't see him, and I'm like, all right, no, he's not laying right there. So we're good on. Oh, we're here. (laughs) So. I'm like, all right, well, I'll loop back and just follow his, you know, follow him from right where I shot him. And, uh, and I, by the way, I was carrying a real gun when I went back after <laughs> I him. had asked you that. I'm like, yeah. are you running around the uh-huh. fucking woods like Elmer Fudd with a, well, I guess he'd be using like a sword now and not a, not a rifle. Rob but. told me he shoots nets. <laughs> shoots nets. Oh, geez. Yeah. And, uh, so I, Went around, and it wasn't very, I mean, maybe 30 yards. I wasn't expecting to find any blood because I'm like, all right, this ball is going to flatten out. It's not going to exit. Like, I just got to try and track this thing. But still, it's a 40 Oh, it's like whatever. a three-quarter inch hole, right, literally. Exactly. Um, you know, the one I pulled out of that Blackbeard flattened out to like three-quarters of an inch. Yeah. So, I mean, it was maybe like 30 yards. I see a big, like maybe 12-inch tall like smear of blood on a spruce tree that's good i'm sign. like oh yeah so his i'm like now i know what to look for you how know? many yards away was that from the it was bait? maybe like 30 yards of running from the bait 35 yeah. um 
And so I'm like, all right, now I, I know like I know where to look for blood and what to look for because he's not probably going to be dripping a lot. And this was, mind you, like I started looking for him at 1.30 in the morning. So, so it's, not it's getting super to be the light. No, I mean, it's starting to be like one thirty <laughs> to about three is about the darkest part of the night. Yeah, which it's you know your eyes adjust and you can see, but you can't. Like I was having trouble seeing blood in certain spots. Mm-hmm. Like some spots, I'd see you know blood on a leaf and pick it up and like hold it right there and like lick my thumb and smudge it on there to yeah. make sure it was real blood because some of those leaves get weird stains on them that look like blood yeah but uh so i trailed him pretty easily back to where he crossed the trail and followed him you know a little more and i'd find you know on an alder little birch sapling or something like he'd everywhere he'd like anything he his right side rubbed on was blood on it and seeing like how all the freaking blood stains where I'm like, oh shit, this like this is big bear. Nice bear, yeah. And uh and probably like I mean his back was probably at my waist or so. You know, on all fours, big bear. Anyway walk in and then I start I mean I'm taking my taking my time too obviously and I don't know how far I'd gone or how long it'd been but start you know you start second guess like uh maybe I didn't Something happened and didn't get penetration. Like he should have been, should have found him by now, and just uh, kept after it. And I kept finding blood. And I'm like, just it. I'm huge. I'll interject here and to talk about real quick about I'm a stickler on following blood trails. Like, there's no marching around. I'll fucking yell at people. Like, yeah. you don't go anywhere unless you have found blood. Like, there's no walking over here like, oh, I'll just go out here and do a little loop and find some blood. It's like, bullshit. Yeah. You do not go forward yep. unless you know that you definitely see tracks or there's blood for you to go to. Like, I'll stand in one spot for half an hour if I have to before I'll move forward and be like, okay, I'm going to have to take one step because I do not see blood. But I'm pretty much 100% that it's going to go, that it's yeah. either going this way or, you know. Yeah, well, it's so easy. It's so easy to foul up a trail. It's and, just and it. that's like I mean, especially I wasn't, with the bears. Like a lot of times, there's not not a, a lot of blood. lot of blood. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, you're looking like, for little shit. You yeah, know, like the one, you know, the Stone Point one last year. Like by the end of it, we're tracking him by like bear smelling mud on the bottom of leaves. Like you know, the bushes are growing like pretty tedious, and I wasn't being quite that tedious, but. I'd, if, you know, I'd get to a spot and, and there's like, all right, sometimes there's, it's easy, like, all right, you know, I can see he went that way, yep. mm-hmm. whatever. Sometimes it's like, all right, I don't know if he went, if he went there's so angle many right, angle left or straight. Stuff. So I would, you know, if I, if I had trouble for a second, I'd mark the last blood, like, mm-hmm. you know, have my GPS going, mark, and mark the last blood, and then just slowly kind of poke out each of these possibilities until I'd find the next blood or oh, yeah. for sure signed. And I really liked the way we were doing it with your dad's bear, where it's like last blood. And then you'd like loop and around someone me stays and at you the last would blood, find yeah. the blood and then you'd stand there and I'd loop. Your yeah. dad just kind of hung back once we showed up and we'd just like yeah. leapfrog each other and both like work off of no, what each good. one was finding. And it's like, keeps you fresh and sharp too. And you're like not looking for a second. And then the next guy's looking and like yeah. back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. It really works well. Yeah. No, it, and that, 
Yeah, that was that was great. Aside from you know being like a hundred percent, that, that, that yeah, it didn't well, kill that bear. But right. you know when they are dead, you do find them. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I was just starting to like start seriously. Like man, I should have found them by now. I've gone like two hundred yards or whatever. Two hundred yards on the trail. You know, I'm like, like uh, I mean, I'm like, geez, man, this is getting like he should have died by now. Like with a double lung shot, I'm thinking because with a bow, they'll like they're dead within a hundred yards. When they, but they just die differently. I know, I yeah. know. So big difference. So, yeah. and I'm thinking like, man, how far have I freaking gone? It's been because I've been tracking for like over an hour. And then I see a little alder, just a little alder sapling that was just mowed over, like plowed right through, broke straight down. I'm like, eh, that's probably a good sign because he'd have went to the right. He's not walking. Like, they don't just crash through shit when they're cognitive. No. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then it's like, I walk to that and it's like blood, 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 look up and there he's laying. Yeah. And walk up and... Holy shit, he is big. Put the thermosel on him, and it took me like 30 seconds to walk back to the trail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it takes you two hours on a blood trail to literally and, you know, and seconds by, you know, walk the distance yep. yeah. that you just took that yep. long to cover. You know, yep, they just don't and we are talking about, like, yeah. you know, not maybe the most. I was trying to go about doing a stupid thing in the smartest way I could, you know, by yourself, like hours from anybody. Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. chasing exactly. Well, blood trailing a wounded, and then you start mon- telling yourself a, a that wounded, it, maybe it's wounded, not yeah, dead and stuff. It's like, well, you know, trailing a wounded literal monster through the woods in the middle of the night. Um, no, but you made so, a good shot. I mean, you were just trailing. Uh, yeah. You were just no, was, looking mm-hmm. for a dead animal, honestly. But you mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta be smart about it, dude. Yeah. There's no way. It's just, it's. T- I mean, and everyone's different. Like, I mean, I knew like. The way it was just to get like everything was perfect went perfectly, yeah. and I knew he was dead. Yeah. But you, you just never, you, you don't, yourself, you don't know until you got him, got him hanging on the pole for sure. But uh, and what that's the first grizzly you shot with? Well, aside from a brown bear, first one you've shot with a rifle, yeah, or a you know gun. No, and I and I did I would did expect him to go a little far. He ended up going about or like maybe between like eighty five and hundred yards. Total running distance. Okay. He was not that far. He was less than 100 yards from the boat, even. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was, I expected him to go farther than, than with a bow, just because they, they really know something's wrong. Yeah, well, they heard a boom, you know, and then they get hit with something. Yeah. You know, and, you know, a broadhead's quiet. And it, it just and I don't know slicing. that a broadhead necessarily hurts as bad. It's not like it, it's a different kind shock. of trauma. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, how many times have you shot bears, had them run thirty yards and start walking, or start like looking around before they just tip over, or or run and die fifteen feet away? Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, well, that I mean that like that big chocolate bear I shot. Didn't even and know he it actually, you know, the arrow like stuck eighteen inches in the ground. When he, you know, jumped around, he broke broke the back end of the arrow off, still in him. And he had, you could tell that just the way he reacted. He had no idea what happened, nope. and he didn't go fifteen yards. It was odd to me. All the bears that Rob and I shot, so four bears between the two of us. Yeah, every single bear died where I could see him, like less than thirty yards away. We're, we're, 
couple of them it, like spine shots. When and you're shooting them with a 400 grain one, <laughs> right? <laughs> Only blowing one was a spine through, shot. Blowing blood. Rest were just behind the shoulder type of stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, in his muzzleloader <laughs> one with them great planes of 385 grain. <laughs> Yeah, like you, and you like punch a hole. You could. But put Rob your was shooting a thirty out six, and neither of those bears, one of them went yeah. twenty yards. Thirty out six is a lot one, of gun, man. It, like it, it is. really is. Yeah, so it, I witnessed it working real well. Oh yeah, <clears throat> there's that that book that one uh, what one man one land one rifle and he kills everything everything yeah. in North America and way beyond the North American twenty nine type of shit. I'm talking walrus and jaguar and. Yeah. All this shit, and he did it all with the same thirty odd six rifle. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a cool book to, to read. And I haven't read that one. Yeah. It's, it's called One One Man, One Land, One Rifle is what it's called. Nice. Yeah, it's I know just my dad. In North is, America loves thirty odd six. Yeah, absolutely loves. Yeah, yeah. He did the whole shit with yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun to get excited about all sort of new cartridges and stuff like that, but it's tried and true. Yeah. 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 But uh, so, yeah, just went went back to the boat, got my pack frame, and went back, took a few pictures of. It, it was a pain in the ass. I could hardly get that thing rolled over. Like to get, I couldn't even get him in like where his, you wanted. Where yeah. really in a good like for pictures to really show how big he was. Yeah. But uh, you know, you fucking deal with what you can. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm those bears, especially like in the middle of the night. So ah, I wish I would have taken a few more pictures, but. It's Dog ass fun. tired. It's you know two thirty in the morning. I got to skin this thing yet. And, and then another you know. Then another you X know amount of hours. Of X amount boat of hours. Road, boat road ride. riding. Yeah. I think I got back at like eight o'clock in the morning, or so. But, All right. Uh, no, it was and it was funny because after I got him skun, it was like four thirty probably, and uh, walking out there's just blood everywhere. Oh, that you didn't see oh, that initially. I didn't, that I couldn't see on the ground just because it was too dark. I couldn't. Got it. You know, or my eyes weren't picking it up on yeah. the ground. I was just, and I was really zeroed in. <laughs> Once I seen him smeared on a tree, I, I was really zeroed in on like that height and looking at the bottom of leaves on brush and stuff like that. That's yeah. kind of how I was tracking him. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it didn't exit, but it punched literally like a three-quarter inch to inch size hole. Like it hit right in the middle of a rib. <laughs> nice. And, I mean, his whole entire side was just soaked. I know it was just pumping blood out of there. Yeah, you hit that rib with a rifle, I guarantee that those rib bones also cause some tram- trauma yeah, too. Yeah, well, those whatever. musket balls are soft too. Like, well, Yeah, all of a sudden you're not only sending a bullet, but you're sending like all sorts of pieces Shards. of bone and stuff yeah. as well flying all over the place in there. It's like once you're inside there, all the stuff that's in there toast, is soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it didn't it didn't come out his, his the other ribs on the other side and I was gonna I told myself I was like you're going to regret not cutting this thing out and then I'm like fuck it. <laughs> Cuz I got him all scun. I actually got him scun pretty quick. Um but got him scun. I'm like I was going to I got grab my knife to cut him open and dig that bullet out and that round ball out and or whatever was left of it and I was like, "Pa, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to just go back in the spring before everything yeah. grows up, walk right to where that bear died, and be like, oh, there it is, and pick it up on the ground. Yeah, I yeah unless it. something drug it away. Yeah, well. I mean, there's could, a good chance that another bear's going to drag that away. Yeah, but. 
Yeah, not my experience how, with them I mean, big grizzly bears. It seems like not much messes with them. Really? And and the other thing, too, is that bullet would have to be, like, lodged into something that was, like, could be ripped off, and it would have to be, like, in that specific piece of meat that was, like, you know, yeah. hauled off or whatever. I think it's just against I bet the it's ribs right, on the back. I bet it's right there on the ground in the spring. Yeah. It'd be a bitch to find it right now with every like because everything's yeah. so you know waist deep growth in the woods. But yeah. I bet in the spring you go back there to set that bait up. If you walk over there, you find it right on the ground. Yeah. No, so that was my freaking. <laughs> that thing was it was a pretty good bear. I think he was like eight eight two eight three. Great bear. Twenty three and a half inch skull. Definitely a definitely a moose killer. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> so yeah. If you ever you ever wonder wonder if you can kill a grizzly bear with a <laughs> patch and ball patch, or whatever patch and ball you know it's definitely doable. Well, I think you know you get a little bit low, and I was shooting a pretty hot like hundred grains of hundred grains of pyrodex at fifteen yards or whatever. Like I think I've talked to some guys you you know little make their own like you can cast alloys that are like a little bit harder balls that penetrate better than just a pure lead ball super soft yeah and like they'll just flatten out immediately but at low even like out a little bit farther at lower velocity or have a harder a little bit harder alloy won't won't deform as much and will penetrate better but yeah who knows fucking worked it worked (laughs) (laughs) but then you killed another one yes right after that yeah so that would have been i don't know tuesday night or whatever that you that you went out or whatever, and then that weekend I I went with Stan, who I've been hunting with the last couple of years here uh, from town, just flying out with him. Same, you had him on the podcast before yep. or whatever. And Stan Parkerson. So I'd been doing that the last couple of years, and I told him this year, I'm like, save me a spot, man. Like, I, w- I want to come. And he's like, well, I got this other guy coming in um, er- way earlier than I ever wanted to go or whatever, but after all the COVID stuff and, and all that. So he, he came in the week prior to me and um, – he he was texting me updates throughout the week. You know how they they I think they hunted six nights or something like that. And very first night kills a slammer grizzly bear. You know these these baits are set up like you're literally shooting the eight yards. I mean you're you're so close. It's not even funny. And it's it's a lot of fun. And so he he did that and um, he said that th- there wasn't a lot of black bear activity this year. And it was because that grizzly bear was had been hanging around there so yeah. much. And then. You know, so a couple of days went by, and they ended up uh, sitting, uh, not the next night, but the next night, killed a really nice black bear. And then he texted me, he's like, well, like, what are you, what are you, what are you hoping for? You know, I'm like, well, I just want a, you know, a nice Pope and Young sized black bear, you know, same as the last couple of years, yeah. you know, like, I'm not, not going to fly out with you to, you know, three hours north of town just to, to shoot a bear. I can do that anywhere. And uh, he's like, well, well, we'll see what, you know, blah, 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 and i you know it, i knew that after that grizzly bear was dead or whatever that all those black bears would start coming back in you know so th- yeah. they saw i think they saw i could be mistaken but um the night after he shot the his nice black bear i think they saw 19 bears I, one bait one bait yeah one bait <laughs> and so and none of them he didn't think any of them were bigger than what the the guy had already shot which is all he wanted to shoot and so um, we got, you know, he rebated and all that and came back to town and picked me up and we went out there and 
And usually when we fly out there, we fly out there later in the evening and then we hunt right away, right off the bat. And I just sit by myself and do whatever. And I, this time we were flying out earlier, earlier in the day, you know, like noon or whatnot. And had to wait for some weather and some fire stuff to kind of move. And so, you know, I told him, I'd like you to sit with me this time, you know, just to, you know, we're going to be out there early enough. We're going to nap and, you know, you, you won't have worked all day and then, and then have to fly and then drop me off and sip it myself. So he's like, all right. So we get out there and I shoot some arrows and I had been really reluctant this entire spring to even shoot my recurve whatsoever after like last year, like, you know, gut shooting a seven foot plus black bear at you know 11 12 yards you yeah know, like I, I just i was just so mad at myself um and so i yeah i had shot it quite a bit this spring but i didn't shoot it near as much as i had in the past and um i think tyler kind of lit a fire under my ass with regards to that. like what well, are you doing group text we go <laughs> yeah. like well you're shooting good aren't you like there's only one way you get yeah. Get over the last bad shot, and that's to shoot another one. Yeah, and that was my last bad shot, right? I mean, that the that last was, shot at animal when it's yeah. a, when the last shot at animal's a bad one, man. It but it haunts you. It's just so dumb, you know. And it, it, I don't, I don't get like that with a compound. Why, why would I let it get to me with a recurve? Right. right? Like just I just weird, don't. Man. But the thing is, with a compound, there's just so much certainty if you just do your part, like it's done. But the same thing rings true with a, a recurve like just do your part it is, and it's it, done. there's just more not necessarily steps there's more ways you can screw it up yeah with a recurve and it's uh, you know i mean i i know exactly what you felt cause it like after sucks. i, lo- after I yeah. lost that grizzly bear you know with the stone point two years ago yeah. i mean i had to freaking sit right at the end of the season i had to sit on that one for a year and it's not was, easy no it's it's not not fun i mean but yeah, so I I tossed it around all week, like, oh, should I take my compound? And it was like the day gray. you were leaving, wasn't it, that we were, like, giving you shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. just take it. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I, I was so concerned about all this that I fucking put the ladder up to my woodshed, and I had my wife retrieving arrows <laughs> at, like, 10 yards for me and, like, send them up there. And, and then I I was shooting those those wide-cut uh, cutthroats. Yeah. And, and I, so I just took one of them, and I, I'd shoot one of one of them first, and then a couple field tips or whatever, and they're fucking just slamming my 3D target, like, no problem. Like, yeah, Nick, you know how to do this. It ain't fucking yeah. hard, you know. Uh, that's what I took and got out there or whatever. And Stan has always told me every time we've hunted together, he's like, I really appreciate how well you shoot, you know, like, yeah. because... You know, we, a lot of the other people he takes, they probably don't shoot so well or, or whatever it is. And then you got to look for wounded animals and everything. And then, you know, last year after having a giant bear dead 15 yards from the bait and then another one comes in and I just make a shitty shot on it. You know, I felt, I felt bad. He wasn't patting your back so much. No, no, he, so much, you know? no, no. He said the same thing this year. I mean, after, you know, he's like, yeah. I really appreciate how well you shoot. Um, I just made a mental mistake last year, and that, that, yeah. that's all it took. You know, it's just when you're shooting a recurve and you're focusing on a certain part of the animal, and your focus switches just for a second. Oh, that's it's all over. it takes. Yeah. yeah. You know, you might be looking right behind the shoulder, but God forbid you look, you know, like you at the middle of the guts or something. Or something feels weird or something like, you know, a, a branch like 
pokes you in the back that you like and you like switch it yeah it's just believe me (laughs) maintaining that focus you know so we we came out there and we shot a bunch of arrows and stuff and i felt great and it was just no problem we did some work around the cabin and went out and sat that night and um we're kind of hoping for like the the same night that he had two nights prior to that you know we're seeing Mm -hmm. all these bears and we sat down at nine i think we didn't see the first bear till midnight huh and usually that's like Usually when of, I, usually you're pulling, you're pulling up <laughs> yeah, stakes. Yeah. Exactly. I I can't remember a time that I've sat there that I didn't shoot a bear within the first hour, you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's just it's a really good spot. And so about midnight, a sow came in, and it was really cool because she had cubs across the creek, and she one of the cubs did not want to listen whatsoever. And she would try to send them up the tree, you know, and then... Where she could come into the bay. Come in and yeah. eat, you know, and so she'd come... You know, it's only 20 yards, but she'd get, like, 15 of it and then have to turn around because one little cub didn't want to listen. Were and they, like, like this fo- year's. little footballs? Yeah, this year's cubs. It was pretty fun to watch how it, she was very good with them. Um, it had to have been probably a, probably her first year's cubs because she did huh. not know how to, like, discipline them. Huh. You know, mm. like, she was just, like, really calm, and she would just take, them, take the one back and no noise whatsoever and try to get it to go up the tree and it would go up 15 feet and then she'd come over and that little fucker would come right back down and try to do the same (laughs) thing again so uh it took her two hours before she finally like uh could get him up there to come over and she was only there for five minutes jeez and then holy christ yeah so then (laughs) you know yeah so when that all you know she came over for you know just a little bit and then a nice boar came in, so she went across the river and started huffing and puffing because the boar was right there eating. You know, it was a nice bear, that, you know, just not quite what we were looking for, but any anybody would have been happy with him. It was just a really nice bear, mm-hmm. beautiful hide, the whole thing, and he ate for a while, and um, he he left. And Do you, do you bring your ozonics with you when you go out there and hunt with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah we had that going, too. He, right he, he runs them on all of his stuff, too. He, so. he does, yeah, yep. right on. After, you know, talking with Tyler and I and, and you and whatever, you know, he just, like, they work. So he's he's been, he's got a bunch of batteries and stuff out there in two units, I think, and it just keeps him, keeps him charged. And, right and on. And does use Cool. Um, so, yeah, that one came in, and then... You know that sow and those cubs stayed over there the whole time, so there was they were always raising hell like over there. Mainly the sow, she ran up and down that tree. I don't know how many times because every time a boar came in, you know, same she thing. Back up the tree, yeah, pushing the cubs up. And so that first one came in, then you know, twenty minutes later, another one comes in, and then same thing. You know, nice bear, not quite what we want. Another one comes in. I mean, these are not without constantly pushing the other one off. No, when one came up, would they all be there at the same time? No, they all came in separate, and there was zero interaction with any of the None. boys. Yeah, like they they were in there for you know they'd come in for ten fifteen minutes and leave, and then another one you know fifteen minutes later would come in. So we ended up seeing four like really nice bears. N- certainly not immature, not like not the three or four year old. Yeah. you know like nice bears. And so we sat till I think we sat till five, five thirty that day, and the last bear that came in came right before five thirty. And when we, I, I thought it was a nice bear. Stan thought it was a nice bear. 
but for whatever reason, and we videoed all this stuff, and we went back to the cabin and watched it. Mm -hmm. And then when we got back to the cabin, he's like, I think we might have fucked up on that last one. <laughs> like, that last one was pretty nice, you know? And I'm like, eh, well, whatever. Like, maybe I'll come in tomorrow. Um, and this is the first time I ever went out there where we got to sleep, we got to eat, you know, we got to, you know, enjoy a beer together. We got to do some work around the cabin, like a bunch of stuff nice. that we never got to do because we just show up and hunt for Whirl, one night. Whirlwind. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so we relaxed all day and uh, did some <clears throat> shit around the cabin or whatever and, and worked and whatnot and just enjoyed ourselves. And then that night um, I went back out at noon and dumped some bait and whatever. And then we came back and just relaxed and went out that evening. We I think we went out at like 10 o'clock or whatever, same time, same thing again. And first bear to come in, I was reading a book. He got me, he's got, I didn't bring a book with me, but he's got a bunch of the Patrick McManus books oh, out there. Yeah, and that fucking guy is awesome. So if you ever want to read this, I really funny ass shit. Patrick well, McManus Well, because he used funny. to do the, uh, like the last column on, like the back page column on Outdoor Life. Yeah. So he's got some funny books, and so I, I was reading that while we were in the cabin doing nothing and stuff. So I brought that with me, and you know I'm turning pages, and you know Stan's like, "Well, you're you're not looking, probably, but I'm like I am, and uh, doesn't really matter when they come in, they come in, right? And uh, none of them show any sign of like being like spooked. Mm -hmm. They just come in. They're a little leery, but then they come in or whatever. I. I don't know, finished like 15 pages or something like that. And I turn the page and I look up and I can see a bear crossing the creek. And I tap Stan. I'm like, here when it comes. So I set the book down. Don't even grab my bow because I'm so used to like the last couple that come in. Like, yeah. she's like, no. Nope. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, this one comes in and turns and broadside and he's eight yards away. And uh, I'm like, what do you think? And Stan looks at me and his, his eyes just get as big as sauce. He's like, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> like all right so i grab my bow and stand up and but it make... was different than the one from five o'clock that that it morning. wasn't that bear it no. was a different bear yeah, it was a right different on. bear and uh yeah so i stood up shot he didn't he videoed the shot but he couldn't see the shot because he was looking he was trying to do some of the focus or uh zoom or whatever so he didn't actually see where the arrow hit and uh i just sat down and told him it's a perfect shot like there's the bear's dead, you yeah. know, and it ran across the creek, and which sucks because then you got to take the four wheeler across, and it's a disaster uh, doing this all. But you know, so I knew that that was going to have to happen, you know, later. <laughs> and I just saw him kind of like running through the trees or whatever, and you know, he's probably eighty yards away, which is a little farther than I thought he'd go. Um, and I, you know, I told, I insured him like, hey, it's a good shot, it's fine, you know. And so we look at the video. And he's like, oh, it's a little low. I'm like, yeah, the video the video does look like it's a little low. It it certainly does, which would explain why probably he went so far. You know, probably shot him in yeah. the heart or maybe top of the heart or something like that. Yeah. And, um, anyhow, we after about 15 minutes, we just like, all right, let's go look for it. So climb down and you know, after last year's fiasco with the second bear, you know, like I didn't touch shit climb down and he's down after me he's like how's the arrow look i'm like i haven't touched it <laughs> you, you 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 go ahead and like because we blood trailed that bear last year quite a ways it, mm. not that we were fucking it up or doing anything to well, make the trail bad paranoid, yeah. just like you know I'm, I'm just not gonna i'm not gonna do a damn thing this time just let you you know show me or whatever and the arrow's covered in blood i mean there's Still bubbles on it and everything mm -hmm. and, um 
Yeah, so we looked at that, crossed the creek, went over there, found the blood. We, I don't know, we walked 45 yards or something like that on the trail, and he's just dead. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. That's the way that's supposed to work. Yeah, yeah, we're, it, it was nice. We took some good pictures and all that stuff, and um, there Weren't was you other... seeing that one, like, you had a pretty good blood trail on that one? That one, we had a really good blood white trail. Cuts. Yeah, you, you could follow it, no problem. There was... Uh, like you were saying, the, the blood that like that you obviously was rubbed off the side yeah. on stuff is kind of what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but after we got to the point where, um, you know, so after like 20 or 30 yards into the trail, I started looking down at the ground, and there was more blood Lots. on the ground than than up up above. And we got up to the bear, and I rolled them because uh, the end, the extra exit side was the side showing. Mm-hmm. And there was no, there was hardly any blood on the exit side, but I flipped them over, and the entry side was just ridiculous. Like, you know, the front half of the no body shit. covered You'd in think blood. Think that the exit side would be more lower, blood because yeah. it's lower. Yeah, yeah but it, but I think that <clears throat> the exit side was so that that arrow comes out of the bottom side, and it's going to be the same exact size hole that's on the other side. But mm-hmm. I think when it hits. You know the the entry or whatever you're gonna have that you know the the whatever lungs and blood or whatever are doing something immediately, whereas opposed to the other side is after the fact. Even if it's a split second, it's yeah. different. Yeah, and I think if you're gonna have like a hole close up on you, it'd probably be more likely the exit side than the entry side because there's probably less trauma on the exit. I, I don't know what... You, you know what I mean? So? Yeah. I would think that the higher side hole would close up well, first. I guess I it know. would depend if you hit a rib on the exit or if yeah. you went between. I mean, there, is a lot to, there is a lot to that. It's hard to say. I mean, I shot... What was it? It was this grizzly bear that's hanging here. I shot with that arrow Yep. through the front shoulder. Out, that's a grizzly... Yeah, a grizzly single bevel. Through the front shoulder... Through the middle of the heart, out the bottom of the brisket, um, salvaged a major fuck up on my part. Yeah, but uh, I hardly found any blood. Yeah, and there's an well, exit on the bottom yeah. through the middle of the heart. Like, how yeah. much better? I think are you yeah. gonna? You're, you're on the exit hole if it's low, which it should be from a tree stand. No lung. Maybe Happy part of one. Yeah, but still, but not even, much lung. No, and that's just it too. Is I think. For sure, you're going to get more blood Those with lungs because when they're, yeah. it's just spraying every time they breathe. But th- think, think about what you're dealing with when that arrow goes out of the animal. You're, you're dealing with the the fur for one you know, on the outside. Then you got the skin. Then you got the fat. If there's if there's a bunch of fat, then you have the meat, right? And there's just lots of ways that a two blade broadhead, which I love to shoot and I will continue to shoot. Uh, even out of a compound, I'd prefer that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just lots of things that can move that would just inhibit that blood from running out freely. Whereas when you're when you're shooting it, the entrance hole, like even with a mechanical broadhead, you know, an entrance hole, giant hole, whatever, it's gushing blood usually. Like there's just a lot of blood, and I think it's because it it pushes in the hide, and so it's creating a bigger hole than maybe it should, right? Because it's not maybe. just it's not just hitting it maybe it's cutting certainly the hair. A maybe you, cutting would, more hair. I would I say it would cut hair. It wouldn't push anything in. It would cut hair before it pushed anything in. But I think it when it when an arrow hits a hide, I think that it th- there's got to be some level of like give on that hide where the hole is going to be a little bit bigger. Okay, right? Like you shoot and it comes in like this, and okay, then it's slicing a little bit yeah. wider. Um, 
maybe that's why, but that wide cut broadhead, not only did it fly incredible, it, there was fucking blood everywhere. Well, the same thing, because that's what I shot, that's what I shot that chocolate bear with, was one of the 250 wide cuts, yeah. cutthroats. That thing, like, in the video, you see it, like, just, like, yeah. butter through him, and when he stands up and turns around, you can see there's already, like, a big old like, blood just, like, yeah. sprayed all over. And, and, I mean, yeah, like, the blood trail all 15 yards to him was, like... And I worried about that 250, because I know I shoot 150s Yeah, on my so recurve. it's going to weaken your spine a little bit. But I'm shooting 250 spine arrows out of that yeah. bow, and, um, you know, and I, I shot that broadhead with my field tips, and... Dude, they were hitting at, at that distance. There, yeah. There's no fucking difference. I didn't no. have to change. How and with I like aimed. a hard right wing helical. Yeah. Like, and that's what they are. I didn't have to change a whole heck of a lot. No, I didn't change anything actually. No, I, I just screw them on and go. Yeah. I was surprised that a hundred grain difference didn't do much. But if I'd have been shooting at twenty or something, it would have. If been. it was like hundred grain field points, yeah. To well. Eh. I don't know. It, it seems was 150 like, grain field, yeah, field but tips. like uh, the, if you were shooting like 100 grain heavier field point. Oh, that maybe, way. You know, or you know, like yeah, it's going to like weaken your dynamic spine a bit. But I don't know, like single bevel. And it's part of the reason I've used single bevel broadheads for yeah. years and years because they've always just flown so well. Like they've all, even if my, even if I don't have them perfectly matched up to like my tuned field points, they seem to fly better than field points. Right. And I, I was I wasn't so much worried about um, where the arrow hit. Yeah, because I could I could definitely just you just want it flying good. Want it flying good, and they were they were hitting straight. So yeah. like there were there was no cock out e- either way. Yeah, you know, no no sign of being underspined. So it, they flew really good, and I mean the the blood trail that it left. I mean, it's pretty nice. Sharp, so oh, they, oh, <laughs> yeah. dude. The one that I shot, I, I put on my Gatco and I got it sharp again and shave and, yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, Jake helped me in a little bit, and we had her, you know, right back so I could put it back in the quiver. But then when I got to camp, I shot that too. I didn't shoot the the field tips anymore. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. I'm just going to shoot this one and be done with it, and it worked out well. But yeah, no, nice. for bears especially. I mean, the setup by the bow I was shooting this spring was really too heavy for me it's probably 60 60 to 62 pounds which i don't know the style of shooting yeah that's a lot of weight it's just more like i would act like if i i i was able to i got strong you know used to it enough that i could shoot it well but not for a lot of arrows like if i was gonna if i was gonna shoot like super high arrow counts or something i'd have to start like doing some some other kind of training to like maintain that is just too much yeah that's a lot of weight um but but that, I mean, that's because that prototype bow. Yeah. You know, that's just a, was what he sent me. So, which for a normal person's draw length is like just perfect, like 54 pounds or something like that. Right. I think both of mine are, those, those Black Widows are 55 and 56. I mean, they're yeah. both pretty much identical. And I, I mean, I don't shoot the way you shoot, but like a pretty soft, like I don't shoot the style. Oh, you shoot um, way better than the average, like traditional i can can shoot it yeah yeah for what i want to use it for you know and that's fine you kind of shoot like me yeah (laughs) i shoot a lot like frank (laughs) dr schultz i'm a little bit better though he's a the surgeon the surgeon just clip them jugulars but i was telling stan like once we found the bear i'm like all right monkey's off my back like okay now i'm back on and, and i'm not truly back on you know like 
full-on confidence, but I've got Come a hell of a lot more. Compound oh, yeah. and snap it over your knee. Not a <laughs> chance, like, man. Done with that thing. No, not a chance. I'm going to use that the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use yeah. rifles. Yeah, I, I might too. I don't know. Yeah, there's a good chance. You're walking. I might take see Nick the, coming out of the post office with a suspiciously <laughs> cro- with a susp- suspiciously crossbow shaped package. <laughs> the, then please come check my temperature because I probably have COVID and I think I'm going down. I need yeah no uh, that won't happen anytime soon. But I might take the the recurve to Kodiak this fall or something like that. Or I'm gonna get one of those trigger locks. And I'm gonna keep the only key. I'm gonna toss the other key when we go sheep hunting. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, have that key like, like the greyhound, freaking, yeah. you know, the rabbit that runs around the track in front of him. I'll have that key dangling in front of Tyler as he's carrying his bow. You're fucking funny. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I've been so freaking busy lately. I haven't been shooting a bunch. You, I'm trying to ne- get. I'm trying to get it back in gear so I can get some confidence. Like, you'll be fine. I changed yeah. a few things. You you're fine. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to shoot 500 arrows a day or shoot no. seven days a week or whatever. Just like you just got to know how to do it. We'll just sneak up close. Just got to be a better hunter. <laughs> well, whatever. We'll just sneak right up close. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> In yeah. the wide open yeah, mountains, yeah, it ain't hard. With, <laughs> with, no, with, with no, no trees, no trees, no cover. As Frank's like, "Oh yeah, you got this." He's sitting up yeah. there with that Weatherby rifle right there. Yeah, well, Johnny boy's up first this year sheep hunting, so I'm not not too confident that I will get one as well. But we're gonna get his him one for sure. He's just been following me around the last couple of years and bad luck and everything so whatever you guys will both get cheap It'll oh christ oh, it's I no hope big so. deal it's man help, you know if we do great if we don't i know that i you know had fun anyhow oh i'm, going to, I'm gonna have fun. i always approach it like that myself <laughs> yeah. i'm always like i'm gonna have doesn't fun. even matter just being out there cheap hunting it's like yeah it's awesome it's funny i was thinking like <clears throat> just the other day like being in the mountains a little bit and it's like ah, uh, like you start flashing back like certain little like smells or things like just just the sound of being there like yeah it's like every mm-hmm. it's like, nice yeah. the sound of wind blowing <laughs> wind blowing all the time shivering yeah. yeah no it's nice yeah it's coming up coming up pretty quick but do you guys do all your bear meat yet or not. I not done yet. Shit. No, I haven't had time. I mean, it's um, all deboned and yeah, you know, frozen, ready to, rock. And ready to just grind and go. But I haven't. I, I, and it probably will be a little while for me. I mean, I could probably make time if you're all of a sudden like, let's do this thing. I could probably do it, but I got a lot of shit on my plate right now. That's what I did today. I just cleaned up my entire freezer. I had you know three bears in there and whole. a little bit, little bit of no, yeah, hole <laughs> my ass now. And a little Holy bit of mountain shit. goat left, so <laughs> took care of all that today. No, mine's the same. I just got it, got it all deboned and yeah, bagged up. I just so. want to get this. It's nice to have it ready where you just like grind it and you can make it. Well, it's, that part's this easy part. It's like getting it off the bone. Getting that's it, like, the hard part. Clean, yeah. getting yeah. it off the bone, yeah. and getting it to that point is definitely takes a lot of friggin' time. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't had time until today. <laughs> to re- I mean, to really well, to like do it. Yeah, I mean, I probably wasted quick. a day or two, but not many. <laughs> no, it goes it goes quick, man. I mean, we've been eating. I mean, that's all Carrie and I eat is game meat for the most part. A little bit of chicken or whatever here and there, but 
I was like, oh, grab some meat. And she's like, oh, should we have steaks? And I was like, I don't, I'm always like Mr. Conservative on steaks. Yeah. I'm like, we've got to save these. This shit's good. <laughs> yeah. That's what gets eaten last That's or what whatever. I think, dude, I looked at my freezer today when I was she comes away. in. I'm she's like, like, all I can find is sheep backstrap, and I was like, well, fuck <laughs> me. Like, guess we're having sheep backstrap. Yeah, yeah I looked at my refrigerator today, or freezer today when I was putting a you know a ten pound bag away or whatever one of the, one of them, and I'm like, holy fuck, we got a lot of steaks. Yeah, and that's because we were like, Steph says the same thing. What do we have? I'm like, grab some burger. We'll do this yeah, or do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm, all, I'm like, double time. We need to start eating this. Like, we can each have our own huge piece of backstrap tonight because yeah. I got to go shoot another sheep, and this shit's all got to be eaten before. Uh, you got to get it down to the last couple packages so you yeah, can for make jerky. jerky. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'll make sure that that's I bring us plenty of jerky. But, yeah. It really won't be long now. I got a couple more weeks of July, and then. I'm going to be so busy, too. It's just going to be like, boom, sheep season. Yep. Done. Ready to go. Yeah. That, it finally hit me. Hit me the other day. I'm like, man, a couple weeks. I got to start getting shit ready. You should start You should get in I shape. I should start hiking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to get in shape. Dude. You might maybe buy a gym membership or something for maybe. a week or two. You I know? only have to bring half the food that I normally bring because I got so much extra weight. Yeah. That's about the <laughs> truth. It'll carry me through the first few days. Um, I just got, so I ordered the, uh, Jim White pan head it's from nice, Outdoorsman. It's a nice one. Those guys are awesome. I told you they were good. That company. No, not necessarily the, um. No, them. The pan head. That company is awesome. Yeah. So I call, it came in, I got it and I was like, oh shit. The, That's the one you decided the, on though, the, the Jim White? Yep. Good. The, I did a bunch of reading after I talked with you about it i did a bunch of like you know reading different forums and stuff like that and it seemed to be that a lot of people were saying to go with that one it's a nice one yeah and so there i don't remember what it, whether it's it's a quarter inch to three eighths at any rate the slick yep tripod has got the quarter inch and the jim white comes with the three eighths yes so they sell a adapter adapter screw but you got to take apart the the slick to yes. and pull out the plug, plug. and then put, put the other one in. Blah blah blah. I yeah. get the thing, and I was like, "Well, fucking, no, it doesn't say this anywhere. Anything that I read, Nick didn't mention this to me that I had to have this." So I was like, "God damn it!" So I was. It was a Sunday, and I was like, "Well, whatever. I'll call and see what their hours are, rather than getting online." So I called the number that was on the piece of paper that came out of the box. Some guy answers his phone. He's like, oh, hello, this is Outdoorsman's or whatever. And I was like, oh, but I didn't expect to talk to anybody. He's like, yeah, we're working on some stuff. I hear people like banging with hammers and shit in the background. <laughs> he's like, hold on just a second. Now he's like, okay, I, I can hear you now. So I start talking to this dude. And I was like, oh, I explained to him like the the tripod that I had and what I had just ordered. And he's like, oh, yeah, I seem to remember putting that order together and I was like, well, this is what I, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, we got an adapter. Did you not get that? And I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't think to order the adapter. I didn't know, you know. And he's like, hold on just a second. And I hear him, like, walking. And he's like, let me let me get on my computer. So he's like, obviously, the dude's at home. Like, cares enough about the business to be yeah. like, answer oh, the they're phone. Great. They're great. And deal with his business, like, on a Sunday while he's at home. And I was like, well, can I? You know, he's like, oh, you can just hop online and order this. It's like on our webpage. And he was like, or if you want, like, I can just 
do it right now and get your credit card information. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm already on the phone with you. Do it. Yeah. So I got stuff. And it's like, they send their stuff like the next day when you order it. Did you and get it, it comes already? And, like, it's been at the post office okay. for like three days yeah. now. But they literally like send the shit like tomorrow. They don't charge you for shipping. Oh. And they send the stuff the next day and they send it like three day. Awesome! So the, awesome! You got customer the, service. Awesome business. That yeah, they're running. The, oh, they're they're fantastic. And if you know, if you have a spying scope and you get a any other tripod or whatever, and you want one of their heads, which is honestly the head is the tripod's important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and, and they make a nice tripod. And they make a nice tripod. Yeah, but it, they're they're a little bit heavier than what I honestly prefer. Um, they're they're nice, but if you want. To buy their head, mm-hmm. you know, the, the heads that they sell are fantastic heads. And yeah. they will work on any tripod because they have all those little adapters that you can go yep. for it. Yeah. Um, and if you bought the tripod that I told you to buy, you like, don't expect when you pick it up to look like anything Tyler's using or whatever. Because it's it's not. It's it's just a very nice what's compact. Wrong with, what's wrong with my tripod? No, nothing. They're just bigger. They're just well, bigger. Oh. We've carried just, mine. We've carried my um, they're just, uh, Gitzo yeah, with us. Yeah. And we've carried your... It's loophole yep. tripod, carbon fiber, one, yeah. carbon fiber, and mine is uh, basalt, my tripod, and it's light. But last year, both hunts that I went on, I carried that slick mini, and it's totally fine. It's it, it's pretty pretty fucking nice little and tripod. I can, it's all, like I can keep it with the other shit. I have to be like, this goes here, this goes here. With that slick mini and my tripod, everything one. can just be like folded and goes in the pouch yeah. on that on that Kafaro pack that I have, and it like yeah. all fits perfectly in one spot together, and it's easier to access, and it's not the bullshit of like when I want to look, I want to look now. I'm like, yep. There's like I'm a very patient person, but when it comes to like he is not patient uh, at all when it comes <laughs> to spot no. that kind of shit. It's yeah. like fucking a. I want that thing in front of me like. Now, like snap of a finger. And so if you're talking about like durability of that tripod, I bought mine and I've only bought one. I bought it in 2010. Mm-hmm. And so it's and I've been you know gone how the much distance. I, yeah, I, exactly. I use those shit a lot. Yeah, and I I I don't have a whole hell of a lot of problems with wind or nothing like that. Like it mm-hmm. it's good. Well, it's got a hanger too. Yes, if you, it does. If it's windy, you just hang. Sh- you can like hook yes. it onto your backpack or something, yep. and your backpack's definitely yep. heavy enough to and hold I, it and down. I've never actually had to do that, but yes, that hook is there, and, yeah. and you can use that. I mean, but, by the time you slam a, a a spotting scope on there, they're heavy enough, and. You know, the ball head it came with, I used that, that cheap-ass ball head for a while, uh, two years, and, you know, oh, and that, got, that's for... I'm, I'm good at it now. No, yo, I'm really like, good at it. Yeah, just, that's you're just like, say it. face it like 200 feet above the animal <laughs> yeah, that's like 600 yards away, and as yeah. you crank it tight, yeah. it like falls onto the animal, and I got real good at that. Yeah, I use but it's the, this shit that yeah. I hate. It's like the... Side and to side, where you're like trying to pan with it. The Jim, the Jim Whitehead, you're gonna be able to pan fluid as can be. It's gonna be yeah. really nice. Oh, I hooked I, other shit to it that I had, and I was like screwed around with it. Yeah. Stuff that would fit onto the yeah. onto it, and it is really it's, nice. It's not bad. I think, and I could be mistaken, but Jim White was a, a big coos deer hunter or something like that down in Arizona. And he tons and that, of spotting. And that's the head that he. Because well, that's preferred. where Outdoorsman's is is based in Arizona. Aren't it they? is. Yeah. Yeah. So they they make quality shit and they're i've got the the mini pan head is what i have mm-hmm. um and then i've got the the regular pan head window mount um that i use on the window 
Um, I know people that have the pistol grip that they sell, and mm-hmm. they like that so too. So I talked to you about that. And it just to me that is not because once you hit the button to move it, it's moving. Right. Whereas, like with the pan head and the Jim White, you know, you got to turn the dial to move it. Right. So, like, you are in control of how fast it moves, as opposed to. And that's why I went with that. Yeah. So like, I was like, uh, I don't yeah, know. I've used the pan like squeeze handle yeah. ones before, the and, they, and they work. Yeah, and they yeah. work good. But I know friends yeah, that use no, them, but I, there, but there's no, there's no way to like regulate how much once you squeeze it, you know, to move it. It's like it's moving, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit more yeah. squirrely than the. I don't like losing stuff. shit. Sometimes it's really hard to, to find, find it stuff again to start with. Yeah, and to refind it every time pisses me yeah. off. But and the, a, what I, a lot of the stuff that I read on these different forums, a lot of these guys are using them with binoculars. So many people, yeah, binocular people glass yeah. on a yeah. tripod. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. Like, I can hold my binoculars still. Yeah, and and yeah. what's funny like, is you listen to any other hunting podcast aside from this one, you're going to hear people talking about putting binos on a tripod. And that may work really well in certain parts of the the world. Yeah. However, comma, my preferred method is to use my binos how any way I can to mm-hmm. find what I want to find. To put the initially gla- the heavy glass on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and scan an area initially. And if and if I'm looking at a spot where I know there's animals and I didn't find them with my binos, then I'm going to sit down mm-hmm. and I'm going to get comfortable and I'm going to pull up my spotter and I'm going to start mm-hmm. looking. And not only that, but if I find some with a bino, I'm be like, all right, now I'm going to sit down and whatever. But you know the, the the whole bino on tripod thing. You know it's really come into play like in, in Arizona for coos deer and stuff, where you spend hours just glassing, and you know people get eye fatigue because they don't know how to glass with two eyes open, so they're using one eye, and then you pull away from it, and you can't, can't see, see and anything. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've, I've also taught my how, myself how to glass with both eyes open. Yeah. And that takes a lot of work to figure out how to do that, but then you don't have the eye fatigue coming away from that spotting mm-hmm. scope to go. You know. Grab, grab your your rifle to shoot or whatever it might be. I don't. I well, don't and know. some. I mean, just some animals and places. It's gonna be like way better. It's to gonna have. be more conducive for to like using binos on a tripod. Like you're gonna, you know, stuff that doesn't necessarily stick out. Right. Is not talking white whereas, animals. Whereas <laughs> sheep, you're having to like cover country and cover well, country. You're, like cover trying country. to look at a sheep that's five miles away. Yeah. You're not going to do that with bourbon no. I don't give a shit what you have. No, but what they're, what you know. The, the, I understand, and I understand you know, what's going on. You know, yeah. they're on a ridge somewhere in Arizona and they're looking at the other side and, you know, those coos deer are the same color as the fucking ground. Yeah. And if you're just scan, I, I don't know why you couldn't do it with a spying scope other than eye fatigue. That's the only thing I can, mm-hmm. I can understand. But you should be able to scan that with a spy. spy or maybe scope, just a, an increased field of view on like like twelve or fifteen power as opposed to minimum twenty power. Right. Mm. I don't know, but if you're hunting that country, you don't need it. Why would you need a sixty power spot and scope? If you're it, use, yeah. You know. And and a lot of them probably have their um, bino set on a tripod, and they're they're gridding like they would same same way you do with a with a, with I've a spotter. Done, I've done that with for, for sheep. Like you're like, well, there's nothing there, and you're like, eventually there's going to be something there, and I just yeah. need to start picking Gritting. the country across. And you go across, yeah. Yeah. go down, back across, go down, back yeah. across. And I do that all the time too, and I think it comes down to just just eye fatigue, and you will get it on a spying scope. And you, you all know that. Like mm-hmm. if you're closing one eye, you know, for hours, which you may do, and I switch. 
Oh, you go from one oh. left eye, right eye, oh. left eye, right eye, back yeah. and forth. I've never done that. Never. Really? I've nope. never done that nope. either. Nope, I've never done it. Oh, I do it all the time. You should try spotting with both eyes open. I've done that too. Yeah, I, no, I, it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't seem to be an issue for me yeah. at all. But I prefer to just go back and forth, left eye to right eye. I'll be damned. And I'll just switch never, back over to the <laughs> uh, to a, to my other I've never eye. Done and that. Look through the, my other eye. I don't. Not saying I couldn't, but I'm <clears throat> saying that I probably got really good with my right eye. That I don't know that I would trust my left eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I. I mean, like I. As long as they're both the same, you're getting the same. And they are on both of them. Then they are, should but be no different. Yeah, but I think. Once you're a certain eye dominant or whatever, looking through a spying scope, come on, Doesn't there's got to be a. Well, if you've done it a bunch, yeah, then you then you know. But can I find sheep? Frank, how find many sheep? have you found with your left eye? <laughs> all, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's found sheep that I didn't see. No, but they're a great company, and Not they, they make some any. good shit. Yeah, and anybody that thinks they need to spend, you know, seven hundred dollars on a tripod and and you know, you head set up. You don't have you don't. to. There spend are, your money on the head. Yes, there are some nice tripods mm-hmm. out there that will absolutely work, and then spend the money on the head. And I, mm-hmm. I promise you, you're gonna you're gonna be happier than that damn ball head that comes with most of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even the Gitzo, that Gitzo tripod that I have, Gitzo comes makes with a ball head, and it, it's a nice ball head, but it's still a ball head. Yeah. And there's still that fall when you tighten it. That and when you loosen it to move, like there's it jumps. There's, yeah. There's yep. like. There's some Especially play if you're in looking there. five miles away, you're if, you're moving serious country. If when it, that little if it tiny jumps jump. a sixty fourth of an inch when you unscrew that thing yeah. at five miles, you're fucking off of that animal. Oh I yeah, promise. big time. <laughs> yeah. 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 How tall is that slick mini? Because I don't know. It, it go for you me. Can sit. Is it is it okay you with still it, can the sit. straight? Oh, you you can sit, but you can raise all three legs, and you can stand and then raise the post. And for my height, I I just have to look down a little bit, and I can do it. Well, I always sit, straight, and I never scope. extend the post. I don't either, but I've been in places with that tripod where, you where need to, like we were yeah. in the desert in Idaho, and we were glassing shit from the the road and from two tracks. Where sitting does not give you, you know, you need that you need extra three four feet. Yeah, and uh, no, I understand and, and you can still you can you can't. You Tyler, you wouldn't be able to stand straight up and and do it. But when do we stand up? Glassing for Not sheep, very often. but whenever, like never, when it's com- yeah. compact all the way down but for a straight scope, it, it's tall enough, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've got that one, uh, that Red Mountain Gear adapter for the well, and I've got the little like the poles for it, but you can use your trekking poles. It's like a very minimalist tripod setup. Yeah, like that. I wouldn't want to it's, take that sheep hunting. I mean, it's cool and yeah. all, it, but it, I don't it's think like I'd it serves a certain that. purpose, like it. You know, you, it, that comes a, well, back to the trade-off. same. That it, comes back to the same thing that I was cer- talking about, where it's like I want to pull this fucking thing yeah. out and I want to look at yeah. that now. I don't want to like put this together yeah. and pull this. So apart it's a trade-off. You like, know, if you don't want to carry the weight, like you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna pay for it in the time it takes to set up. <clears throat> yeah. and you want something that's versatile. Right. That javelin system is fucking money. The ja- the or the 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 Spartan Precision yeah equipment. Well, yeah, like that, they're they freaking. A, they have a well, javelin. javelin. The javelin's the bipod. Which is fucking bad. Okay, well, I'm, I'm talking about the, they make the, a tripod. Uh, the Sentinel tripod. That's what it is. Yeah. Zach brought that you last year. You can use year's. that for like trekking pull. You can take two of the legs off, use them for trekking poles. Like they're, they're super The javelin stout. bipod is what I just got. Yeah. Well, and, and this Sentinel that he's talking about, it's a burly motherfucker, and there are twist locks, which 
I, yeah. I don't really like. But snap locks are a little quicker. But yeah. but they're but they're burly, and the tripod uh, legs itself are burly as hell. And, like, and you can throw it. Well, the guy like because I'm you know Rob Gearing, British guy who's like the guy who runs the company. It's his company. Yeah. Like he freaking like I've seen him like hang off that oh, tripod. Nice. Like they're serious. Yeah. Serious piece of equipment. Now, is the tripod set up for both your spotting scope and your rifle, if you it want? It depends, you, yeah. You yeah. can. You, yeah. you can, yeah. You sure can, yeah. Cause you I just think, have to have the attachment, what, on your rifle and the same attachment yeah. on your yeah. spotting scope. And they scope. make two different attachments to your rifle. One you drill out and you, like, glue into your yeah, stock. You can, and then another one you just take out your sling mount yep. and you can yeah. mount. And it's, like, set up so that you put the rubber in there is different for any, you know, whatever the yeah, the contour, the the contour of the stock is. Yeah. It's a really nice setup and I almost bought one until I saw the price. I'm like, geez, I, what they I got works. Expensive. And like I've already got nice trekking poles, so do I really <laughs> you know? Cuz yeah. cuz the three legs of this tripod, you can undo them easily. Like this is not a hard process. Take them off and then you have adjustable trekking poles that are like it's basically so it's not like it's, you're it's adding your tracking poles. It like comes no. with the whole system. Yeah, it's but like then what? The, then what if like you're walking and you want to throw your spotter up? Well, then you got to readjust your tracking poles. Throw you them break on there. Your fucking tracking pole in half when you fall over in a pile. And then of you rocks. don't have a spotting. And then you scope don't have a spot. Or a tripod. You don't have a tripod. Yeah. Yeah. spotting scope. You don't have shit. They're, it's <laughs> tough, you know. And they're, like they're 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 as good as it gets as far as carbon. Two times poles, now on sheep hunts, have, I've fallen over and broken my. One gar- of my poles. I broke okay. a pole too. I g- yeah. guarantee your poles are not as strong as those poles. Well, they're not because I use ski poles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, those are I like because nice like, I've talked to him quite a bit about it and you know they're like the top, very top of the line carbon fiber poles it's, that are that are ever ma- that are manufactured in the world. But it's really you know good. it is it is like you know I mean like so much stuff you know it's like. Like you know, do you want to do you want to take rain gear that's like lightweight and comfortable and packable, or and risk yeah the shit that can happen with that? You know, I could go with soaking fucking wet, but when it comes down to <laughs> like, looking for looking for yep. sheep, it's yeah. like, and a lot of people are like, oh, I just clip onto my pack frame and shit. I'm nah, like, fuck that, not a chance, no way. And I see, unless I knew they were there, I like people if I had talk an about just or something. Like, oh, a lot of time I just set my glass down on the ground and i use it on the ground laying down i'm like Dude, no way throw not, the extra fucking half yeah. pound two we did that the first time with the first time i ever went sheep hunting when we killed that one and i mean a lot of getting that ram was luck and i mean that's what we did like no eight, tripod no it was like an 800 year old redfield spot and scope borrowed off my and uncle no and tripod. no tripod yeah. But of course, I'm sitting there at 250 yards, like looking at this thing over a rock, like, oh, all right, I think, you know, all right, he's legal. You know, whereas with shit we got now, it's like it would have, you would have known immediately. Brian and Seth have setups where they both got metal pack frames and they got their mounting bracket is on the pack frame, the actual frame for the spotting scope. Then you got to make sure, like, cool that's super awesome and it's like kudos to them they got this thing they made them i think yeah but the whole system is flawed if you don't have somewhere to lean that up against something stable what if you're it's like totally out in the flat somewhere yeah and you want to look at something 
how do you roll then? You or got nowhere to lean the pack up you, against, or it's you don't or have you're a great, down like on a the good ground. spot, or you got your pack full of shit, and you don't want to like. There, there's few. It, yeah. there, there are a few things more important than when you're I sheep hunting than a, than a glassing setup. And yeah. you know, yeah, you got to be able to survive, so you need fucking tent and sleeping bag, duh. But when it comes to finding sheep, you need you need fucking glass. You need something reliable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. I'm not about to leave a pound and a half home <laughs> just yeah. to save that. It's yeah. just not happening. Well, some of that stuff it just ends up it ends up weighing what it weighs, and, and that's it. And that's you know you need what you need, and you're taking it. Well, my list has X amount of things, and there like there's must- a line <laughs> un- there's a line underneath <laughs> those things, and it's like I don't give a fuck if that's yeah. There's my sixty pounds or whatever. <laughs> yeah, everything else gets thrown away below that because those things. Are coming, yeah. no matter what, and yeah. and I've gone to the extent to lighten those mandatory list items yep. to as light as possible, and I, I mean, and once you're there, you're there. It's going to be hard to lighten stuff like some of that stuff. There are a few. There are a few things that you can lighten and still salvage uh, quality, yeah, and durability, mm-hmm. and I think we all pretty much we're kind of there where where it's at you know like yeah you can salvage or you can you can lighten weight on your sleeping bag but you're gonna you know you're gonna suffer on maybe the temperature rating Mm -hmm. and if you're out there for the moisture you know and you can lighten your sleeping pad but jesus christ what if you put a hole in it you ever sleep in a a sleeping pad with a hole in it for a week? I have. It sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. I bring um, I bring a little tube like, of glue well, and a patch yeah. with me, and, and I've done I that. You, we just fixed carries the other day. We couldn't. I couldn't figure out where the fucking hole was. Like we looked and looked and looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. Sure enough, like one hour for laying on thing flat. Yeah. Finally, we went down to the pond. Yeah, that's I, what I was going to say, down I to the pond. Splash water on the thing. I was like, blow it up real high. We'll both sit here and like figure it we'll out. Yeah. Sink this thing in the water as much as we can and it'll show bubbles or not. And it ended up being, she was like, looks at me, shit, quiet, shut up. <laughs> and I was like, I thought there was like, we were getting attacked by a bear or something, you know? <laughs> She's like, do you hear that? And I was like, no. She's like, I hear the lake. It's like yeah. I can't hear shit. There's like this constant humming from saws and shit in my yeah. head. I was like, I don't hear anything. She's like, I think I've got it. Sure enough, there it is. And it's but it's like I carry the small one that you're talking about, the little the, tiny tube. Yep. Yeah. So that works on the pad. Yeah. What about the valve? Mine, mine went bad on the valve. Oh like, no! The, shit. Yeah, yeah. So there's you no, never expect that. There's no fixing that. No, shit. there's not. Well, maybe there is, and if somebody is, let us know. But uh, to my knowledge, there's no way to really fix the the That's when busted valve. Down clothes go under you, and your rain gear goes under you, bad, and everything. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. That I just don't sucks. Fucking warmth out of your body. Ter- I don't want to go back to horrible. sleeping on yeah. the old like Z rest. <laughs> No, no, those things suck. That was the I think good about them is that they're they're infallible. They, like, yeah. There's nothing you can do to yeah. to break one really. Yeah, yeah. but they're not Except comfortable. Comfortable. <laughs> they're not warm. No, like that yeah, changed my life. Going to I think the first time I took a uh, I I took it. I think it was on your Delta hunt in fifteen. Which was took a long, starting to be a long fucking time ago. You started take, yeah, you started taking air, an air mattress. Yeah, well, because I was, I can't remember what Steve, I was in Anchorage or something, and Steve Hollenbeck's like, 
like, oh, see if they have any, you know, these thermo. I had just been talking about them. It was the the Thermarest, uh X-Therm. Nah, probably X-Lite. before that. I slept on them black Thermarest ones that go from your knees to your, like, shoulder <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Those things no. fucking suck. The well, first I had couple sheep ones I, had I went the, on. Oh, I had full, the full length. Yeah. Yeah. Be no, I had the yellow yeah. one, but the, you know, the, the actual one's the air pad. The, yeah, I mean, I had one of those, and that's what. What I used to sleep on, I just, I just can't do it too, anymore. Though. I mean, so but no, like the air pad, like the the was it, was it yellow? No, green, green oh. or blue green, Turqu- turquoise, like a turquoise color. Yeah, that's what I have now. The neo thermarest neo air, and that's what I bought that in 2015, and I have I have yet to put a single leak in it. Yeah, and that changed. I mean, that changes the, your life as far as like, comfort. Comfort. Of oh, and the thing for me is work. too, those things are quiet. Some of those, yeah, those air mattresses are just—it sounds like you got tinfoil, yeah. and you're like, and I don't sleep worth a shit anyway. So it's like any little twitch. Yeah, I'm so awake. like the Thermarest X Therm, which I've, I've went through three or four of them because I, you know, just beat them up or whatever. They are crinkly as hell mm-hmm. until you break them in, like use them a bunch and stuff, and then yeah. they get a little bit quieter. But the the Thermarest uh, X Light, it's a yellow. It's a yellow. Uh, same thing as the X-Term, just not quite as high R value. Mm-hmm. That one's quiet. And I Oh, mean, I think that's what I got. That's what Carrie has. I well, guess see, that's what I got. And it's nice and I, it's light. It's expensive as fuck for what it is, but yeah. man, I mean, well, then what I got, nice. what I got Anything last year is going to last a little money. while and yeah. it's light, costs but, money. But they make an Uber light now is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm afraid to try it because that's one of those things where it's like, the fucker pops, which it's well, definitely more apt to pop. I than found an air mattress <laughs> that ones. has all these holes in it. It's like four breaths blows the whole thing up. It's full length of your body, blah, blah, blah. I ordered the thing, delivered, and I took it out a couple of times when we were winter camping. And I was just like, I'm sure it's hell, hell not taking this thing with me sheep hunting. I'm going to buy this thing, try it, because I hate blowing my air mattress up. Yeah. The, main oh, cell, yeah. the main cell was like four <laughs> breaths and your air mattress is blown up. And it literally has holes through it, but it's like all these little miniature donuts. Oh, it's and a thing climate. Packs down like this friggin' big. It's, yeah, it's tiny. You can cl- keep it in your pocket. And climate brand. Even, I don't know. At this KL. point, this is like two years ago. I don't even yeah. remember. Climate. They suck. Yeah. You fall. It's like tapered. The whole thing is, and you end up. It's small, and you don't. You can't stay on it. I couldn't. And Frank's stay on not it a big all. dude. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Friggin', I couldn't. If it ain't big enough for him, it ain't big enough for anyone. So I was. I just sent it back. I was like, "Yeah, well, what? This thing no. sucks." My Bullshit. neo. My neo air one was. I, I got think... the big, wide, like the the big and tall version. Yeah. And uh, so it's like that rectangle thing, shape, you know, not mummy shape. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've ne- I haven't. I've yet to to spring a leak in that thing. And we I got. Mean, we have the same. Air pads. Yeah, although last year, which the one I used last year was a uh, was oh yeah, Zen. Neo Air is who makes the it is it's Thermarest. Thermarest. It's, it's, it's the is. same thing. It is yeah, the yeah. same company that yeah. makes all of them. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and is it yours gray or yellow? No, they're, mine's like they're turquoise, turquoise with a gray bottom. What the yeah, fuck? so is mine is as well. Hmm. But and I got I've yet that. to see them ever again. That color. Huh. Of them. Well, yeah, because now it, now it's it, like the new ones, like a I think it's like a bluish, grayish color, and then the the yellow one. But yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I've had that thing set up in some spots where eh, it's a like you're punching holes in the bottom of the tent when the snow melts underneath it, and everyone's like, and I have yet to put a leak in it, but 
you know, the thing. Oh, well, I'll just pick a camping spot. Well, sometimes you don't get to, no, you don't get, get to, you don't pick. get to fucking pick your camping spot. Yeah. Like, you're like kicking it out for yourself. Or yeah. in the, you know? Yeah. And so you got to keep that in mind going with air stuff. The one I, I got last year, it's a Zen Bivy is the brand and it's part like it's the, and I took it on the first go round. It's a, uh, the air mattress actually, I can't remember what the R value is, but it has like fibrous insulation in it. So okay. it's a little heavier than my thermal one. I was just going to say, it's heavy though. It's a little heavier, but it does have like fibrous insulation in so, the mattress. So but it's with a that, bit you got to use their whole system though. Or no, did you I just, just use the, it as the a. The second time, I just took my slick bag and, yeah. and used it on it, and it was super warm. Um, But it comes with like, it's part of their like quilt system where you have a sheet that like straps onto it well, that's what you were just using when we were bear hunting right oh yeah and it's super it's yeah. wicked comfortable it's it's and i took it the first go around sheep hunt last year and it was super comfortable i just got freaking spooked after my tent blew up and yeah like what else is gonna shit out i'm on like me eh, do i really want to yeah. you know go that route again probably not i mean it's it's tempting because it's very comfortable and i stayed plenty warm in it but uh so I just took the same sleeping pack and my slick bag, which I'm probably gonna. I need to get send that slick bag back to get a couple seams fixed that I've blown out like over the years, and uh, I want to see if they can throw another layer or two of Prima Loft like in the bottom in the. F- it just gets crushed. That stuff. I mean, it's yeah. notorious for sleeping bags. Like yeah. that stuff. I mean, with down you can shake them out and like get yeah. it like. Well, it, moved back around and everything, but with that premium. Well, what stuff, it does, like in the foot box, like sleeping inevitably on hills, like you're, I'm always pushing know, sliding down. into the bottom, yeah. and or your the bottom of it is gets compact, the whole yeah. bottom of the bag. Yeah, well, and that's like <clears throat> like on the pad, and with that quilt, like you, the the pad is your insulation on the bottom. Yeah, and I've got another sleeping bag that's it's treated down, so I, and it's not really much lighter than a slick bag anyway so i don't take it but uh and it doesn't have any insulation on the bottom the pad is the insulation on the bottom because you're compacting it but what i'm talking is like in the actual like what your feet are pressing up against when you're sleeping no, I on got, the side no, of the hill no i understand what you're talking about you know because yeah. I, I can throw my i can throw like my puffy pants or something down in the bottom of my bag and it keeps my feet warmer from like smashing you know sliding down to the bottom of the bag and smashing into the bag i've always the if you can get a sleeping bag that your feet are touching the bottom when you're in it, yeah. your head's inside the Mother top, so the hood's yeah. on, and your feet are touching the bottom, it's as good as you can get. And I can't yeah. get that because I'm obviously super fucking short. And you buy little kids stuff, they don't make like the right shit for like yeah. I could literally fit in a probably in a little kid's sleeping bag, like an extra large little kid's sleeping bag. Yeah. But they don't make them that are for super cold yeah. weather and shit. So. I have to get them cut down, and that's what I'm running that bag from Kafaro right now. But it's literally like their short bag is that much too long. It's oh, like a foot ten long inches, ten inches, ten inches too long. Too long for you my take feet. that one to you know, Army. And I, I haven't, but I lose. You lose so much heat out of your bag from your body because your body is trying to heat that section of bag at the bottom that's well, not that's filled where, with that's, your body. That's where it's, it's going to go. Like yeah, straight it's... out gone. So it's like when I the last sleeping bag that I had that I had cut down like fully custom fit to me. Man, I wish that I I'm just going to keep using it and be like I'm using it again. Yeah, the Yeah, the, well is that late? 
you could have the lady. No, I cut need down. to have her cut down the my kafaro. Which bag. that story is funny. Did you ever hear? You, I did. Yeah, you yeah, know, you yeah. Know, yeah. Mommy? Too much feather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poof, poof. <laughs> the regular for or the yeah the regular from kafaro fits me perfectly. Um, and then I'm using a Nemo too. That the first light is you know working with them to make bags and mm-hmm. uh, it. They're about right. See, that's, like I have a, me, I have a Nemo them. bag that is that's, that's the good. one I have that is has Nemo with First Light is going with them to making bags. Yeah, together. They're, they're like on the same page making stuff. But Nemo yeah. is not cheap shit. No, their, their no. bags are fucking. Well, I have nice. a nice ba- yeah. bag of there's like that's the end. one that's it's treated down. And it doesn't have a insulation on the bottom. The pad slides into the bag. That, it's sure it's not a big Agnes. Because no, Big I'm, Agnes did that. Nemo has a Nemo. Yeah. Oh, this one doesn't. I just. It, I weighed it all, and it was like just a little bit lighter than my slick bag the first, at the time. And I'm like, eh, the first sleeping it. bag I ever bought, like for backpacking, had that sleeve. It was a big Agnes, and had that sleeve. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is fucking great. And then the more I use it, I'm like, this is not great because what if where I'm sleeping and yeah, it doesn't like work it out. doesn't fucking right. work. Yeah. And you know, I thought it was great, and, and it was a great idea, and and all that. Well, shit. if you're but if you're like you know doing like basic backpack. Shit and campground sense. stuff oh, totally where you fun. have like good, yeah. but when you're having to sleep on like an angle kicked or... out spots in the rocks and shit yeah yeah they the nemo stuff is really good i but and then the one i have well, how's their how's that tent because you have a tent of theirs isn't I do. it like a first lightning nemo yeah. tent yeah it's it's great hashtag meat eater yeah. <laughs> no it's uh, surprisingly good the only thing i don't like about it is uh, and it's the same reason i I love Hillbergs, but the only complaint about a Hillberg is they're all like front loading. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. means you got to fucking, you all go in through the front and then mm-hmm. there's nothing on the sides, you know, to, to leave your shit. And, yeah. That and is so huge it, to have two. Double vestibule sides. Is, is awesome. Yeah. And, and I also like side loading tents where you don't, you're, you're, you're both not, you know, you, typically you're with another person, but even if I'm by myself, I still have to like go in to the tent from the front drag my shit in there into the mm-hmm. vestibule, you know. And then you're climbing over your shit or you're like climbing to down to get your shit. Yeah. One way or the other, it doesn't work. I don't. No. Which I, I, don't. I think I'm I think I'm going to just buy another MSR hubba hubba. If you like I, that tent and you've used well, it a bunch and you love well, it, then fuck a, it. Yeah. It blew up on me, but like I use matter. that tent you know hard. It's been used. And it's, yeah, yeah, used hard for several yeah. years. So that tent we used last year was too heavy, one. Oh, yeah. It, was like we were tighter in that tent side to side than we were in that yeah. hubba hubba. Well, I think if you guys tried a fucking Hilleberg like uh Nalo GT, you'd be you'd never go back to anything else. Ever. But you can't get in from the sides. No, well that's the but thing. But the vestibule on that one and the opening in the front is big. It's not like but the, you know, those backpacking but, tents, you know, you're fucking crawling through like a Goddamn catacomb well, just to get into there so, or whatever. Like that, no, that, that one ten, ten of mine with like nice. both and of I us. Can come with, in from the side. Like I can keep my backpack and like bullshit that I don't need when I'm in the tent can be in the vestibule on his side along with all his shit. But I can keep like rifle on my side, all the food that I need for the night, my water, food for breakfast, so I don't have to like be Climb. digging up, climbing yeah. over him, or because I can come in through the front other side of the vestibule too. Yeah. But I don't have to be like outside if it's raining when I wake up. No, I don't I, have to be like, fuck, I gotta I, climb over him or I gotta like come around and open the whole thing up. It's yeah. like 
easily dealt with. My stuff can be dry that I need for like that night and morning. A, a and double vestibule tent is fucking. They're incredible. Well, it's nice. I've, got, I've well, got a really nice. And one. what I when what I, you know, what we'd been using, it's you know like a double vestibule, but I got an additional vestibule. It's the hubba hubba with like I got the gear shed, additional vestibule. Gives you that's what gives it's not as not like as my pack, long, his pack, like it's not as long, everything. it's not as long of a footprint as like as a lot. Some of the Hillebert, I don't yeah. have a lot of experience with them, but from well, like okay, looking at what I see, like it's not as long, it's a little bit wider, but I mean, you can you have some flexibility with that that yeah. gear shed, but literally, yeah, it's enough room. You know, both of us have our own like side entries and we keep all our shit inside the tent, every no, that, bit of it. Then, then the Hilberg. The only reason why it would be an increase is maybe because it would be more bomber proof. But the the Nalo three GT, what GT means, it has an extended uh, yeah. extended vestibule. Um, you know, like John and I, you know, he's a big guy, and you know, and I got a bunch of shit or whatever. But our packs, like when we're laying, you know, we're laying down, head here, feet here. Our we got a pack on the right side, a pack on the left side above our head, and then this is a big area that's open. Mm-hmm. You can easily get in and out. Whereas those smaller backpacking two man tents or whatever, or even three man tents, you're the place that you can put your shit is so small, tiny, yeah. yeah. That like you're stuffing it on top of each other, and then you got to climb over that to get out. And I fucking hate that. And yeah. what if you want to get in your pack for something or whatever? No, well that's but what that, you do like yeah, notoriously all the time. sheep yeah. hunting like a hundred yeah. times I want a this, day. I want you that. need something, yeah. But in that Nalo, the three GT or whatever, like the, you have enough room to what does. To, What's that one weigh? I think that that tent weighs about six pounds. Oh, because I think let's see, because <laughs> it might that, be a tent. The hubba hubba, and I look. I heard I I don't know I could be full of shit. I heard you could get carbon fiber poles for that hubba hubba, but with aluminum poles, that one was like three something pounds. The tent Which and then the vestibule was huge. like two pounds. Yeah, because it would just I would carry the tent. I could just jam the whole tent in my backpack, and he'd carry the vestibule. And then hunting by myself, I'd just take the tent. Right, because you would need that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like that, use that tent quite a few, use, use that 14, hunting 14, two hunts in 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 is when it finally. Mm-hmm. Shit the bed. Shit the bed Which in a freaking horrible like, It wouldn't have, you know, if you had, you know. If I just That's, had been in a different spot, maybe or right. whatever. Yeah, it's not the tent's fault that no, it blew up. No, it was by any means. No, it's got it. It's got it. We've like, been in it when it's been when it's howling, shitty, yeah. windy, and we're like, "Holy shit, man!" And we've sat in it all day. One time, kicking snow off of it as yeah. well to keep it from folding yeah. in. But it's like you can only build a tent so strong that you're going to take this light, you yeah. take in your backpack, and go on a long distance with that can withstand some of that the conditions oh, yeah. that you're going to I would show still it. I would still take that tent over a floorless. I mean that's just me like for sheep hunting uh, I'm know, in the same guys boat. Go, guys do it and get away with it but I've I've had so like too many times I've had to camp in shitty wet spots or had well, it get wet like I'm talking in 15 when it was snowing do you know how much snow would have been in the tent with us? if we had a floorless tent oh, like yeah. some kind of a teepee 5 pounds we'd have 12 been, ounces Fucking around with not bad. snow banks inside the tent with us, or when we had to set up camp after we moved camp in the snow, so your the whole you ground got, is you wet. Got, you got yeah. no option but just camp in, in the, the snow. snow. Yeah, 
you know, yeah. so that's like, yeah, you can get away with some stuff and save some weight and everybody's got to make their own decision, I guess, on like what they're, what they're willing to risk. Well, and, and the only problem is you don't know what you want until you do it a little bit. Yeah, you, yeah. Try. you might yeah. think like, oh, this is the greatest tent on earth until you try to get in and out of it or you try to store your shit. Like <laughs> yeah. two people with backpacking stuff. And then when you got your sleeping bags and your sleeping pads and you go on a food and you want to cook and you want all the shit, all the shit to do for, for the whole night. Like you need a little bit of room to do that. You seriously do. And if you yeah. want a you know three pound tent to do that, great. You're going to sacrifice some things in having that. Mm-hmm. Um, that Hyperlite Mountain Gear um, uh, Pyramid Ultimate Four that I bought last year. That, that one we set up in your backyard. Dude, it's so yeah, nice, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's Zach and I spent 14 days at moose camp in that thing and never once complained about nothing. Yeah. It doesn't condensate on the inside. Very rarely. Well, you get any condensation. When it rains, it falls right off of it. Um, you got plenty of room, but you have no floor. And a lot of people are, like, apprehensive to going floorless. And that's but, what we were just talking about. But there's 12. Like, there's, as far as, like... What if know, it was blowing snow hard? That's, that's what I just said. There's there's 12 tie-outs on that thing to guy it out. 12 guy-out points. There's, yeah. There's, like... Seven or eight on the bottom. There's four in the middle and what four on the when top. Bl- snow starts blowing underneath. Oh, you can pitch that right to the ground. Well, yeah. One time, well, you can pitch it tight to the ground, or you can pitch it up. Like if it's nice weather, you want to pitch it up a little more, get airflow and stuff because there's mm-hmm. vents up top. But uh, or if you get like mine, is you get in a spot where you think there's good drainage, but there's not. Like me and Steve, one time. Well, the first time we both we went goat hunting on Kodiak. Yeah. And luckily, we had said he had some mountain hardware like dome, freaking bomb proof. Like Mount was it Everest orange? Shit tent. I don't know if I can't remember if it was orange or not, but it was like I mean, Steve don't skimp on gear. No, I've used one of their and high end. It was like a, like a tiny little doorway to get through because the poles are wove so tight. Yeah, we woke up three o'clock in the morning one time there, and the little like round piece, like on top, was sagging, and we were floating on water. It was felt like we were on a waterbed. Like you go Florida, Sarah, you are fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're like right. you're fucking dying. Like probably going to die if you wake up in your sleeping bag and All that you're that fucked. wet. And yeah. we we're in a spot. I mean, it had been raining for like a week straight. Yeah, and we got in. We're like, oh, this spot seems pretty dry. Like it must drain. All right, fucking wrong. Yeah, we had to That's... move the tent at like three o'clock in the morning. You talk about Kodiak it just popped into my head when we were goat hunting this spring. Makoto's like, I love listening to you guys talking on the podcast. You know what I love the most? <laughs> is you always start talking about sheep hunting before too long. He's <laughs> 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 like, without doubt, it always ends in sheep hunting talk. <laughs> it's fun, man. Sheep and goats, man. What, I like big bears and, and that kind of stuff, but. That's oh, just man. different, man. Like Sheep I, and goats are just different hunting. It's, yeah. Right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Totally. It's like a whole new level. Of hunting, there's no way, no way to explain how much fun it really is. And it's and you not don't know until fun. You don't, yeah. and you don't know until you've gone and done well, and one or did. the other of and, them. You know, I mean, like he didn't. What it took? How many years before you finally like bucked up? Like I had go- really? I've hunted goats every year. I've no, been up but here. sheep. Like because okay, it took you a few years to like really get. And once you like went, you got the bug for it. Well. Yeah, the first uh, two years I lived up here, I I didn't sheep hunt, I but I goat hunted. Yeah, several times each year, and I think goat hunting in a lot of ways is actually more difficult than sheep hunting. It can be for and, sure, and and so I think I 
kind of got my feet wet with that, and I was like, yeah, fuck, I, wanna... I, I always wanted a sheep hunt. Don't get me yeah. wrong; it's just the play my schedule. You just had too much stuff. shit going on. Yeah, I had a lot of shit going so, on. So get, you know, that's fine. I feel you there. Like, oh, like caribou hunt bullshit. <laughs> I'm still gonna do that, but I'm still gonna goat and sheep hunt every year too, as as many years as I can. Anyhow, I mean, some years you can't do both but do both yeah <laughs> but i would I i'd like, I'd like yeah. to do both. I can. yeah i'd like to do both every year for sure i got my schedule is dictating for i need four more sheep in a row <laughs> <laughs> then you just, do whatever you want i just need four more and then i can be like fuck it <laughs> what how many because you got i need four more spot, to hit my 10 mark that ten i wanted 10 i wanted 10 in a row without a break which that's more than I got in a row. Whew. That's all I want is 10 in a row. <laughs> it's not hard. All I got to do is freaking bust my ass. If and you want to do like, it, you're going to do it. Exactly. There's not much more to yeah. it. Yeah, that was quite the... I mean, the worst thing that could happen is I fuck myself up. Like, that would be... Well, yeah, that'd be something out of your way control, way that really. it would, you know, if I hurt myself, yeah. if something happens. Well, Other you... than that, I have a feel like... I think I can go out and just shoot, you know, get a get a ram. I think all you got to do is willpower. Go yeah. and do it. Yeah, that, that changed your changed your life a little bit. I hadn't known you for that long before we went sheep hunting together. What about a year? A little over a year? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I still remember that day. You guys packing all your food and everything. I'm like Jesus Christ, you guys are taking a lot of shit. What's going on here? All right. Get her done, bud. <laughs> in, in his um, um, in uh, Jerry's shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly where it was. Yep. You guys like, were listening. We're going. To, you guys were listening to uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that yeah. was where I met you. Was we were shooting rifles on the Cushman. At, at the Cushman Range, yeah, and you pulled up. That's the first time I ever met you. Yeah, was down there. We were shooting rifles before we went sheep hunting. No, I think you met me at his shop first, at uh, his uncle's shop, and then maybe I came down there after that. Oh, really? Yeah, you were at his shop there for briefly. Um, you guys were taking care of gear and shit. Like Had that. all our shit strung out yeah. on the tables. Okay. Right on. Yeah, but yeah, I did come down there and watch you guys shoot for a bit. Yep, a lot of shit. A lot of miles between <laughs> from between then and, and between. Now. Yeah, a lot of miles between then and now, and I've refined my, I've refined my gear, but really not a ton. I mean, I've refined it to where you can't refine it anymore. When when so, I, I you know on the same lines of what you're saying. So if I look back five or six years or whatever what i was using i am still using probably 75 percent of the same shit me too and then from day one of me sheep hunting six, right. starting six well, years ago for sure from day one of mine i started 16 years ago i've changed a lot of yes shit. yes yeah I, no you <laughs> certainly have for sure you, you mm-hmm. would have to otherwise you'd be dumb not to yeah yeah but i'm I, you know looking back five or six or seven years on what i changed or what i had when i was mountain hunting and 2010 or whatever till now i mean fuck it's a big difference it it's a big difference on the 25 percent that i've changed 
Yeah, yeah the, but the other seventy five percent, like stuff, still using the same kind of pack, stuff. still yeah. using the same kind of knife. I'm still yeah. using like all the basic shit that you need to have. You really can't skimp. There's no way to. Skimp I literally on it. have like yeah. more than half of the stuff that I use, and I will use this year. Right, I had the first sheep hunt I ever went on. Yeah, and then there's <clears> like that twenty five percent of shit that like is able to be upgraded without mm-hmm. sacrificing quality. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. In the last five years, it hasn't. Probably change a whole lot. Much. No, no. There, there are certain things you could change if you wanted to, but you'd be taking a risk that is it is it worth half a pound? <laughs> you know, to like, you know, are you you want to risk taking sick of rain gear and having Fuck, it? No, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> for half a, for about for about a pound. Yeah, a pound. No. Yeah, no, not going down that road again. No, we know how to get Tyler fired up anytime we want to. Just t- say Sitka. <laughs> I mean, I, I like some of their other they stuff I have. It's freaking stuff. great. Like those yeah. pants, those Timberline pants. It was super comfortable. Like nice. I really like them. But man, that rain, the rain, and it's not just them. It's any no the, any it, breathable rain gear is the same thing. You have a glass with the top three. You know, Zeiss, Leica, Swarovski, or whatever. You have the same thing with camo or, or hunting gear. You have, you have you know three or four companies that Dude, are the good glass. And that's it. I mean, glass can only get so clear. It's the guy that's sitting behind it. You got to have guy. eyeballs. You got to have eyeballs. You can spend all the money in the world that you want to and, on glass, and you can take out a freaking Brunton piece of shit, whatever, and be like, "Oh, there's a ram. Look at that. It's full We're, curl. It's legal." Whatever, it's a cranker, go and shoot it. It's like, if you can't find animals, it doesn't matter what you have. Well, you the other thing the is, in in the which world. you and use Nikon, your, your binos are Nikons, aren't they? I use Nikon 10x42s, and I have forever. Yep. And every couple of years, I send them back. They refurbish them. They clean everything. They send them back to me because the the eyepieces loosen up and everything. If you know so how to I use them, that's fine. Send them back. And they're they light. send them back to me. They're super light. They're Compare smaller. those to like a Paris Swarovski's, there's yeah. a noticeable difference. And I use a, uh, the Lupo, the Kenai mm-hmm. spotting scope. And fuck, I can find more shit than most people. I've got one of any those. Day, you know? I've like, got the... If it works, it works. Exactly. Well, and, I mean, and I, I, like, I really like that Swarovski STS. The, yeah. It's the older 20 to 60, the straight one. I mean, it's... it's fantastic spotting scope but you know i've used like that one year we used that the loophole gold ring the gold ring 20 to 60 mm-hmm. that's fine they were making 2060 it's a little heavier like a bigger objective but it was the and the one thing i don't like on the loopholes is the focus whether it's like i have one of this the the santium like one of their newer spotting scopes and that gold ring the focus isn't quite as like slick is the swar is like easily fine tuned, but they'll There's freaking little... work. They're way fucking better than the first spot, couple two or three spot and scopes. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I first year I hunted with it was a red field, like literally like a forty no, a year red old field. red field that I borrowed from my uncle. That's the second loophole. year, that's I, well, yeah, same company. Yeah, but I mean this old spot and scope, and then the next year. I freaking just scrounge what I bought. Literally, it was a Trekker from Cabela's $150 waterproof spot and scope. <laughs> They're not really waterproof. They just say that. It <laughs> That one held up, but that's what the one I used. Like when we killed, when I killed that ram, we killed two sheep. 
And then the next year was the next year, or the year after I bought, well, I upgraded to like a five hundred dollar spot scope. Yeah, and got that one, and I think I was yeah I was using that one for that sheep because that was three. What was four? Either way, I can't remember. But I used that for two bunch. three years, and then finally yeah, after that, year. I got a Swarovski because I remember I used that spot and scope for that sheep. Oh, that was number four. I was hunting with Steve, so we had Swarovski on that one. Anyway. Well, so, like, the whole buy one, scry one certainly rings true here. Oh, like, it does, and, and, if and, you can and, afford it. If you can afford it. And, you know, I, man, and when I bought my first Swarov, my only Swarovski spying scope in 2010, I could afford it. And it's one of those things that just sits in my closet, you know, and I use it a lot. And I, it's one of those things that got, if it got stolen, like, I couldn't just go buy another one tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you know what no. I mean? But I have I have reaped the benefits from owning that over and over. But I had really good friends that told me like, "Hey, you can you can go buy this one, you know, for X amount, and then you're going to want something better, and then you're going to buy something a little bit better, and then you're going to buy something a little bit better, and then then you're going to buy the Swarovski. And then if you take all the amount that you spent on the other shit to start and the with. time, yeah, and the, yeah, you just just start with that or whatever. And it was. Good advice, I thought. But and at the same at the can, same time, you know, you don't. There's like two two sides to that. Like, a, it's more than just the equipment you're using, and don't let, you know, not being able to maybe afford the very best equipment keep you from doing going, it. Oh no! But goal. also, don't think that because you can buy, you may be able to afford the best equipment that, you're, that you now know you're gonna, shit, or you're going to be able to. You yeah, know, you, you're going to be able to skip the important parts. You still you know? have to know how to hunt. You still have mm-hmm. to know how to find animals, and and no spying scope on planet Earth. There's is plenty gonna, of people gonna, that go out and sheep hunt every year that have binoculars, or that don't even bring a friggin' spotting scope. And there's yeah. plenty of guarantee. And there's plenty of people that go sheep hunting every year that have top end everything, like and don't a, shoot everything. Shit. And, yeah, and they don't. <clears throat> But then there's a lot of people that go out that don't have top end anything, mm-hmm. and they come home with a ram every year. Yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. That that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, if you can if you can hunt your area that I mean, that you, you can't go fix to, stupid. No, no, <laughs> cannot. If you're a good hunter, it doesn't matter really probably what you're going to have. It's just there's certain things that'll make your life a little bit easier if you if you got the shit. <laughs> I, I freaking say I say shit like that, and then it just like immediately makes me think of I took Carrie out last year, and we were like, I don't know, fuck, we're five days in. I bring two pairs of underwear, one to wear the whole time, and two in case I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time for like. Five, six, seven days, maybe something like that. Almost all the way to like day before we get back to my truck. I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, something just feels weird. I keep like pulling these fucking my underwear down. Second to last day, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, my fucking underwear on inside out. <laughs> I shit you not, the entire fucking hunt. I got my underwear on inside out, and I'm like. How come these things feel so weird? <laughs> this is, sucks. Like these never. It's never been like this before. Yeah, so. That's great. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so One can... underwear to wear the whole time, and another in case I shit my pants. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> You're gonna happen. be foul yeah. anyway, you know. Regardless, but <laughs> must be speaking from experience or something. I don't know. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is, I just like my that 
I that loophole spotting scope comes with a real nice like neoprene cover yep, on yep, it. Yep. Oh, they're super awesome. It's like fucking hey, the focus is so hard to to find. Pull tune. that neoprene skirt off there, and it's like zip things like oh nice blue, perfect. Took a long time for me to figure out. Like holy shit, if you just like don't put all this shit on there. Yeah, it's like well protected and think it probably lasts for the rest of my life. Yeah. But it's a pain in the ass to adjust the focus. That's on the crazy it. thing about if if you buy a Swarovski, everybody's like, well, what kind of scope cover should I put on it? And I'm like, this sounds really stupid because there's several options out there that are cheaper. But if you just buy the Swarrow cover, I know it's stupid. It's three hundred dollars for this fucking stupid ass scope cover. Does it you, have lens covers as well? Yeah, because it's got everything. The, the loophole one has yeah, cover got, for each end, it but does? it's got like this protective neoprene. Yeah. And, thing and the on Swarrow it as well. cover is it's a burly motherfucker. It's like a for hard, sure. like a hard. But, but there's a cover. Form. Yeah, it's it's a burly one, and you could go buy a neoprene one. And there's hundred companies but those that sell things these are things. Shitty, as right. far as I'm. But concerned. the Swarrow one does not impede the focus whatsoever. And it is the, if you buy a Swarrow scope, like buy the cover. And yes, it hurts spending two hundred and ninety nine dollars on that cover. Yeah, but well. it it it's a nice cover. Everything I, I think comes in hundreds of dollars yeah. increments. And, and you know, it's not the lightest, but I've had that cover on there since the day I bought it. I've never taken it off, not right even on. one time, not nothing at all. And it doesn't impede yeah. your use. Stuff gets abused when you're yeah. sheep hunting too. I I'd prefer a burlier cover than yeah. than not so much. Yeah. But the, there's other options, and they just they just ain't quite right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's a. Uh, was I thinking? Was I thinking that gold that loophole gold ring has like a zip? Full thing zips in. That's, yeah, that's a nice. nice. I yeah, it's okay. I d- I don't have the the newer loophole scope I have that's angled eyepiece has a, has the neoprene cover, and like I don't like know what it is. I like heavier. looking straight through my spotting scope. I, li- I don't like like I looking like down or adjusting yeah. it to look up or any of that shit. Yeah. I like straight through. I yeah. started on an angled and um I I I've got a straight one for my truck mm-hmm. because that's obviously smart out of your yeah. fucking window or whatever and then uh and anything other than that angled but it it takes a while it's to get different. used to yes yeah. but once you get it it's easy. I don't know what you use Tyler. Yeah. I angle? I prefer a straight but I have yeah. both. Yeah. It, it, it's can just, I tell people I way? can use them both. We, like always, it's yeah. personal we always take straight. Yeah, I know I could on. use them both. No problem. Yeah. But I, I, I like the angled because I do a lot of my glass and sitting down and I want to, I think you Not can, be hunched at all. He's well, usually he, sitting on the bottom of the canyon glassing up and we're on the top glassing yeah, up. Yeah. Oh. I w- I'd, <laughs> I'd like to find a sheet from the bottom one time. That'd be cool. But no, a lot of times I'm sitting up top and um I can just... Um, that tripod that that you now bought, Frank, yeah. it's it's best when it's close to the ground, and you can't do that with a straight because when you're sitting, I it's going to be fire. I don't seem to have any. Oh, it, you doing sh- it. no, you shouldn't have any problems. I'm just saying, you know, when you when you look at how it, a tripod is, it's going to be probably sturdier the closer it is to the bottom, and mm-hmm. and that's not at all why I use an angled. I use an angle because. When I started using a spying scope, I was glassing from the bottom, looking for uh, deer sheds and elk sheds and stuff like uh, that. Okay, and right it was on. easier to to do it that way yeah. with an angle. I just tell uh, and so I, just I got tell used people to it. like I could yeah. I could use either, but it's just per- personal preference. It doesn't matter, yeah. you yeah. know. There's like whatever you want, yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever whatever feels better. 
Yeah, no. Pause. You like, know, I think I've only ever looked through an angled spotting scope once or twice in my life. Yeah, like always straight. The cool thing about buying a straight is you can use the same one in your truck that you that you don't. But I just keep a shitty ass vortex in my truck because I know that all the driving around and bumping and stuff, it's yeah. going to break it. And, and it's happened once, and I sent it back, and they it's sent easier me a brand for him new to, Easier for him to operate with a spotlight in the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. When do we hunt up here at night? I'd like to, like, can you tell All the me time, but it's yeah. light out, <laughs> but it's <laughs> legal. <laughs> no, the, the, the straight spotter in the truck's the fucking way to go. And if you're going to skimp on a spotting scope, just buy a vortex for your truck, because when it brakes from bumping around and all that shit send it right back did they whatever they, though that's the beauty of like swarovski <laughs> loophole any of these companies you send it back nikon you they send your shit like they'll I fix mean, it nikon's you. like you pay to send it to us we'll even pay to send it back yep i mean yep. i did have to i had i had to send my sts or the eyepiece in for my swarovski yep. sts in once I don't know what happened. I mean, I like take care of the stuff. I put it away, dry. It was in the closet in a box. You saying that it was took it out one yeah. time, to, you know, in the spring to check or in the summer to check. You know, just quite right. Looked in and there's freaking water drop, like tiny water droplets in the eyepiece. You know, I don't know how it happened or whatever. Send the eyepiece back to fix it. Send it back. Yeah, my Swaro SLCs after ten years took a shit last year up on hunting yeah. caribou and stuff, and it. No, it wasn't an eyepiece. It was the focus knob. Didn't work anymore, so I sent them back, and they didn't charge me shit. No. Fuck, fix them and yeah. send them right back. No, loophole's the same way. Like, they freaking... I, awesome they customer were, service, everything. Where was my... It, like, oh, did, I don't know if all, I have them. All those top-end yeah. companies, they want your business, and yeah. if if you bought something and you used it the way you should, mm-hmm. shit's going to happen. Well, I mean, I don't know if I have them here, if I give them back to my dad... He had years and years, like probably 16, 17 years ago. It was before I started sheep hunting. He drew the Delta tag, the late tag, and they went in late and got in trouble. He took, you know, they took a tent that was not up to the task, had to like abandon ship and evacuate. But my uncle had shot a grizzly bear and had the hide at camp there. So a couple of days later, we went back in there and cleaned up, you know, got everything. And we were about like halfway up to their camp or whatever, and I see these binos that I rec- sitting on a rock that I recognize my dad had since I was a little kid. These loop old, you know, old gold ring binos. Yeah. You know, picked like totally waterlogged. Sent them back, and they didn't like have the parts or whatever. You know, like they took them apart and dried them out or whatever, and sent like a brand new pair along with them or something like that. It was pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. Did you do it Don't on your own, or did you, tell, yeah. did you tell your dad about? It? Did you do it on your own and like surprise him with it, or did you? Tell no, him? I can't. I can't remember. I think I told him about it. Though. I was like, "Yeah, I find your found your binos that you left laying on a rock somewhere." Was he just mad about him? He said, "Fuck it, I'm leaving." Him, I, or what? I, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> of course, you know, even that was like probably 16 years ago. Jeez. Was it a draw back then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn, back. Before yeah, the draw. it was a draw. <laughs> back <laughs> in there hunting. <laughs> draw. Since when's it been a draw? I've been hunting there are, every year. <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, no, I have not been hunting yeah. the Delta every year without a tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Coming out left. Right. <laughs> in case I needed to say it, say well, no, it. Right. perfect. Before I get a call. Yeah, from before I get another call from the troopers. <laughs> 
for well, something I didn't do. Don't need that. Well, we're slowly phasing out state police and yeah. <laughs> local police anyway yeah. in the world, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. At least all the idiots are. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird year, but it's been... Not a weird year. Fuck, you tagged out on Black oh, Bears fan- and well, for, Bears. For, for us, it's been a fantastic year. I know, it's been awesome for me. As soon as COVID started, I shot a caribou. Like some, ran- <laughs> some random weird so we. winter tag. I was like, fuck, this is awesome. Everybody's like, I didn't draw. I didn't draw. I was like, I'm yeah. going to go. I did. I'm going to go get one. Everybody was bitch about not drawing, so we drove up north and we hunted caribou. And yeah, one exactly. Too, so fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. That's been a good, good year, honestly. From January till now, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Done goat hunting. Caribou, caribou, bears, grizzlies, walkers. It's been fun. Fishing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) pike, lake trout, salmon. It has, honestly, 2020 has been... Not been bad. Phenomenal so (laughs) far. It's not been bad at all. Mm -hmm. As far as the shit that we've all done since January 1st, you can't ask for much more than that. It's it's funny. like fucking fish. A lot of fish. A lot. Like, if you could tally up the f- amount of fish between the oh, three of us. It'd be ridiculous. It'd have been caught th- in <laughs> yeah. 2020 so far. It'd be uh, sicking people. And we don't even like fishing. No, we have well, I, I, fish I, I can honestly often. say I don't yeah. like fishing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Oh, I got a big one, guys. I'm starting to warm up to it a little. <laughs> <laughs> if there's nothing else to do, <clears throat> I will catch a fish. No, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, been freaking. It's been fun. Well, and I was I was talking to my my editor, you know, being a like screw off for a living outdoor writer, quote unquote. Um, it's funny, like the the just the cool shit we get to do. You know, I was talking to my editor about this. So I was like, so like, what do we want to do for a story? Like, did we even do something about sheep hunting last year? Like most like most outdoor writers, like oh like. They getting, can't go. Getting to go They've sheep hunting. Getting to go sheep, sheep hunting is like the story. pinnacle of their career. It's like the story of a lifetime. I'm like, yeah. oh, I just fucking shot a grizzly bear with a whole patch and ball like musket. Like, oh, how yeah. can we how can we spin this one? Yeah. Yeah. No you know? doubt about it. I did like I did do have a story coming like that I were working on uh from that bear last year that stone point one, because that was kind of cool. You know? No, super cool. Not really. No, right. I, I say I, yeah. no, I think it's super cool too, but it's just funny. I think all the, like, what I'm curious to see is what happens, like, you know, oh, can I sell some more stories? Because all, all the outdoor writers that all they get to do is media hunts. Like, yeah, like outdoor co- you know, companies, hunts. like like a gun company. It's like, like I got I, to go to South Africa. Right. It's like the company will sponsor, like they'll bring some writers out to the hunt. Like there's writers that that's all they do. Like they don't. They don't, do they don't much, go do their, their they don't own. go do their own thing, you know. Yeah. And part of it may be because of where they live or whatever, you know. We need sucks to, my, to be them, but we need to get my brother to teach you how to nap flint, so you can make your own point and then shoot something with it. That would be cool. I would do that. You know, I mean, he's got all the little tools and all the shit, and like, you need to get your brother up. All here the tools, again. all you need is like a rock, right? I mean, that's well, it's like <laughs> yes, but antler were, is awesome for like finishing. Is what you typically? It's what he nice. finished his stuff with. His antler. I'll be damn. Yeah. Yeah. No. A lot of those guys. Like some of them will use. The, there's copper tools. Like that's what he made. They made their own 
copper. They call them like pressure bopping flakers, tools or, like because yeah, like the that? last point copper. The, but they, when they were first made, did they have copper? That's no. what I'm asking. To make yeah. fucking these that's points with, but they used antler, yeah, antler. So that's what they were like because oh, they used it for pressure. Like, let's do this shit for pressure flaking, right? Yep, like exactly, like a pressure put on a certain like a little, point. You got a little a piece of leather that, uh, yeah. sitting on the top, right in front of your knee, right here, is where they always did it. Yeah. Like they'd sit there on like a higher seat, so your legs like pointed down a little bit with a piece of leather on it because you will cut yourself. Yep, and you just put the point once you get it down to like broken down to a certain point of like okay, that like I got a good piece now. And you start pressure flaking. You like push one point off the side and you flip it. And you're always like constantly working from the opposite side, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all the time. And, and that's how that. you get that like that serrated yeah. look to points is because you like flake off this side, this side, this side, this side, this all. And you're like, you don't just go around the point like this. You like do this side, this side, this side. This Makes side, sense. back and forth all the time. You're like on opposite sides of the point and on opposite sides of the point. If right. you know, I'd you give know. you an no, arrow. No, I, I mean. I, I've seen thousands <clears throat> of arrowheads. I know exactly what you mean. You, you can yeah. you can see them flaking off in in that pattern. Yeah, um, which I, and you wouldn't know how that pattern happened unless which you, you'd be able to see. Right. Like, but I that arrow is actually a photo- it, a, for it our photographers getting shot with that grizzly skull. But uh, so I don't have a stone point right now. No, but I've the the photo yeah. of that white one that I yeah. took there that night. Yep, that was that was a night. I mean, that's a beautiful head. But, oh yeah, well but that they guy, were flaking off. Yeah, he was flaking off small little ends. From, well, and he's like, because he would, and you know, talking to him more and more for like for the story too. I tried to get a little bit more of his backstory. He like started doing it when he was a kid, and like a lot of it was self taught. And he got involved because like people couldn't answer his questions about how some of this stuff was done. So he like figured it out part of his deal was like he did a bunch of stuff about greg nunn's the guy's name he did a bunch of like basically like he's like phd level flint research oh wow and he, but he did a bunch of archaeological research he traveled over to like denmark and he figured figured out how to remake There's three pictures right there and this is somebody a friend of mine that's from florida actually but and that's an old point but that you can see that like Oh, for sure. How it's like how they flake that from either side to make that point, and if you just kept going on the same side, the thing would break in half. Is why that they're made like that. Greg Nunn, yeah, Greg, but he would he basically went over there and they studied all these archaeological collections from like Denmark, and he said basically like he figured out how like the tools and the processes that he could like look at a stone tool or whatever and kind of work backwards and figure out what they did to make it and what they used to make it with and can like figure out how to like make reproductions of these. He said basically that um, Denmark, whatever, right at the very end of the stone age was like the height of like flint napping in the whole world. Like right before they everybody got metal tools. Yeah, you they know? Well, I was just going to say it's before they had actual tools yeah. that they could do, like yeah. make them with. And then uh, <clears throat> so he figured that out. And it was it was cool talking to him because you know you look at the points he made and they weren't like specifically styled after any like Native American points or whatever, but like just built for robustness and all this. And they're not you know you see some of them guys will, like 
make the like the real deep serrations and he was saying he's like he's mm, like those different. are he's like those are dull like be, they're actually they seem sharper but they're duller than just a straight well, they edge catch, catch more too yeah they catch more but they the, lose the, penetration they, probably they break off or something yeah right? and he but he said like they take more more action more like mm-hmm. working to make those and every time you work that rock it gets duller yeah. As opposed to just a clean like yeah, so break. the one that you shot your bear with was was an actual. It was probably the the thickest broadhead that you know or, or arrowhead. They're, that, they like, were yeah. fat. And yeah, when you first yeah. showed those to me, I was thinking the same thing. They're like yeah. they're fat. Yeah. No, and he could make them down like they were all within like five grains of two hundred grains or mm-hmm. something like that. That's, that's really cool, that, and that's I mean, wise because yeah. he was making you a specific weight. Yeah, right? and the dudes like I mean, yeah. It doesn't get any more expert, but it was interesting when he was telling me because you see guys, like there was a guy that hunted with Bloomquist a couple of years ago, the same year, you know, yeah. that, like and you know napped his own, made his own stuff, which yeah. is super cool. But like he was using really like deep serrated stuff, and Greg, it was interesting. Greg says he's like, yeah, he's like, and he even said that that the deep serration stuff was like a very short period in history in certain it's places. It didn't work. Yeah, it did, you know, and he's like, you're going to get a sharper edge. And mm-hmm. like, and he's killed like a dozen elk with stone points. And yeah. The points you can tell, at least like out of the points that my brothers found and the points that I've found, the thin ones I think are cool. Yeah, those they're, are cool. When, they're, when they get them so sure. that they're super, super thin and yeah. they're solid, they're like, you can just tell you're like a true craftsman. Yeah made this and brought this down to its final like yep. use good friend i grew up with, uh in high school their their family you know they they were building and stuff like that and uh his dad had a collection of arrowheads that was just unfucking believable and they found know, them on their property they found they no started. no no they found them every time they went and dug a foundation for a house yeah, they would, yeah. they'd find all these arrowheads and stuff like that and yeah. the, his collection is just immaculate can you and, imagine the volume of arrowheads like and granted they're stone so they're not going to rot away or nothing yeah, no, but like there. the volume that's what i always say to people is like for you to people, be able to just find like walk out and like yeah but these find people any. thousands of years ago were making shit like what are we making now that's going to last that long name me a couple of things that's going to last like thousands of years that we are making right now well that rabbit you own Will be. <laughs> <laughs> Diesel thousands of years. Honestly, though, you know what I'm saying. Good call. <clears throat> yeah, an iPhone. Yeah, not gonna last. Even the nicest they don't rifle even last two years. You know, eventually this stuff will just corrode yeah. away. But yeah, the, I mean, they, they were digging foundations for houses and mm-hmm. building stuff or whatever, oh, and they found, found a bunch a of, of stuff. The stuff that and I have, I guarantee, a lot of it wasn't like the stuff they weren't finding it on the top. They were finding it when mm-hmm. they dug a foundation. Yeah. And, but his, his arrowhead collection is just unbelievable. It's really, really nice. Just, the shit my brother has, he's got like... It's probably same shit, though. Like, they, yeah. they were yeah. digging and working and... He's been looking. He looks, he finds a, a lot of his is on the beach at low tide. So you walk on, along and it's like, as the ocean erodes, it's a, the turning, key is to find stuff new up. stuff. Because there's yeah. like a lot of stuff you find that's like washed around for a long time and it gets beat up just like a rock in a river. It's like yep. worn round, you know, after a certain amount of time. This stuff is like beat up in the tide. But like as storms come, like good storms will like break off, banks slough off, 
yep. stuff falls in and it's like time to go look. We had a, and you find a bunch of stuff, but he literally has like I don't know, two hundred and fifty whole points and like four hundred partial points and thousands of like yeah. small pieces. We and had stuff. a old timer that used to after so in the early spring after all the snow was gone and stuff like that, all the the stuff along the Horicon Marsh, all these fields and stuff. He, he after they were tilled up to like to get ready to plant and whatever he'd walk and there were you know he'd be he'd drive down there anytime he'd just watch me he's just walking straight lines back and forth mm-hmm. just arrowhead hunting you know all these yeah. little fields and stuff and I, I I never met the guy but I guarantee he's got a fucking pile of them because he ain't yeah. doing it for nothing yeah <laughs> well we you know? we uh where I grew where I grew up um guys like I worked on some farm hell my buddies were farmers and. They, uh, a lot of, like, one buddy in particular, like, tilling up their, you know, fields and stuff, they had just stacks of these, um, their stone bases that they would grind the corn on. Uh-huh. So you got, like, a big, flat, like, river stone, which is interesting because there's not any rock like that there around there. But they just have stacks of these, these big stones, you know, I mean, they're maybe, like, 18 inches by 12 inches and a big like divot worn in the middle so those were like the i can't remember what they were called but they uh you know, like the the flat stones and then the actual like round grinding rocks they're grind i found one one time like working one of the fields and there's still like you could still see corn in it yeah just it like still stuck like in there corn flour dust whatever was the bottom side a little bit different than the part they held it like as far as the a little bit yeah if i can remember it's i mean i was a a kid when i found it but yeah like it was a hundred percent that it was like granite like they got it out of the mountains yeah because down there like in the valley floor there's no there's no rock to speak of it's all like soil and sand and silt and not silt but um no like up actually in the mountains they would have so all to, the all those rocks that they were finding that you found down there, they I mean they traveled some oh, yeah. some distance yeah. to even get there. You know, I mean even if it's like twenty thirty miles, like just from up in the mountains, like that they had to bring them out there. It just blows my mind that there's that many of them around. That just in grant like you're tilling, you're you know yeah. you're turning over a lot of soil. Well, every but just year, to have them freaking laying around, you yeah. Know? I mean, every year with rain and all that stuff, and farmers and stuff tilling up the ground. I mean, they're bringing up new stuff all the time. So, shit. I mean, yeah. stuff's been around for but, a long yeah, time. Yeah, I, I know one of my buddies' dads had just stacks, stacks of these things, you know, lining around their yard, you know, and whatnot that they'd found over the years, you know, plowing fields and and whatnot. He's talking about those flat rocks with the, the like concave uh that they'd make corn flour out of oh we'd find pest, those where pestle, i was mortise and pestle yeah and they call them up. like a matade or whatever is what they call them whereas but they're you know they're you know they're about that big and and, mm-hmm. and then but i you know and i found and they also they had the smaller like grinding rocks i found i found one of those when i was a kid i was telling him just now um with a bunch of like you could see like the corn flour and stuff in it still right on I have like hammer stones that I've found. Yeah. The pets no, the petzel's what the is the receiver, right? And the mortise is the Yep. The so I have mortises that I found here in Alaska. Oh wow. Couple of them. And then I got stones that are like it looks like they're fire treated. It looks like a stone that was like put in the fire to like 
fire it to harden it, I guess, is what they were thinking. But it's like three quarters of the way around. It's like you can see where it was held and used as a hammer. And it was like pounded on three sides all the way around. Like no. And it's just like a rim all the way around the outside of this rock. Where you're like a rock tumbling around the ocean doesn't look like that. That was like a used tool. yeah. Yeah. Used as a hammer. Um. I have that lamp that I found yep. when I was with you and your dad. Um, and that looked like it was like ground down around the edges to like hang by a rope or I've something. I've seen a ton of those things down there around Kodiak, you know, in the museums and like people's collections and stuff like that. And there's not a single one. Some of them have like um, faces in them and stuff where they're like people were getting like super intricate. And I've seen them that are like shit, like 18 inches, like big lamps and they almost all of them have a little bit of a groove spot in them for where i think their wick went in to like keep the keep the fire going but mine is the only one i've ever seen that's grooved all the way around the outside as to where most all of them have got like a flat spot on the bottom where they're like sit them down as a lamp and i think that one was made to be a hanger yeah to hang up somewhere in one of their long houses or one of their robbers or whatever. Hanging up, shit. Yeah. So I thought that was really unique, but that's the only. One. I found a, I have a couple of pieces of them that I found that were broken, mm-hmm. but that's the only whole one that I have. And that thing's like pristine. It's absolutely. I thought it was one of those discs, like the plates between uh, whale vertebrae. Oh yeah, that's what. And it I looks thought like, it was yeah. just like laying there on the beach, and I was like, oh, that's because those are cool too. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'll grab that, whatever. That's cool. And I walked down, and I was like, holy shit, that's a friggin' lamp. Way cooler. Yeah. <clears throat> No, I remember that deer drive. We that guy wounded that huge buck supposedly. No, there's no on that one. There's nothing. No deer oh. came out of there. Oh, it was zero. Must, that no, was it was the same like, day. Just a that different was just drive. like must have been. you and your dad, and myself, and Josh and Luke. I think that no, was like there we was were a just client, out there was another. Was there? Yeah. Huh. It may not have been that dry. I maybe, but it was the same day. Mm. I think. No, at any rate, yeah, yeah. it all made it worth it finding that. Yeah, cool. Frank's I got like, some neat. I got some neat points from from here in Alaska. Some nice spear, like arrowhead spearheads, and like over the course of like a long period of time too. When they like, um, napped stuff. I have stuff that was actually napped, and then I have other stuff that's like ground where they like used figured like out way, figured yeah. out how to like smooth stuff out with like harder stone and softer stone and make different points out of like. So, <clears throat> have you found anything in the interior? I never have looked. Yeah. There's a no, few, there's places to yeah, go. Yeah, there's like, some cool shit up here, too, yeah. like Adam Owen that you had on the podcast. Yeah. you. I mean, you should sit down and talk with him about all the f- damn Does he have mammoth, much cool stuff? Yeah. Like, he he's... You need to sit down and talk with him just about that, because yeah. I get, bet it would be incredible, like... Obviously, don't talk about where or whatever, but like I mean, the, shit. John Reeves is finding stuff no, like, but miles of shit by the day. Yeah, and Adam Owen, same thing. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the the amount of mammoth and stuff that they they have found and own. It's unbelievable. Well, it's, it's crazy. Carrie, it's, it's I showed unreal. you guys that picture. Carrie oh, yeah. has a step bison yeah. skull. That's yeah. like, and one of the horns is still on. The skull. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool? what I was like. She's like, oh, I got this. It's in my. Cl- I keep it in my classroom because she's a science teacher. Yeah. You know? She's like, it's cool for the kids and everything. And 
I was just like, yeah, it's probably missing half the head and stuff. Because most of them you see are like it's not. crumbled up and it's all it is is bone and everything. And I walked in and I was like, this still has one of the horn sheaths on it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. It had and to have, like, in order for that to happen, shit, that it had, had to just been... come out of the ground. Well, it had to have been like covered in ice for so long it's not even funny well, it for came that out quickly of, it came out of an ice lens yeah and then well, it had and to yeah. covered up and covered up quickly because like i mean you know how stuff like horn is like, so like the fall like, like the fall after a no, sheep it dies just came out of an ice lens you know but like when, when they die oh, wow. when they die like out of ice you know but like when they die like like a sheep dies winter kills by the next fall his like the horns are scattered yeah 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 you know, it's it's great. Well, and I've never been. I had a chance to go in that permafrost tunnel. Have you, I've heard you know about it. I'm talking about in Fox. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about it. It's like it. a uh, yeah. Army Corps engineers like mm-hmm. tunnel in the permafrost. Well, like on this camping trip, my brother-in-law got to go look at it. I had a chance when I was in college. and They open it like, almost every year. They used to. Like go. every year because I live out there. So I yeah. drive by it every year and it's like hundreds of cars lined up. And I've always been like, Phew. A lot yeah. of people well, my brother, I don't know if I want to go down my, in there. My bro- <laughs> brother-in-law went in there, and he said, it, you know, I was showing pictures and stuff, and I kind of regret not taking the chance I had to go look in there because it's just literally a tunnel board yeah. back into the hillside under however much, like, overburden, mm-hmm. but, like, mammoth leg bones sticking out. Oh, wow. And he said there's, like, there's chunks of, like, sod that are, like, overturned and still green in the frozen, ice like yeah. it just got flipped over and, and it's like an old ancient some kind of ancient stream bed that just got hammered like just instantly covered in whatever all these hills are you know all these hills around here are all just like silt and mm-hmm. sod and yeah not yeah. not real soil even just like loose like yeah. loose silt yeah um sediment Damn. basically but no, i look cool. all the time any river that i'm in here in the interior whenever we're ripping along in the boat i'm just constantly looking, looking at for cut bank side all the time <laughs> yeah. to like thinking that one of these days i'm just gonna see this corkscrew yeah. tusk sticking out and that's how people find the stuff you know but then you got guys that know where to go and know how to specific do it specific areas and, yeah and and it's tougher like around here if you're just doing like riverbank stuff like out in the northwest you know like up on the slope, like guys will that's see different. him in the riverbanks, yeah. but that's a little a little easier to pick out when you when you don't have tree roots and sure. old trees that have been buried, you know, in the yeah. sediment sticking out. I know John Reeves has quite a collection, like some impressive. Like I bet today he's found multiple bones and probably multiple tusks, and that's what I mean. He's gold miner. He's large landowner in the interior of Alaska, and. I know that he's finding a lot. Yeah. Like Adam, it'd probably sicken you to know the amount of shit that he's finding. Adam <laughs> Owen just posted a picture the other day, like on Facebook that or whatever. Tusk or whatever. Well, did you see all the stuff around him? Uh uh-uh. uh I mean, it's like all teeth a, and bones. No, there was a whole room full of tusks and bones and stuff. Oh, was no, it his own stuff? Yeah, then. yeah. Right on. No, I know he does it a lot. Yeah, and it's kind of. It's super cool. Like, Kinda where's the stuff going? You know, it's like, well, I, I I don't know where it goes, but I was in Denali last summer, and um, there was a little shop on the side or whatever, and we walked in, and you know, they were selling some tusk and whatever, and you know, I'm like, hey, I, you know, I, that one looks really cool, you know, I, yeah, for like five I, grand. I, 
Huh? How much they sell for? Well, I asked him, and uh, I said, "Well, I, I like I'd like some tusk or whatever." He's like, "Well, how, how much do you want?" I'm like, "Well, like I'd like that whole thing right there." He's like, "Yeah, that one's seventy grand." Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I just said five grand. <laughs> oh, seventy man. grand. I'm like, okay, we're we're going wanna, we're going tusk hunting. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I guess I just want like, and yeah. that's it. If I would love to find one, and I'm I, sure eventually, yeah, I, I will. I would never fucking sell no. it. It's like no. way too much personal. Like yeah. I want, and, and I'm never paying seventy I, grand for no, a tusk, exactly. you know. And, I, and and honestly, buying a shard of a tusk is almost like I wouldn't a pay kick t- in my junk. But I like, wouldn't oh, even, I can't, I can't go find my. I own. wouldn't pay okay. anybody yeah. ten cents for an arrowhead, a spearhead, yeah. a tusk, or any of that kind of shit. No, I'll find the stuff all day long, like yeah. as much as I can, like find the stuff and keep it for my own collection. Yeah. But I wouldn't pay a cent, and no. I wouldn't sell anything. That, that it's I one have of those things whether they're like they're invaluable they're they're just like, exactly they're, they're priceless so I, i'm not gonna buy that because i have no like tie to it whatsoever other every, than like my money like giving you know every arrowhead and spearhead and tool i have ulus i have a couple ulus that are like that big like eight inches across huge stone yeah. like stone ulus paper thin stone ulus huh. that i'm like who t- who used this? Like, how many seals were skinned? How many, like, sea lions? How yeah. many fish? Like, every yep. single one of those stone tools, you're, like, talking about how many lifetimes. And, like, did somebody make this and then die and then somebody else picked it up and used it? There's, like, story that will never be told to every single never one know. of those tools that is so cool that's, like, can never be answered to me or anyone else yet. It's intriguing. The entire thing is like yeah. I love finding stuff. Yeah, and if you go out and just like buy it, you don't you don't even know any part of the story. If you at least if you right. find it, you're like, well, I found it here, and yeah, that's pretty cool. But I don't know, you know. <laughs> we were when I w- I worked down there at the lodge, and they were doing some kind of TV show shit, and they were like, we're going to pick up these people, and I was like, drop me off here on the beach. I'm like kicking down the beach and. Everybody goes and everybody's hanging out and I'm just like getting further and further away, cruising along. I was like, well, found an arrowhead. <laughs> Put it in my <laughs> nice. pocket. Cruising along. I was like, this is a good spot. You know, there's salmon run. Yep. Key. Like right there, big red flag. Like if there's a good salmon run in an area, Should be there's going to be people there eating those salmon forever. Yeah. So I'm kicking along and I like find another piece, broke like a broken piece. And then I find like a little rock weight. And it's like, so many people, one, don't know what to look for. They're like, oh, you're looking for a rock in amongst a bunch of rocks, billions, trillions of other rocks (laughs) to start with. But then once you get an eye for like what you're looking for, the whole thing changes because you're like, can look through all those other rocks and find just the exact rocks that you want to find. So I'm cruising along. So they pull up with a boat and somebody yells off the boat and they're like, Oh, you're gonna get on the boat? Hurry up and get on the boat. We all want to go back. And I was like, ah, hold on for a minute. And they're like, so nobody says anything. I keep cruising along, and I like reach down. I find another piece, like a like piece of flake of something that I was like, oh, that came off of you know, like somebody. You can tell where a piece of stone comes off of like something, some that somebody's worked. Yeah. So I cruise along a little further, and I was like, oh, there's another piece of an arrowhead, and I pick that up, put it in my pocket. So a little while goes along. The boat pulls over and everybody's like, what are you doing? Did you lose something? 
And I was like, no, I'm looking for arrowheads or spearheads or tools or whatever, you know, artifacts. And they're like, here? I was like, yeah. So like four or five, they pull the boat up and landing craft, put the bow down, a whole bunch of people get off the boat. This guy walks up to me and he's like, how do you like, what are you finding? So I pulled a couple pieces out of my pocket and I handed him one of the whole ones. And I was like, I just found this like five minutes ago. And he's like, fucking blown away. Like I just punched him in the face. He's like, are you kidding me? You just found this laying on the ground. And I was like, yeah. So we're standing there talking. And I look down between his feet and there's an arrowhead sitting literally like right here oh my between God. <laughs> his feet where he's standing. And he's like, well, what do you look for? Like, how do you know what to look for? And I was like, put my finger up and I was like, hold on a second. I reached down between his feet and I was like, you look for stuff like this. And I picked it up and I was like, just like that. And he's like, you gotta be <laughs> shitting me. And I was like, there's a lot of them. They're everywhere. You just got to know what to look for. Next thing I know, there's like 20 people like scouring, like looking around. Nobody finds shit. You know? yeah, <laughs> just like, oh my God five minutes it's like super exciting and then they're like oh, i didn't find anything super boring patience yeah, and like knowing what you're looking for is huge well it's <clears throat> it looking for arrowheads which i've never really done on purpose ever mm-hmm. um, it, it sounds a lot like looking for horns it it, tru- <laughs> it truly it yeah, truly is you yeah. gotta have the patience you gotta yeah. have the time just just go and take your time and know what to look for mm-hmm. It's the same stuff we were talking about before when you talk about gridding. Yeah. The same thing looking for arrowheads. Yes. You like walk a line, turn around, you're like, okay, I'm going to walk 100 yards. Yep. You turn around, you go six feet. Yeah. Walk back 100 yards, turn over six feet, back 100 yards. And you just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to to the water. A lot of stuff that I've found and look for is coastal stuff. It's all um, tide line stuff. Everything is almost everything that I've ever found is all... In a tide, like between high and low tide, sure. Because <clears throat> yeah. that, that and just tide turns shit. Ha- having yeah. like developing the eye of what to look for, obviously, is going to be like just huge. that's just what like we were just for, talking like, about. Like yeah. looking for blood, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> like knowing what to like what or glassing for sheds. Honestly, sheds. Anything, I mean, you, you know, have to know what the like. If you're looking for horns, you got to look for horns, right? You're not. Yeah. And you also have to understand when you're glassing that a, a horn is actually pretty small when you're looking a mile away tiny like you're looking for a piece of tip or or whatever you a just, twig yeah in amongst all those exactly. other twigs yeah and you better know the difference of a twig and a mm-hmm. an antler otherwise it's, you're going to be it's walking a conical <laughs> twig yeah. the, the end is a little yeah. lighter than the base a lot of times we'd glass and we wouldn't even go get one that we knew was one until we found a few more mm-hmm. so we could like you know make the trip across there you worth it keep your area yeah. so you can like I'm not going to yeah. go over there until I can find everyone that's there. Well, no, you got to, yeah, yeah. You might as well because you have the best advantage from the other side. So mm-hmm. you might as well find as many as you can uh, and then go over there and, and start picking them up and then glass on yeah. the other side. Um, or, Unless you're talking moose sheds where you see them from 3,000 feet up on top of the ridge and you're like, oh, that's a big one right there. I'm mm-hmm. getting that one on the way back like your sheep. Yeah. Then right. walk over. That's got to be right here. Yeah. And it's like a little like chewed up path. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, was... some of the first moose sheds I ever found, I I walked over there because I found a, I I'd glassed up a mule deer shed, 
and I glassed another uh, another one down and lower than it, and I walked over there, and between walking from one mule deer shed to the other mule deer shed, there was a moose shed laying there, but uh-huh. this Shiras bull, I mean, it wasn't a big shed, and it was hidden. I like, couldn't see it from there, but, you know, it, it was there. I'm pretty good at finding them if they're, like, sitting out in the middle of... Open river bank. A couple years ago, that was so funny. You're like, and I was like, I looked over, I was like, holy shit, he's having a fucking stroke. He's running the boat, he's freaking out. Yeah, it's mine. Finally, he couldn't say I found one or something. He's like, it's mine. It's not yours. And I was like, whoa, man, calm down. That's not even. He's like points and i was like oh man moose shed and you're like you always find everything <laughs> this one's mine <laughs> that's not even like nick on a beaver fucking level <laughs> no. it was way worse no, than i couldn't even talk he couldn't even say freaking out i was like oh shit we're way too far away from the hospital oh like immediately my wheels start turning and i was like oh my god he's having a breakdown here oh wow <clears throat> that was actually not very far from the bait, yeah, where yeah. I killed that chocolate bear. Yeah, I still have that knife that I drove over, that you drove over, and I found. Oh yeah, <clears throat> your four wheeler, that custom one, you know, custom. Yeah. Somebody's custom knife. Tell you what, a couple a couple of years ago, and it, it, and if this guy's listening, I don't know uh, who he is or whatever. I but, did this on the podcast too. I was like, if anybody knows, they uh, lost. The no, knife. so we, the we, statute of limitations is gone for <laughs> right? that claim. Yeah, yeah, we were, I sold that on eBay. Uh, <laughs> John and I were up on the slope hunting caribou, and we came across a really nice knife, and we flew out too, and and hunted. We were in the middle of nowhere, and you know, and the, picked it up, and I'm like, man, that's a really nice knife, and it said ken onion on it so if ken onions listening <laughs> i mean I, I honestly i still have it so if anybody wants oh, it god it's a it's a really nice knife and i don't that's i don't know who funny. ken onion is or whatever but i know there's know. a lot of people laughing right now <laughs> there's gonna be anyhow <laughs> but. it's a lot better with my pete dunham <laughs> Pete Dunham. Because yeah. nobody fucking knows Pete Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Pete. Yeah. <clears throat> and whoever bought that knife from him. I'm sure Ken might, I mean, maybe he knows a couple of people that are listening or something, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. He might be. It's a nice fucking knife, though. He's looking down from his mansion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by knives. Those little peons. I don't need that one. It's like I threw that on the ground on purpose. <laughs> no, yeah, you're usually the one that freaking picks up on the the cool, interesting stuff. There's definitely we're walking by. Well, whatever. I mean, there's times that you can look on the ground, and there's times you can't too. That's the other thing that's huge. Is like when you're hunting, you don't look on the ground. You walk I, I by don't. all sort of shit. Yeah. You can't. I don't because you're hunting. You're looking way the hell out in front of you, and it's no time to like look for arrowheads or look for yeah. antlers or look for anything else. You're like, you like got a specific deal, and when you're looking for antlers or looking for arrowheads, you're staring at your feet all the time, or you're yeah, glassing you like else. looking for something specific. Yeah. And big difference. Huge difference between the two. Yep. I've never found a dead sheep even while we were sheep hunting. Like we, I've never seen one while and in no, we, six yeah. years of sheep hunting and like many more than six sheep hunts over that course of time. Never found a dead sheep. 
Yeah, it seems like for a couple of years up in the brooks we'd find some, like find one or two a year, you know, winter kill rams. What's funny is every range has winter kill at some yeah, point or another. It's just I where, mean, it's just it, where exactly. are they when they die, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you're probably not going to be hunting. That area in the fall yeah. where, where they die. Yeah, the and what's winter, really funny yeah. is when you do find a winter kill in an area where you do find it in the fall, what, what killed them there before they left... There? Uh, mm-hmm. you know to go to to their winter ground because mm-hmm. you're yeah you're not going to hunt probably in most most cases no, like where up they in the winter. brooks up in the brooks we would seem to find them in those like little like they're almost like the rock slides or like those big patches of big rock that like drained out of those drainages like they were hanging out down lower in the winter or they got swept down in an avalanche or something like that you know what i mean you got to assume that a lot of avalanches kill oh yeah i think a lot yeah yeah Yeah. and then the snow's gone and then there's just a dead sheep right and it's been carried from where it was to where it is right that's totally possible as well yeah i mean found them in creeks before like there's one there was one that um the only sheep that I have found was when I, when I used to ice climb. And they're always in the bottom of the creek. And it was always user lambs. Yeah. And there was nothing left of them. There was, like, no horn sheath, no nothing. It was just, like, hair everywhere and, like, shit where wolves Even waited. Even hair, too, huh? Or wolves. Wait in yeah. the bottom. And then they wait for them to go from this peak to that peak. But they got to cross through this drainage to get there. And, and then when they get down in there and they're, like, coming through alders and stuff, the wolves, like, get closer, 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 and then they kill them when they're down in the bottom. Yeah. So, and that's the only time, and it's only been, like, two, maybe three times that I've seen dead huh. sheep, and that was before I even sheep hunted. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, you know, come to speak of it, and, uh. Way yeah, down below, been, there was no way they were in avalanches or anything no. else. It was like definitely well, like we found, wolves killed we found, them. We found one one time. It was like a 39-inch, well, like 10-year-old ram or so, 9, 10-year-old ram. Like per, normally, normally you find those horns in like rock piles and stuff like that, and they stink. They just nasty stink mm-hmm. and all this. This was like perfectly like clean skull, horns laying there next to it. Everything. Third, like, 39 inch on one side like just beautiful totally intact sheep no not shit. like rot not like where they get that horn rot sometimes yeah. or whatever that was pretty and pretty it was cool. all right there like yeah. nothing had like, ripped it but and like out in the flat it. like bottom of a huge valley that's like, got to be yeah. some kind of a kill then. yeah not it's not like, like in any the winter kind of another... moving yeah. and crossing the valley or something and they yeah. killed them yeah it's not like they could have fallen or got caught in avalanche or right you know, yeah, it had to be just a, like that, a trap. You got to assume that if an animal, if an animal's going to kill a sheep, what they don't want anything with the head. No, they they don't. There's care. no meat there yeah. at all for them. They're going to take the quarters. They're, they're going to rip it apart. They're going to eat the guts and stuff out of them, and typically not pull it too much apart. Yeah, but even you'd assume that like even if a sheep gets killed in an avalanche. It's getting sucked away, and it's going to end up in the same spot, and you're going to find the horns, the skull, everything together. Even if an yeah. animal comes, then again, still, they're not going to pull 
you know, they're only going to pull yeah. like quarters off of it and guts out of it. And even if it comes out in the spring, a bear, maybe a bear drags it hundred yards away, maximum buries it, sits on it to, you know, feed on it for a day or two or whatever. It's surprising. Yeah. It's surprising how like spread out some of those things can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I feel like I had something right there that I was going to... You lost it. Here we go. Here we go out there on a... You went like six without saying that. uh, Lose my shit. (laughs) (laughs) You went six without saying that. (laughs) What was it? Come on. Bring her back. No, put him on the spot right now. We'll go for like... We'll we'll go for a five-minute silence. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was something to do with... It was finding dead rams and whatnot. Um... There was I put a, on a lot of miles to not find a single have, yeah. ram anywhere in any of my like walking around sheep hunting. I've never found one. Yeah, there you go. And you've I know you've put on a lot of miles too. Never, never found one. <clears throat> we did have a uh well there was a guy we were hunting what year was that? It was two thousand twelve, I think. We were hiking in, we got flown in on the ninth or something, and we're hiking in and kind of getting to the spot where we started hunting. It's where you and me went the first time. Mm-hmm. We kind of going up this drainage, see we're sitting there glass and taking a break. Oh, that looks like a nice ram, spawn scope, broom. And then look down, and there's like a guiding client slowly, like, you know, or client huffing and puffing, following the guide up the hill who's carrying everything. And I'm like, well, or it may have even been the 10th that day or like they were doing a midnight stock or like it was the evening, you know? Sure. Um, I'm like, I don't want to sit around and watch a sheep get shot. Let's just keep going. So we kept going like a week later, whatever, made it back to the airstrip talking. Oh, how big was that ram? You know, we're like, oh, can I see that ram? Whatever. Oh, well, we don't have the horns. You know, like what? You kind of need them. You don't even need dick and balls no. on the sheep, but you do need you the do horns. Need you don't need horns. shit. All yeah. you need is the horns. Yeah. And they uh like, huh? And so the guy's like, yeah, well, we, uh, you know, client shot this one. I think it was a lady. And she shot this thing and went up and she was crying, like, uh, just beat, you know, they marched her into the ground. And so I took the sheep apart. You know, stashed everything and then wrapped the like horns and flagging tape and st- stashed them away from the meat and went back and like the horns were gone. And he said he sat and watched a wolverine like running around there for a day and then never could find the horns. Who, who knows? But for but, a full day, the asshole should have at least been like, hey, I got to go get it. Or wh- Yeah, well, it was like in got, the evening. So really he right. went back up, but he like marched her back and then went back up to get it the next day. And it was gone. The story is the Wolverine, some Wolverine hauled the head off and they couldn't find it. No shit. I wouldn't put past the little bastards. I, well, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't are either. <laughs> they are tough. I wouldn't yeah. either, but what kind of guide? That's a fucking 18 pound head, though. Like, or more, but what kind of guide is that right. to not, like, yeah. okay, let's just take care of this animal and I'll throw the meat and the head in my pack and we'll go down the mountain and. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh 
That's what you were just, digging she, deep for? No, that wasn't. Like that. <laughs> that was just another one. That's just a, something to like keep my brain occupied yeah. while I tried to think. Uh, well, or keep my mouth occupied. Dig deeper. Try, try to dig deep. That poor guy. Yeah, no, could you imagine? Oh, it's that like the suck. worst of the worst. Like, oh, you can have the meat, which is way it, better than None of y'all ever take, anyway. but it's really good. And <clears throat> Sorry you don't get the horns. You got a nice picture, though. <laughs> Oh, did right. they get photos at I least? I did never see him. Of a wolverine uh, through the spotting yeah. screen. <laughs> <laughs> they got photos. They should have. Oh, who am I to judge? I don't know. Maybe yeah, there was something knows? else going on. I was kind of there, but I wasn't really there. Next time we come over here to do this, as soon as we walk through the door, we should put these things on if you're doing whatever. Yeah, we had a great I think conversation. We, we missed solid gold Like yeah. whenever we all first show up here to do this. Yeah. Like we're just standing around out there, and we do the exact same thing we're doing right now, except for we miss like two hours of it before we even start yeah, doing. Yeah, watching this. me work. Yeah, you guys can just talk and all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking the whole time anyway. No, we did good. Yeah, yeah. No, got. I'm kind of slowly chiseling away at the pile of bears. I got all <clears throat> all Nick's bears done. Got my. Now I still have one in the freezer. I got to decide if I want to keep that one. I I pitched one hide. It was pretty rubbed up. Black bear hide. I took. I saved all the meat. So I'll tell Rob. Legal that he disclaimer. Get them over here, here before too long. His are frozen too. Okay, Same they're thing. frozen. Well, they're let, I'll let you know when I get done with because I got this one. I got one more of yours, and then I should have some. I'll have room in the freezer. What I want to know: How many hides are getting sent to be tanned? This year, it's looking like probably more than twenty-five. Probably, awesome. probably about That's 25, awesome. yeah. <laughs> That's fun. This, this has truly been the best. It, I, I I'm on my last, like, Costco, my last COVID-19, like, everyone else's bulk is, like, buying buying yeah. hamburger, toilet, toilet paper. paper. I'm buying pallets yeah. of salt. I'm buying, like, <laughs> <Pallets> of salt. <laughs> like, Massive I, amounts yeah. of salt. I told a friend a couple of weeks ago after, you know, after we had shot, you know, we were, we were pretty well stable on the killing thing. That, uh, like, the group of people that I know um, that that I can honestly say are, like, close friends and we all, you know, hunt together and share stuff and whatever, um, 29 bears is what I could come up with that we that we had killed this year. Um, and I realized that I wasn't with Does that count the 10 that but we I'm killed sending, in, like, no, two days? Well, I'm still... Yeah, I'm does. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sending a goat, too, from this spring yeah. that's going to go with all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and that and that's totally fine. <laughs> See um, if we got to send these. If this pile of cats, I got about a dozen cats over there. Well, we had them. I mean, we to forty, but um, what I was just saying, he's like, well, how many like how many bears you guys kill this year? I'm like, well, for going by like our, our the group of friends that I'm close to, I mean, we're we are truly at twenty nine is what we've killed. Nice. It's a it's a hell of a spring for like a group of about eight people that reach out and help other people yeah yeah you know what i mean right like i don't I, the, the other people are they aren't doing it it's like a core group of like eight guys that are helping everybody else and yeah but mm-hmm. 29 is what i came up with that's and, cool and that's that's really cool it's a pretty fucking good solid number mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a bad spring to be a bear <laughs> Poor fuckers. Yeah. Well, but they're Whatever, fun. Let me just as many no, next fun. spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I, in a lot of the the spots that 
you know, aside from down there on the river where you guys were or whatever, I mean, I don't know of a single sow aside from oh, Steph's, I like whack Steph's two of them. <laughs> no, and no, no, and and that's fine. That's but there's what, yeah, so many bears. There's earlier. so many bears there. But all the all the other spots. I mean, these are kind of heavily populated, you know, or heavily heavily pressured areas where yeah. most people are shooting anything. And well, I, and that goes back, like you know, like we talked maybe difference. on the last talk podcast we talked about like it was kind of like liberating to be like you know i'm just gonna yeah sluice whatever bear comes in the thing is is the boars come in first it seems like they're like dominant animals and they're gonna eat first and that's like what's coming in yeah then there's nothing wrong with shooting a sow especially in an area where you got a lot of bears no but like you know like a a bait that you're a bait that you're trying to groom a little bit you know it's like yeah i'd prefer not to shoot sows and i i don't care one way or the other if, if somebody's happy that that's great whatever that's cool but you know on baits that we're running that are kind of pressured in, in an area it's nice to see people just take a take a nice but nice boars right yeah and but the stuff that's like super remote it, just, it truly doesn't matter because there's so many bears there that are not being harvested at all when you're looking yeah. to snap <laughs> into a like, slim jam yeah <laughs> you just start laying them down yeah. 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 yeah 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 no and i gotta like it's kind of like i was getting at earlier trying to or intended to anyway it's like I gotta remind myself like how lucky because it's already like ah fuck i get ready for sheep hunting you know whatever like move on to the next thing i killed the biggest black bear i've ever killed with a bow my chop you know first color phase bear you know killed a really nice grizzly with yeah Mm -hmm. you know musket basically yeah well that's That's done well we're we just ended last year, basically, a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, yeah it's done. Regulatory year. Yeah. Yep. Six days ago, done. Yeah. Now we got new tags. So, no, start them over, boys. <laughs> it's like my buddy's. This is, it's just it. It's like beginning of a whole new year of hunting, right now, like six days ago. Yeah. And buddies <clears> were asking me what I was, you know, they, they all live in Lower 48, and they were asking me what I was doing 4th of July week, and I said, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm. I, I left all my black bear tags at home on purpose because <laughs> I don't want to be tempted. Right? You're like, fucking yeah. wasting yeah. one for I next year already. More, like yeah. Yeah, next spring. Well, <laughs> there's some. Well, there's some areas that don't ever close to bait. And, well, yeah, but your tags still. Yeah, you you you're still just, the you, same you tags. tags. Yeah. So if yeah. you kill one July first, technically that's one less you can kill next spring. Yeah. 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 I'd hate to sell myself short on what I can do next spring. Well, that's one. <laughs> uh, well, that's one reason. Like I. I, I I can't say I've passed up many opportunities, but like fall I'm grizzly, twice as many next spring. You know, fall grizzly. It's like, ah, do I really want to burn? Because I love hunting them in the spring. Yeah. You know, I will never pass up a quality animal if I have a tag in my pocket. I'm not I'm not going to go out of my way to do that. Uh, it's just not happening. I, I bet you wouldn't shoot a huge bear on a sheep hunt, though. Would not. Nope. No, I wouldn't. You're a smart sheep hunter. That, that, or a caribou. You're a, you're a, a sheep. No. You're a sheep killer, not no. a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm going sheep hunting, I'm not shooting something else. Yeah, it's not happening. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. after I already had it on my back and I was packing a no, ram back. No, 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 no. Let me stop you right there, buddy. Some of the yeah, fucking I, I'm caribou. Just saying, I'm just saying, like maybe with like, like another you shot years, two years. Some ago? of the caribou oh, that man. I've seen not sheep solo. hunting, I'm just like, 
Oh my god, look at that fucking caribou. Dude, dude like, well that one that was like right That's too far to pack a caribou. Dude, the, I, yeah, the one well, that was whatever. too far. I mean, it, it's still I get that, but it's, still it's like Because caribou is going to be another probably two close to Ca- 50, caribou is 60 two trips. pounds. Yeah. Big, oh, more or, than 50 or 60 pounds. Well, well, like if, if remember that bull. that bull after the oh, day before we shot after you shot yours on the 10th 2 years ago 17 Oh, Whatever, huge. Yeah, yeah, And then, yeah. like, we're packing his cheap back to Walking camp back. and look down, and there's a huge bull, like, 400 right yards, like, right yeah. down below us. Just moseying along. <sighs> Season's know. open. No, yeah. you wouldn't do it. No, you, no, you, no. no you can't. And that's that just situation. it. You're sheep hunting. And that's where you at. Like, that's where it comes down to, like, last year, you're serious I saw about some... something, you're passionate about something, you don't... Yeah. Year we're sheep hunting. We're not. We're not killing ours. Though. Last yeah, year, I saw point. several big, big. A lot of sheep hunters yeah. come back with a grizzly hide. Well, see, the thing is, <laughs> or a like, black bear yeah. hide. That's no shit. No, a lot of them do. And, and let's <clears throat> talk about like how that happens. Like you're out there, and you, you you know you see the animal that you know you can go kill. You know whether it be a caribou or a grizzly bear or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know you're talking amongst each other like, hey, we, we can easily just take care of the hide and throw it over here and and tuck it up and but blah you blah. Can't. But the well, well, you can, but the problem is you might not find sheep within two or three miles of the spot, and yeah, you might yeah. not have to come by that spot again. And then next thing you know, you're you're a fucking should be if you're sheep hunting. You're you could be packing, you know, your entire camp, moving Everything. around, and and when are you going to get back yeah. to that hide? And well, and the, it's just not once smart. you once you pull the trigger on something, the clock starts ticking. It does. Like, well, I, there's no doubt there. Yeah. You know, That's even when you're trying to, du- you know, even when you're trying to, so it's like, yeah, if you're sheep hunting, hunt sheep, you know, and you can double up. I mean, like, even when you double, shoot two sheep, like, once once the first sheep hits the dirt, the clock's ticking. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and you can't, like, you know, the the rest, so, you know, you got to make your decisions based on yeah, keeping, you- keeping all that in mind. And it's like, it gets a little bit more urgent once, you know. It's a relief on one hand to like get one down, right. especially when you're in a spot where you know like odds are good. Yeah. Like we're gonna, or yeah. you got a plan. But we saw a nice moose. A you just can't years do ago. shit without. You can't do shit without <laughs> thinking about it. You yeah. know, yeah, you can't. We saw a nice moose a couple of years ago, cheap and then talked to talk my buddy off the ledge. <laughs> like, dude, not the spot to kill a moose. It's just not. And then John talked about. Um, great spot in the Chugach that we've hunted for years for goats and stuff like that. And he killed a goat, and then when he was packing out the goats, a really big bull moose, you know, and season was open. He could have killed it. He's like, he thought about it, you know, and he's like, you know what? I <laughs> probably shouldn't. But uh, yeah, you better, if you're sheep hunting or goat hunting, we were, you should probably just bird, just handle that task because that's going to be enough. We were back from sheep hunting. All the way to the truck and driving, we were driving. during moose season, yeah. and a bull moose runs across the road in front of us. Total perfect area, like shoot that thing right on the side of the road. And Tyler's like, "Man, I wish I had my harvest card for moose right now." I was like, "I have mine." Bam! Right on the brakes. I was like, "Put the fucking gas pedal down." I was like, "I am done fucking around with animals." I was like, "There is no way that I'm shooting that moose right now." I've just walked for days with this backpack on. I was like, "I do not want to deal with a moose." More yeah. than more than days because yeah. we had been hunting oh, sheep for twenty five twenty five days or something like that, yeah. basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
No, no shit. Break on the brakes, mi- like, <laughs> instantly. As soon as I was like, well, I got mine. Well, the truck's just like, <laughs> slows right down. The moose is standing right there. On the side. It wasn't a huge moose yeah, or anything like that, but it was like freezer bowl. Like and you could like, you could have yanked the guts out no and way. used the winch for the four-wheeler to whip him up on the trailer, <laughs> you know? Don't. Put the yeah, gas no, pedal no, down. Nothing, Let's go. Take me home. Uh, nothing ruins a sheep hunt faster than shooting something else. Yeah. You can't do it. No, you can't. That's don't. it. You have to go into it with the mindset of like, I'm shooting a sheep and that's it. And and, and if you're happy shooting something else, then you didn't want to shoot a sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, that, exactly. and, that's, and that's fine too. But. Yeah. Well, so much of, I mean, so much of being successful sheep hunting, I think, is wanting that bad enough. That, yeah. You know. And being able to see a giant caribou and walk by it or a, a big grizzly bear and not stalk it or something like that. Like, stay at the task at hand, and that's to find a sheep. And you, you're going to ruin your hunt quick. Well, it's yeah. over. It's that's over. That's just once it, you, what yeah. we said earlier, you know. It's over. As soon Especially as you shoot something if, you, else, if you're solo, like it's done. If you're solo... No, you're 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 actually you. By the time you pack that back, depending on how far away from the truck you were, or how far away from the strip, or whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, you only get so many days unless you're just out there for a long time, right? You know, happening. and a lot of you know, and it's obviously like some people are different, but a lot of people, it's like if you do, even if it's close to getting it out, like, are you really going to go back? You know? Yeah. Are you going? Have pack the, like gumption to pack like, that out and then going. go back and and yeah and can I mean have you shot a bear before? Do you know how to take care of it fast enough to to even justify doing it? You know where you where you're still gonna have some time left and all that. And I have, but I'm still not gonna do it. Well, oh yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. That's not a qualifier. That's just like one of those things where you know have you done that before? Do you know how to take care of it? Because that's gonna add another day to it yeah. if you're just like. Fumbling around, yeah. No, oh, yeah. It would, wouldn't be on those No, I mean, like, we've got a pretty good system down for taking whole animals and turning them into parts pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, I mean, you take that for granted sometimes, but, like, I mean, how long, how long does it take, like, the average person, like, average Joe Hunter, like, to skin a bear in the field? Probably a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot longer, I, I, uh, yeah, or longer. And I know yeah. it don't doesn't take me yeah. that long. And it's exactly. just, yeah. And that, I mean, that's just like a simple thing, like skinning a bear. Yeah, and and bears you are know, actually super dealing. simple. Oh yeah, bears are easy. Fuck. We're fucking spoiled. We are spoiled. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and we get a lot of a uh, a lot of experience by doing it. So yeah, we're, like we're able well, and that's like. Yeah, it takes practice. You have to do it to... Exactly. And when I say we're spoiled, I just mean that we have such an opportunity where we live to hunt all the time. Right. And we do. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just... And practice makes perfect. so great, you know? Like, everything about it. It's fantastic shit. I love fishing, but... Fuck. I moved up here and Hard started fishing or hunting a lot. I was just like, yeah, fishing's to the wayside. Well, it's funny because <laughs> yeah, because the fishing here's like or the phenomenal fishing you can as get well. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. A lot what of I times, the, the a lot of times the worst fishing here is better than, than anything. The best anybody's than the ever best. Well, like when I like I was fishing crazy when I was a kid, man, like nuts. Like when I was 
you know, four or five years old, like just practicing casting my rod in like mud puddles and shit. I mean, it's like I can, I can, I can remember my dad. We should have a little casting contest sometime. We'll put a, oh, put yeah? a little weight on the rod and like oh, set yeah? some targets up different areas and see what's up. Could do that. See how the boys are actually hanging in there. <laughs> well, do that in the fly rod section too. You know, it's when we're pike fishing and you're like casting for the woods. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> In the boat, and you're, like, trying to put it right there next to that tree. Yep. I seen your shit dangling on a bush. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> if you don't have lines hanging in the trees, you ain't pike fishing. <laughs> I, I watched him cast into the bushes, and his fucking lure is, like, hanging above the water. Yeah. And the fish, like, jumps out of the water, <laughs> grabs onto his lure, and ripped it out of the bush. Fish on. Yeah. True story. Holy it counts. That shit. Ca- it's right where I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My ass. It was right where you wanted it. Most of the time when you get hung up in the trees, you're like an inch away from the perfect cast. All right. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's just right. So yeah. I was like, we need to have a little backyard. It's like some people throw horseshoes. We're going to have like some casting That'd contest. be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same but- rod. Everybody gets the same, same rod to <laughs> no, use. No, you got to bring your rod. No, no, the, no, 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 no. It's all got to be with the same rod. Do we get practice casts or sure. what? Well, because yeah, he'll just go down like... and buy the. He'll go down to <laughs> go down to Century or something. But I need, I need, I need you to set me up. No, <laughs> no, we, we all got to use the same My rod. My fishing rods are horseshit. We'll have like <laughs> half hour practice cast for each person. Half hour, or whatever, man. whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'll just pick that sucker up and win. <laughs> yeah, well, but where I, what I was saying is where I grew up, it's like you go, you know, you go like hike out to some creek or pond. If you catch a couple like twelve inch rainbows, you're having a good. You're day. having a good day. Different fucking ball game. Yeah, yeah. if you no, were serious no about fishing about up here, the shit you could do is just unbelievable. Seth just fished with Oliver last weekend. I know. Yeah, Oliver. he's like Oliver and his I, girlfriend. I came like over. Oliver. Those yeah. guys were over, helped me out on the foundation, putting the radiant heat tubes in. And Seth was like, "Oliver's cool, man. I yeah. like fishing with Oliver." They came over for dinner the other night, <laughs> uh, like four or five nights ago, before we left for Chitna. Yeah, yeah, good right dude. On. That now that guy fishes. Yeah, for real. That's like he—he's laughing at all of us. Yeah, when oh, it comes yeah. to fishing, yeah. straight up laughing at but us. But I, I kind of got him into bow hunting. He bought a bow and he came over, and I tied in his peep sight, and I set him up with some—you know—got his arrows fucking flying right, and got him shooting. He's and he had been shooting for like two months without a peep sight in his compound or whatever, and and uh, he shot like three arrows after I got it all like right or whatever, and like they're like you know within yeah. a 50 cent piece or whatever i'm like driving tag. you ever sh- shot a group that close he's like no i haven't i'm like well these guys yeah. here at the local archery shop or whatever recommended not putting a peep sight in until you learn how to shoot your bow i'm like what? no dude like peep sights everything and the problem was like when i first put the peep in he was anchoring so high he couldn't see through the peep so it just felt good up here yeah but i'm like no man like Getting your anchor bad. should really be like down here and mm-hmm. now you've just spent two and a half three months shooting your bow the wrong way like no you need that that peep sight needs to be in there from the from the get-go so you learn how to shoot because that's you how you get glass put in those too can't you? yeah you can get like a magnifi- you can get a clarifier my, my brother has because his vision's you not get a, as good a, yeah. clar- a clarifier and you can get a mag magnifier uh yeah. either or and um 
but most people don't need that. You know, there's if they're shooting like, well, if their eyes are bad or something like that, then they might. That's where my brother's at. So yeah, yeah, he wears glasses, and the, but he can't wear the glasses to shoot. Yeah, the so, bow, he's, so he's, he's like, so he probably put a clarifier in there, yeah. and you know that that's a good idea too. But <clears throat> yeah, he had him shooting a couple couple arrows or whatever, and he just started drilling it. And you know, this is at like 15 yards. He's got five pins on his bow, so I'm like, hey, let's let's might as well sight them all in. So we got all the way back to 50, and he was hitting like pie plate, which is pretty good to you know like to get you close or whatever yeah you know just to get the pin like set right and i'm like you're gonna get better and that group will tighten up and then start shooting at 60 and at 60 you better you you better know how to shoot like that extra 10 yards it doesn't mean much but if anything's wrong and he's got a little bit older of a bow so maybe there was something going on where something was hitting or whatever but we just could not get him um shooting consistent at 60 but yeah he'll figure it out he, he's, I mean, he's gonna. <laughs> right on. Yeah. As far as fishing goes, though, that, that kid's in, that just, he's he's nuts. He's nuts. You remember yeah. Seth's buddy that came down on the river with us when we were, when we went down pike fishing? Yeah. He met Oliver ice fishing. I'll be damned. And then introduced him to Seth and then so on and so forth. I wondered Tom how that Seth met. was like. Yeah. Oh, we met this dude that knows Nick Oliver, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I met Oliver one time when we were fishing for lake trout one day, just randomly for yeah. like two minutes, kind of thing." And then I was like, "Oh no shit, how does this all work out?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, so and so and so and so and blah blah blah." Yeah, that's <clears> weird. <throat> yeah, he fishes like we hunt, yeah. and he, he, but he, but he's good. He catches. He's good. He's. <laughs> He's not out there just fucking throwing Well, that is line. pretty cool, too. Like, if, I mean, for oh, all yeah. the oppor- all the hunting opportunities we have up here, if you're, like, crazy fishing, like... It's the same there's same opportunity. Yeah. 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 It, the miles that he puts on his truck to fish is actually more than what we would ever put on to hunt. It's, <laughs> it's Because, you know, he wants to go exactly where it's hotter and shit right now. And, you know, for us, it's like, okay, well, we'll go 200 miles or 400, or not 400, but 200 or 150 or whatever and do yeah. that or whatever. No, he'll drive all the way down to Homer if that's where the he'll, fishing's good. So you get, in, you get into <laughs> like, steelhead shit, too, oh, and that it's like too. takes on a whole new level. You need yeah. to, like, fly somewhere because yeah. you ain't getting that shit on the road yeah. system that's any good. Yeah, I think he went to Yakutak this year and did some steelhead fishing C-tuck, and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and all Jesse Knock down in southeast, he's pretty into that steelhead fishing in the wintertime. Yeah, but he can do it right there. Yeah, you don't gotta right go at nowhere. home, basically. Yeah. Steelhead are fun, too. I mean, it's probably some of the funnest fishing that I've done in Alaska. And I was like, was real fortunate when I worked for Fishing Game to get put in some places where there was... They were there. It was awesome, and there was yeah. tons of them, and I got super spoiled doing it. <laughs> yeah. But steelhead are awesome fish to catch. I think uh, the... F- the fish, if it, if there was a uh, a species of fish that actually got me excited ever for the first time, it was a steelhead, and it was in northern Idaho, and I'd go up there and I'd meet my Dude, friends from right. Montana. If there was a species of fish that got you, that that's like, what's kind of started. Like, to oh, oh get that's me, what like, got you get into, me excited. Yeah, that's what. That's what's like, okay, Okay. that's how that feels. Like, that's a lot of fun. Like, I will, I I will, I will do that, you know. But growing up in Wisconsin and stuff like that, you know, we're fishing for bullheads with cane poles, you know, which is just like they hook them, bring them in and stuff, you know. You know, you know, it's fun for two seconds, but it's not, it's not fun. 
not um, captivating. Yeah, it's not captivating. It, it doesn't grab you by the by the balls and be like, "Hey, you got to do this." Didn't but give you that feeling where you like you just like just waiting for that next yeah, fish to just yeah. to just slam it. No, that you, know, you don't get that from a don't king bowl yourself. for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, I need to. But dial, I, dial it back a little bit. But I went. I was invited up to this awesome spot in northern Idaho with a good friend of mine that taught me a lot of stuff about bow hunting. And then, you know, he's like, "Hey, in February, you know, there's nothing to bow hunt. We we go steelhead fishing." He's like, "Why don't you drive up?" So yeah, I drove six hours up there, and Stephanie and I we had a great freaking weekend, and we landed several steelhead, and it, and it was you know, that was fun. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, all right, well, if that's how it is, then. And that's how far away from the ocean are they there? A long ways. I mean, yeah. they come, I, I think thousand? those. Well, pr- no, no, probably not. No, not a thousand, because they probably come in the Columbia, mm-hmm. and then they come down. Our, and I could be so wrong, but I think they come down the salmon, yeah. and then they're up another trib is where we're catching them. So. How far is that? I, River miles. It, it's a long fucking way could be yeah it could be i i don't i'd be lying if i even put a number on it yeah. but i don't think it's a thousand it's nothing do they like, still fight good yeah. yeah yeah well those steelhead go yeah. back to the ocean typically don't they they do uh, for a few years yeah yeah yeah, yeah they're back they're and back forth. and forth yeah. they're not just yeah. like one and done spawn yeah and, but the 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 ones we caught i mean they weren't I mean, what's crazy is that they like, were they were they like get all fish. red. They'll come in hmm. chromers. Like you can catch them as like chromer steelhead. Yeah, and where I was catching them, multiple places was close to the ocean. Well, within like ten miles or twelve miles or That's something pretty like that. Close. River miles yeah. of the ocean, and it the longer they were there, they'd like darken. Huh. And they got darker and darker and darker, and then all of a sudden it's like whoosh, gone. They're yeah. all and they all leave again, and they're back out to the ocean but it's like when it starts when the spawn starts you start catching them and they're like awesome they're like super badass yeah that's cool right on that's and this will get the ones that i was catching was like this red some of the ones when it first started was like that and then it would like oh fall so, out through their whole body yeah, so that's like a female super red yeah i can show you a red one here in a second that's a female males, yeah 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 the, yeah. Ma- the males are like smaller that. and yep right on <laughs> but yeah. a, a fish a fish like that i mean oh yeah i mean they and and they're fun Jeez. they're fun it, and how big is that female the biggest the one that i ever 40. caught was 43 the female was, was a female fe- yeah. the female was 40 and i think the the male that we caught was like 39 it's almost on like, like, like it's almost well, on yeah, like we'll pike see level how you know you think like size. how i would think that like pound for, like a forty inch steelhead would fight harder than a forty inch pike. Uh, you don't it's different. Think so? different. I don't know the bigger the biggest pike that I ever catch, ever catch is like right there in front of me. Those, and all the steelhead that I caught were on a fly rod. Yeah, oh, so yeah, that's true. Totally uh, different. Yeah. The way like a pike playing them and like, the way a pike does his thing after he grabs his food or whatever is totally different than the way a steelhead. Yeah, you steel. I'm you put a line on a steelhead. You put a line in, you know, get a hook in one. They don't like that a lot at all, and 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 they're gonna hit a current or something. And a lot of times when you're fishing pike, yeah. you know, the, the a lot of times they're in slack water yeah, and stuff like that. Much, there's not or much going slower on. water, yeah. And you, you can control them more, but when you get a fish that that hits a, and I'm not an expert, but I do know a little bit about it. When you get in a current, them 
them fish can move. Oh, it's like, I mean, I've been a couple times like fishing kings in a spot, like a little creek. Yeah. Whereas you hook them, if they, they get out into the off. main current, you're not getting them. That's like a good that. example. Yeah. That's a good very example. Good example. I've lost several kings on the copper for that same reason, because I, I couldn't turn them fast enough because they were too big or, you know, my drag was set too loose or whatever. And you, you can't. didn't have your halibut rod. Yeah, I didn't have my halibut <laughs> rod. Exactly. And, and when they get in the current, you're. Pretty well should just open your bail. And I just learned this trick last weekend. Like, you know, you catch a big king and it gets in the current on the copper. Just open your bail. Let it go and see what it does. And You're maybe... talking like flossing them or in no, the creek or whatever. Well, no, well, you're he... talking about catching a king and you're talking about, yeah, yeah, like, current. if it doesn't feel like it's yeah. getting its lips jerked on, maybe it'll just turn around and start swimming back upstream again. Oh. Like it's, yeah. Like it's intending to do anyhow yeah gotcha. and, then, and then you can just reel it in slow and then you can jerk them and get them to come your direction or gotcha. whatever it's exactly what frank said exactly it, yeah. it's like open your bail let them think like hey nobody's pulling on me anymore and then you know mm-hmm. once yeah. once once it you know may, hopefully he doesn't run your whole shit out you know and he starts coming back up like he should then you turn you know turn the that makes on. sense but. It kind of sucks that the low run, like all sport fishing for kings, is closed right now. All, yeah, all that's closed in the, and, in the interior, Tanana. Yeah, I I hope they change At your mind before them, August huh? so we can go catch our, yeah. our salter kings again because that's always fun, huh? That's fun like to go mess around after, with after them. work and shit. Just like yeah. quick go for an evening. Yeah, and those fish are fine to smoke. Like everybody's yeah, like, smoke- oh, they're all blushed out. I'm like, so like. Do you realize how far they're coming? They have to how, how much farther they have mm, to go. Yeah, there's like so much spawn, fat yeah. on those fish already. No, they it's definitely it's not like you know it's not like one out of the copper. But I smoked that one that one I kept last year and it was just fine as far as smoked fish. You know, you know it's and, good. Yeah, and I got to talking to John about this, and it all makes sense. Like copper river fish, honestly, a lot of times by the time they get to O'Brien, they're already blushed out because they don't have yeah. much further to go. So they before only, they spawn. Yeah, so yeah. they only have a fat reserve for what sixty miles or whatever, whatever that is. Yeah, and then they get up, you know, there where you're dip netting and no. stuff. Well, a whatever. lot of those kings are, are Jesus, dark these when you fish, dip net them. These yeah. fish here, are like thousand, twelve hundred miles. Yeah, from ocean, yeah. Yeah, from yeah. salt. Yeah, agree. So <laughs> imagine the fat reserve on a fish that has to go that far in fresh water oh, versus a fish that has to i've heard that yeah you, i've heard that yukon kings are some of the best you could you because could have. of the fat yeah because because yeah. a lot of those kings are i mean those kings are going all the way to canada some of them yeah oh yeah and if you imagine if you caught one of them it's like jesus murphy i mean that fish has long fucking ways to go well, and and even yeah. even those like that dry fish i brought cheap hunting a few years ago that i mm-hmm. got out in holy cross um that's chums oh that they dry, they call yeah. them silvers out there, like Yukon silvers, but they're chums. Yeah, and like phenomenal stuff, like just oil. Yeah, dripping from has things. to be. I mean, think about yeah. how far they're going. Well, a lot like the chums will come up the China here. Yeah, are you sure yeah. they're not not silvers? Oh no, chums. Oh, yeah, uh, chums come up the China because there's chums on the Saltra. Yeah, no, there's tons in the China. There's yeah. tons of chums. Yeah. In oh the yeah. Tina. I, I, thought, well, I didn't know what you were saying. Piles up. No, I'm saying like no, sure they're, no, they're, no, they call them. They call because them because there's silvers that come up too. Well, I know there like is silvers, the but they're because that was I thought because they called called them silvers and I thought they were silvers, but someone corrected me like no, they're like chums, but they call them silvers. They call them silvers. Right on. Someone actually, I think it was like Patrick Lumba. He lives down in Galena. Posted a, some meme about like 
It's like salmon on the Yukon. Like kings are like the best, and then it's like silvers, but they're actually chums. chums. And then like like coho's like actual silvers are like garbage or whatever. Oh really? Is what oh, they no you know, shit. Yeah. I well, don't know. It, probably because the silvers don't run as far. So by the time they get there, they're horse shit, and the chums are running way up. So they're they're a lot of could, fat I've reserve. Caught, could I've be, caught. I don't know. All of them, and I'd say like, hands down, the most fun to catch is silvers. Like silvers in the, in the ocean, the feisty man, fun. are they fun to yeah. catch? Yeah, they are. <clears throat> well, yeah. and they'll bite. They're pretty aggressive too. Ex- like, that's they'll just bite, it too. You know, whereas like, reds, you're typically just snagging. Well, them. reds, you either snagging them in the salt or you're flossing them in the yeah. in, in the fresh. And I caught. I, I caught it's a, cool and all, but to have a fish aggressively yeah. like feed and like you can catch them that's shit is fun and silvers are a lot of fun to catch yeah we caught some big ones in cold bay the first time i went down there brown bear hunting we were fishing just a little inlet came in from the ocean we fished at you know right when right in the morning when the fucking tide was like just about to start coming up so the fish are coming in and the fish we caught there i mean they're so big and then we we also caught them in in like streams that were probably four feet wide that's it, and we'd walk There's t- like, like a mile up them and fish stuff. in like and, and little coming. tiny amounts yeah. of water. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. just throwing a spinner in there and shit. They'd hit it harder than hell. Like you, you're not flossing them. They no. want it. Well, I mean, they'll Aggressive. do. They'll do it up in you know, like up in the clear, clear water, water in October, man. Yeah, you just oh, drag a wiggle wart in front of them. They're hitting it. Well, they're like half dead zombie fish, you know. Yeah. And still, like the amount of fight they even have in them, then is yeah, I guess I've pretty impressive for that. up there too, yeah, and you and know, they hit, they hit. Oh, hard they do. Too. Yeah, I've never. I I don't. We've had awesome days. Keep up there. them in there, but um, S- same thing though. I mean, think about how far they got to come, and yeah, I don't care if they're well. Red. And of I mean, course, they're uh, smoke they're, up well. Well, they're fun in, and some people's. I've never smoked those ones there, so they they might be just fine. They're pretty much once they hit the mouth of that, they're at the end of their. That clear water is pretty short system but no, yeah I mean, some people like comparatively well, smoke speaking. them and you like them good for you you know Matt, i've never care. interior i've never kept i mean i've caught i don't know not a ton but a few in the china years long time ago and I, we just caught them and let them go yeah you know just kind of like jeez. no we've kept like, them and smoked this thing them. came so far like yeah look at how fucked up it looks it's missing an eye and shit. Like, <laughs> Come on, hopefully make it the yeah. rest of the shoot, way. Shoot, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, the ones we've caught in August. I mean, I, I mean, they're definitely bushed out, but they they turn out fine. Like yeah, all yeah. that they have been to catch a salmon that far inland. Oh, impressive! It's pretty yeah. freaking cool. I don't care. And that, yeah, I'm gonna eat one it. One of these years when it's open, I want to do. I want to catch a king in the Chattanooga. I think that'd be cool. That'd be cool, yeah. yeah. I've seen them. Now I've that's si- a run. I've sat right there and I've like watched them cruising while it was closed when it wasn't open, which I I don't know if it is this year or not. I it is. Look I'm sure it's them. closed because it's, it's closed. part of the. Yeah. yeah, it was open last year though. Um, but I've stood there and just watched them like cruising through late at night, and just like watch schools of them coming through, and it's not like shitloads of fish, and they're not huge king salmon. But there's a king salmon in so, there. So it's just to get my bearings. The Chattanooga dumps into the Gold Stream. No, it or dumps into Minto. Yeah, it's like the, where we're 
dumps into down. Minto. Yeah, the, which I mean, it goes all the way down. It goes into, it ended up dumps like, into the Tolavana, I believe, it, and then that. Well, goes, and it's like it's into, all it's like yeah. it's so yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's wide. a giant shit. So hot, so they yeah. come off of the Tanana and they they yeah. are swimming through so the lakes. Yukon, Tanana, Tolavana, China. Well, they're or they're in current. Oh, yeah, the whole all time. of them. They yeah. are in current the whole time. Yeah. Okay, that that was my question because I know they got no, they got to cruise through. I mean, in that low in those that lower country. Through them flats, they got to come all the way through all that shit before they're actually yeah. that into was, that river. They that was come what I was trying to say. All they're, the way through that, they're basically swamp coming country. through Mento Flats. In, they have in, to. In a I way. Mean, how well, the whole river runs into Mento Flats exactly. before it gets to the Tanana? Okay. They so, have to. Yeah. So I'm not crazy thinking that, no. that they're running through some uh-uh. weird shit. To Unless get there. you got some map that shows you some different no, shit where that river <laughs> is no, like flowing all the way. I don't either. So yeah. Okay, so I'm not wrong. That's what, uh, mm-hmm. that's why I asked. Because I know that all, a bunch of rivers flow into Minto, and then I know all of them flow into the Tana. T- right. But how do they get there? Exactly. Well, there's yeah. only one way. Yeah. 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 I'll be damned. Well, there's like a thousand ways, right? How long? Long. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's turn this bitch off. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Jesus, and, that was uh, quick. It's, it's like, like this- hey. See you later. This <laughs> may have uh, this may take you a couple sitting may have taken you a couple sittings to get through, but appreciate it. And uh, if you have any comments or questions, you can email podcast at tundertalkak.com and uh, appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. Thanks for listening.